All right, guys, what's happening? We're back again. Another episode of Track Experience. Um, this one's pretty cool, actually. I get to sit down with um, probably someone that's taught me more about myself than, than anyone else. I know I had dad on before, but I'm just doing, I'm going through the family members now. But I sit down with Jake Lucas or Jail Media. And we, um, it's a pretty fun one, actually. We, we go over some old stories and joke around a, a lot, actually. I had a good laugh, but we also kind of... I guess go into this newfound kind of path he get. I guess he's going down, and how he kind of. I feel like I gave him a bit of a push down it, which was quite cool. And I think for a while, I guess I tried to. I guess force him into a new way of being, and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, I just need to live it, and maybe give him a little help here and there, or point him in a certain direction, or just show him a different way of being and living, and. I, think it's quite cool that he's he's definitely taken it on board and grabbed it with two hands and he's been yeah going down this new path and it's pretty cool to see um the change in him and myself over the last few years not a lot not let alone i guess where we used to be at with at each other's throat and everything and now would can just be best mates so i think everyone that's had siblings can kind of relate to the the struggles you go through as as a kid and um, how difficult it can be sometimes, but then how also good it can be. And it's funny, we'd be at each other's throat, but then I knew we'd always have my back and look out, out for me, but then at the same time come home and beat me up. So <laughs> it was um, it's cool to kind of go full circle now. And obviously we've grown up a bit more and we can enjoy each other's company without strangling each other. But we, uh, we go over some pretty cool... Um, some cool memories we had and it's pretty cool to see where his life's going and it's cool to be a part of it and to know that it had a little bit to do with um I guess this newfound happiness and and mindset's quite cool so I think that's a massive thing I get out of um just life really if I can help people kind of see something a different way or maybe get them to try something new or look at themselves in a different way I think I get a big big high out of that so it's um Hopefully, I keep doing it. Hope this podcast does that in some way. I think a lot of people do listen to this, and I get a lot of positive feedback. So, if me having a good laugh with my brother and talking about some old st- stories and I know some positivity, and if that can uh, resonate with some people and they get something out of it, then then this podcast is worth doing. So, hopefully, that's what we can keep doing, guys. But hope you enjoy the podcast. And uh, before we get into it, as always, I'd like to thank the po- the sponsors of the podcast: Bluegrass Helmets. Uh, Shingleback, Off-Road, um, Crush for helping out and also 74 Works. So thanks to those guys for keeping this thing going and um, enjoy the podcast. It's also it's broken up into two sections, so we got a bit tired. We started the first one. It was running pretty late, so we, 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 we redid it. Um, we'll start it again in the morning, but I'll link them both together so you won't even know what happened. But enjoy, guys. <laughs> what do I do with all this rope, though? What do you mean? <laughs> all the cables. That means you can put your head right back. So the podcast world's a different world, man. <laughs> you go into it, you might never come out. <laughs> I love how you've got my uh, carpet quotes and um, rental statement in yeah. front of you like you're, uh, like you're about, to, the news. <laughs> about to represent the news. So jlmedia.com. What are we? Well, you and I, <laughs> we're, we're siblings. No, yeah, but like... <laughs> What are we though? Like we're both very, I wouldn't say different, but different. Like not just us as us, but like just us as 
as people of what we do. Yeah, I guess we, we're a bit different. Well, yeah, no, definitely what we do is a bit different. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I guess a bit, bit of everything. Primarily drift, enjoy life. Yeah, drift cars. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, a bit of car racing here and there. You do a bit of bike drifts, I guess. <laughs> to say I drift cars is like saying you drift bikes. It's not. <laughs> it's not what we do. <laughs> Are you nervous, JL? You sound a bit nervous. Well, you just suggested I drift cars. I've done one drift event. Okay, so you don't drift cars. I don't. I, I circuit I race cars. Okay. What are you laughing at now? Uh, oh. So, Jail Media, we're doing it. We're in the podcast world. Oh, we're starting again, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I think, they don't need to know I, that. I think, I think we can cut that out okay. at the start. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. What are you laughing so much for? <laughs> oh, oh, just shut me down on my first, first thing. So, you drift cars, you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's how this podcast is going to go. We're off to a great start. Well, you know that, though, don't you? Yeah, but you've done. It was just, yeah, it was okay, just okay. a bit of a, it was a bit of a, you feed into it and you probably have a story to do with that instead of just shit all over it straight away. I guess it's just a good way to start this podcast is pretty much how most of, yeah, but most of our life's been. Just me putting something up and you're just shitting on it. You're like, no, Dean. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Oh, it's just like trying to like, well, just shut the door in the podcast studio. And Jake's like, no, that'll be open. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I actually don't know what I'm doing. It's actually surprising. This well, actually you're telling me what angle to put the camera at. That's the first time. Well, no, nah, you direct your own videos though. Yeah, you because do. when we when we film, you tell me what what you want, or you pretty much just don't film. It. <laughs> I remember oh. the, like even the other day when um I think we did that thing with Jared Sinclair, mm. and you were just like, oh. Why couldn't you get me a gig like that? And like Jared, like fully like wrote up a proposal and everything, and like put a legwork in and did. I'm like, if you did that, I'm sure they would give you a gig. But you were just like, ah. <laughs> it was like, if you can sort it all out, I'll probably rock up. I'll rock up with the camera. But I'll probably yeah, yeah. I'll put that much effort in. I remember we'd shoot sometimes. We'd be shooting videos, and you would just be so off it. Like by the end of it, it'd just be like, like I don't can we get this shot? And you're just like, oh no, nah. like just do what the shot you wanted. Other times you. Quite keen about, yeah. It, but, but I guess later in the piece, when you dragged me back into it, I hadn't been doing any filming. It wasn't what yeah, I. Yeah, but you were probably better. Like I feel like you enjoyed it more when I dragged you back in. It was back when, like, I'm thinking, like, when we filmed, even that was for your video on the Red Kona. Like when we filmed, what was that Insight? Two? Oh, I'm talking heaps later than that. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, that's what I, I mean. Still, dude, I was when I was I was a hundred percent committed when we were doing Insight. Yeah, but you still by the end of it, you were just getting over shots of me. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it was me or you just you just were like. Shut up and, and go to another one. I guess I was always harsher with uh, with you compared to other people. Oh, yeah, I definitely copped it more, but I probably gave it back just as much anyway. Yeah, definitely did. I was thinking that. That's pretty, like, like filming's a weird one. How, like, it's, it's like, because you're trying to get a good shot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make my writing look good. And it's like it can easily... One person can get it wrong. Yeah, one person get it wrong, but then the other person's like, oh, no, I got it. We can go. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, I didn't. And then it becomes that whole thing of like how many times... Because like, that's like when someone makes me ride, like hit something a certain way and I'll nail it. And I'll be like, that's the one. And they're like, oh, no, the shot's not yeah, right. it doesn't work. And then they make you go back and do it and they get their right shot, but you look 
like not as good as what you did before. And mm. then it's just like, well, there's got to be like that. I guess there's got to be give and take in it. Yeah. But like, at what extent is it like? Yeah, is, is this is this you, your you flexing on like a better video, or were you like kind of flexing on? Oh my, yeah, did you stuff it up all together? Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, I need you to ride this bit three times perfectly so we can link those shots together yeah. too. It's just like and. Yeah, it, it tries to get you to a level that's can be frustrating because, like you say, you got it that one time and you're like, I might have just had like the real tight close up of your wheel or something instead of the entire thing, and you're like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's like, I just, I guess it's got to be more clear communication with like mm. filmmaker and then writer because yeah. I know, like, I used to be like, if someone wanted to film, I was like, yep, let's go do it, mm. and then you start filming with a few people, you're like. Uh, I don't really no, get not into this style. No, not into this. And some people like the whole thing about some people just like making you push up a hundred times for not much different in the, sh- like what they're actually producing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. There's like a balancing act too. I've always found with the, with when I am shooting, I try to like make sure that the athlete is sort of happy with how it's progressing, like trying to keep moving down yeah. rather than have them push up and just keep it flowing. And like occasionally if you don't get something perfect, it's sort of like, okay, that's sort of good enough. Let's keep this ball rolling or yeah. else we're never going to get through it. Well, you get stuck on something then yeah. and then you get off it because you get frustrated and mm. you can't do it and then you're just like, I'm over this. Yeah, yeah. and like some, it's so funny though. Like arguably some of the best stuff that I've done has been like, do you remember that Joey edit I did at Mount Buller with Joey Vavoda? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we shot that in like, under two hours, easy under two yeah. hours. Like after the racing was riding was done for the Saturday, we just mm. like walked down there and it's like, it's a bit of a you know meme video. Yeah, but, but like, just... dude, that thing had like heaps of views and everybody got like right behind it. You're like, wow, that was like the least amount of effort I could have put into that. Really, <laughs> yeah, like the least planning that was literally just run and gun, no no cranes, no you know anything nice. Mm. It was just like pump that out and everybody got behind that. And you're like, oh yeah, man, I just worked for like hours and hours on this other video. Well, it's a crazy thing, man. Like I'll go get even now. I think it just shows kind of people's. That- it, 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 I can't talk attention attention spans sorry um, when you put up like a 15 second or 5 second yeah. clip and that'll just get shared and so many views mm. and then you put in like that training ground video for instance which yeah, like got so like good much. good yeah, response yeah. but that's like 5-6 days of yeah. work and everything yeah. but like people get just as hyped on both of those things. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing is you could have just like put a video up of you slapping some turns and it yeah. might get more attention. Than- yeah, exactly. It might get more views, more shares, more yeah. everything. And I was like, that was, that took literally as long as it, the clip is to make. Yeah. I just had to upload it. Yeah. But then like we could some, work. Some dude that doesn't have, has never picked up a video camera, just like iPhone mode. And then just gets a banger. You're slapping some talk. Yeah, and that'll go viral. And then 20, there you go. Views in an afternoon. Yeah. But I guess that's the thing. It's just like, well, is yeah, like what direction is it going with that? Is that going to get worse? But it's funny because like people appreciate that work as well, though. Yeah. It's like the probably the right people appreciate it. It's yeah. like not the right people, but like it's it's like received well by a lot of people that understand the effort that has gone into that mm. and been really can appreciate it. Where I feel like almost just like that slapper clip is it's just kind of like a bit of junk food in a way. It's yeah. just like. You, like you're not going in a fine restaurant to watch like that. <laughs> like it's you enjoy it, it's cool, but it's yeah. like oh, gone next thing. Like you kind of remember those projects and be like, oh, remember that video that we like put all that. Yeah, absolutely. Through? Yeah, yeah. Because how long did it take? You know, when you did Insight One and Two, like how long from like, and that Insight ones they were like following the the VDHS series. So when was what year was it? Was it 11 I think it was ten eleven. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. So pretty much you filmed all the Victorian downhill series and then decided to produce a DVD um, of the series all the rounds plus then like writing 
clips of like Conifer and Timmy, myself, Joey, a lot of those guys, but that happened yeah, 2010, 2011. And what was the kind of thing like prompted you to like, be like, all right, we want it. Cause you started, we'll go way back. Cause I started racing first and then you came to a race just cause we were just doing it a fair yeah. bit. And I think <laughs> I remember going up on the chairlift, it was a buller and I just got on the chairlift and I was like going up. And then I just, you see this, hear this clunky Kona stab deluxe come around the corner and then I see you on it and you're like, hey. And I'm just like, first thing in my head was like, I've just worked for months mowing lawns and like downhill has been my dream to like get a good downhill bike and like be at this place and all this. I come around the corner, you've been at one race for not even a day and you've got this, like it wasn't brand new, it was a secondhand yeah. stab and it was pretty beat up. But at the same time, like you just get this downhill bike. What did, did like, you, did, did mom and dad pay for it and you paid no, them no, back? No, no, I So back then... I actually remember when you raced at Eildon, I think you won that race. When's it? What year is this? Do you remember? This oh. is like just, well, pretty similar. It would have been, oh, geez. What did they call? It, was a, it wasn't like a VDHS race. It was at Winter Carnival or whatever they called oh, it. Yeah, do you remember yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I remember yeah, mum and dad, everybody were, you guys were coming home that Sunday, Arvo. I was at home on the computer and I was like, I found like a Camaro. Like I really remember how badly yeah, I wanted a Camaro. Yeah. So I'm like, I found this Camaro and I was all amped on it. And dad come home and he's just like, nah, not happening sort of thing. And I'm thinking, well, dude's just over racing. I thought you were racing cross country pretty much. I even, I even <laughs> saw the bike and I had no idea like what it was. I seriously thought it was like riding, you know, up and yeah. down hills and, yeah. Anyway, not interested enough. Yeah, to even yeah. Come so out then, to anyway, yeah, I got talked into going to Buller that time, and yeah, like you say, it was half a day there, and I'm just like, oh, this is sick. This is like motorbikes, but yeah, yeah, just downhill. You don't have to ride up. I'm like, I'm, I'm right into this. This looks good. So I, I had a little bit of money saved because I wanted to buy that Camaro. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, yeah, I decided spur of the moment, I'm gonna have. I, Geez, I think it was nearly seventeen hundred bucks. Still, that that's a lot of money for the thing. It was a nugget though. But. Yeah, dude, and like that. What, is, what? Like it had this floating brake, so that thing rattled around. And just <laughs> yeah, made so- yeah, with the rose joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just remember you coming around the corner. and You're like, hey, look what I got. And I'm just like, oh, just triggered. I just, I was like, all this effort I've put in everything. But that was cool. But that was the start of it all. Yeah, yeah. That and was. And then a- you started. And you started. You did a. Few, you did a few races. Hey. I always struck. It was funny. This is this is probably the only time I claim to fame. I'm gonna look in the camera. I beat Liggy with one practice run. <laughs> and how many years have you been riding for? <laughs> want to condone this? No, no, no. You know, you're, 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 you're all about this love and happiness train. No, no. Gets on camera and just shit cans. <laughs> that was the. That was no. as you claim to fame because I never, I never did good in racing. So that was always. That was it. I probably should have just packed up the my, pinnacle right yeah, there. Yeah, the pinnacle was my first race. <laughs> True, because you didn't do too bad either, did you? Racing? No, no. At the first race, you did. Yeah. I think you raced in my category, didn't you? And I think you're a bit old, but somehow you snuck in there. Yeah, they worked out afterwards or something, and yeah. I was all hyped on what it. Was it under was... 15? Yeah, I'd when, say. You're, when you were born a certain day of the year, if you were the yeah. other side of it, and I was like a month the other I side. I remember of it. actually, I forgot about this because it was like under 15s. And some people started, um, I forgot, like other guys like in, in our under 15s category started getting, I remember they told me, they're like, oh, 
Oh, do you know, like, they got worried about this new kid racing and it was you. <laughs> and they're at the top and they're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know how he's, he's going to go. he's tall, he's big. Yeah, like, because you, know, like, you were obviously, you, yeah, you shouldn't was, have been in that yeah. age group. So you're bigger than I everyone. was always big at that age anyway, yeah, though. So, yeah, yeah like, but, it was definitely, like, everybody was intimidated because yeah, this, exactly, this big exactly. dude, this big buddy. <laughs> oh, and I remember they came, like, they were kind of, I don't know if they were talking to me or just close enough for me to hear. And I knew who they were anyway. So I just remember going to him, I was like, that's my brother. Like, you got nothing to worry about. Like, you're all good, man. Yeah. Unless you're Liggy. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, that motherfucker. (laughs) It never happened again at all. I don't think I beat him a single other time after that. But but he started putting in the work. He's like, can't have, can't have, you're going to get grinding now. (laughs) Yeah, well, so I guess I started, yeah, doing those races. Like that was midway through the season. So I... Don't even know if I raced again that season. Like I went to all the races, but do you remember I was? It was I did the dodgy. I'm gonna the VHS are gonna probably. I'm gonna owe them some money. Back then, you used to have the number plate for the entire season, so you pretty much because I didn't really want to race, I just turn up on the Saturday with my number plate and ride for free. <laughs> so yeah, I, <laughs> little secret. I did, I, did, I, did, I probably realized at the time. Yeah, I've probably forgotten. I probably didn't have a conscience back then. Yeah, <laughs> so I just sort of finished off the season, just getting my kind of you know teeth in the game and going. Yeah, yeah. and then so uh, the following year I started racing a bit more, but geez, I just I guess peaked out just too hard. You know what I mean? Just like. I, I, I didn't understand how to practice even. Like, I'd never do a full run. And then you yeah. go into your race, I'm like, I'm going to do a full run. Yeah. And I'm going to ride. And I'm going to pedal harder than I ever have. And yeah. all. And I'm like, what am I? And, like, it would just make you crash because, yeah. like, you're not you know, doing what you do. You know, you know what's funny, though? Like, that mindset isn't something that you're like, people still don't learn that. Like, that takes yeah. a long time to actually to get like, your head around. Yeah. Like, dude, for example, I was um, doing coaching with a kid the other day. And... Kid could ride really well. Mm. And we're like getting the lines down, sorting everything out. I had a few things I wanted to tweak on his bike and just how he was riding and like we'll get, like getting him set up. Like I was actually, I was a bit surprised with how well he actually improved from like these little tweaks. But it's just like, I guess if you don't have someone looking at those little tweaks, yeah, you just keep doing how do you, the same. How do you know? Yeah, you don't, you don't fix what you don't know is mm. broken or what you need mm. to change. So we changed a few things. And we got his riding down and it was all working out well. I was like, okay, last two runs now because we've been riding all day. And then the last two runs, I was like, all right, we got a qualifying run and then you got a race run. And he's like, all right. So we got to the top, <clears throat> got his dad to like hop out, put his arm up like he's like the start gate. And I was like, all right, got five minutes, like get ready, do breathing, like get calm, like get into a good headspace, like kind of like this is preparation for an actual qualifying mm-hmm. run. Anyway, I'm like, all right, got a minute to go. Goggles on, get, make sure you're in the right gear, everything. Your breathing's good, you're focused, you're ready to go. And then I'm like, all right, 30 seconds and got 10 seconds and count him down. And I dropped in behind him. So he went past like his dad's arm, like a start gate. I went behind him and just like 110%, which is like good, but like he, it's not maintainable. Like it's like literally within like the third or fourth corner. I was like, this kid's going to crash. Yeah. Just waiting for it. Just just, you're out of control. You're going quick. Like he was going quick, but I was just like, you were you can't maintain this. And then he just blew off the track. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's your qualifying run. Yeah. Done. 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 Yeah. And then I was just like, I was like, and then he, he kind of blew off the track and got back on and we kept going down. And we got to a point, I yelled out, I was like, stop, stop, stop. And I was just like, what are you doing? He's just like, what do you mean? Like, he's like, I was going, I was like, that's not how he just practiced yeah, what all you day. You've just, you've just gone to 130, 150% after mm-hmm. riding at like 90% for mm-hmm. all the rest of the day. And you just messed up all your lines. You blew off the track. And then you're trying to make up for it. So you've got this like yo-yo effect of like, like riding too fast and too slow and it's just messing you up. Yeah. And then I was like, don't worry about 
the race. You're not in the race run anymore. We'll just get to the bottom, just smooth, right? And then he just went back to riding good again. Yeah. So I was like, literally by me just yeah, saying... He, he learned that nearly, yeah, 10, 10 seconds talking to him. Yeah, but I was like, okay, just from me saying this is a qualifying run yeah. to like, this is a run, Jeez. changes your Dude, whole mindset. That, if I had been told that when I was struggling with racing, like as simple as that, like yeah. I hope that kids hear that and actually really take it on board because that's oh. it took me years to learn that. Like yeah. I've pretty much gone, I'm not making anything of this by the time I learnt that lesson, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like if I'd just gone to the point, you know, that I just needed to calm down and do what I do, <laughs> yeah. like I was convinced I'm just like, oh, man, if I don't bin it one day, I'm going to win. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's and that's the thought of a lot of, like a lot of people yeah. that I mean, like oh, if I didn't crash, I'd be, I'd be the fastest guy. Yeah. And it's just like... You crash him because you, you can't be the fastest guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like the fastest guy just doesn't crash. Yeah. It's like that whole thing. It's like, oh, I, I would if this happened. Like if you trained all the time and probably ate better and <laughs> you so stretch more. So many, yeah, there's so many what, what ifs. Like that's the whole thing. If I say what if I had that information. Mate, I don't think I was ever a talented enough athlete by any stretch that I was going to be anywhere near like a situation like you. But I think that if I had learnt that, like I could, it may have been more rewarding. Like I was going to those yeah. races and well, enjoying it more is like the biggest thing. Yeah. I just walk away with a busted bike or, you know, some skin off my knee every weekend and just be mm. like, Oh, what if, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like that sort of, you know, like I said, I don't really want to change that because I probably wouldn't have picked up the camera to start videoing as much if I was riding. Okay. And mm. I definitely feel like picking up the camera, I got more out of that than what I probably ever would have. With the riding, with the riding, yeah. yeah, Like, because realistically, if I rode okay in sport or rode okay in expert, eventually, you know, I'm probably not going to make the jump to elite. And then by the time I turn 24, I'm not really going to want to go to the races because people start fading out or whatever. So that's like, okay, nothing happened if that's what I had done. You know, my my career wouldn't have meant really anything to anybody other than me. But yeah, but again, yeah. But what I mean is, as, as an as an alternative, though, me making these videos was awesome and all these people enjoyed it and I enjoyed it and I made a bit of money off it too. You know, like Yeah, it just worked well. That was that was heaps better than going, oh, I sort of raced averagely for a few years and just packed it up. You yeah. know, like I've well, actually had, got a story. You had a bigger involvement with that yeah. racing and that you probably made made your free passes back from like the video work and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny because like once you got into that, it was almost like such a natural thing to fall into because we mm. were just riding all the time anyway. Yeah. And we we all kind of like enjoyed filming it back then as well. Like mm. I remember I used to edit videos all the time. Like I was thinking if we actually had half decent internet back. Yeah. When we making heaps of stuff. When we lived in Wurugi, like imagine like our YouTube channel now. Like I think <laughs> of that where that's gone now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we were making videos just out in the paddock, hitting dirt jumps and doing all that since the age of what? 10, 11, like 12. Yeah. yeah like yeah. we, and I just think of all that old footage and stuff that we probably just, a lot of it we've lost, I'd say. I think I've got a lot of it, man. You've got a bit of it. But I do. Like, I, I reckon I the computer that's got, like, the... Yeah, I, I own the computer, like, the yeah. old PC that has those OG edits that we did in the past. Isn't the com- computer not... Is it going? It's just sitting in the shed, but, like, I think got, if you plugged it all in... be interesting to see all that and actually see... That would be... We should do. We really should sit down and do that because that's not going to be, you know, it's probably not going to mean a lot to other people. But for you oh, and I, like, we're going to remember, like, those little snippets back then, we're going to remember that entire yeah. day and be like. But I'd always like, I think a goal of mine would be to do really well, like, just say, become a world champ or something. And then have, like, when I mean, you've seen athletes do it, like Danny Hart and stuff, mm. they have, like, a, a from when they started racing yeah, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, up until that point because it's, like, literally the pinnacle mm. of what you've achieved and when you've started. So mm. I think. A video, like I'd love to do a video like that, even if I don't become world champ, or whatever. Just for yeah. the sake of like my riding career shown back of the start of yeah, where I've gone to, because like even if it ends 
tomorrow, it's like I'm still pretty happy with the run that I got to mm. do doing it. So I think a video like that would be quite cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, this, that happened and this happened. and Yeah, well, regardless of what happens in the future, you've got to realize like what you've done is more than a hell of a yeah. lot of people. It's definitely a career to be proud of. Yeah, so, like, I just pump with yeah, that anyway. Yeah, that's right. Like just people, be like, oh, I never won it. I don't deserve yeah, this exactly, video. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's just like, it's funny how like a lot of time you will win something like that and then you'll get the, I guess the, because the thing is it's like, people want to see where a world champion came from or whatever. So it's like the more appeal yeah. is there or the more like eyes are on it. But it's yeah. just like, I just, like a video like that, man, like I always just like it to watch myself. Yeah. Like it's so cool. It's funny now. Like I'll, um, I'll take photos of things and like, and just have experiences and stuff and like things. And then I'm just like, would always used to post it. Now mm. I'm just always just like, that's just, no, for, just, just for me, just for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, that doesn't need to go out there. That's just like, I think that's cool. I yeah. got a reward from it. It's like, because you think about it, like when you do put certain stuff out and you actually like, like literally think about like, why am I putting that out? Because we put out so much yeah. stuff online and everywhere. And it's like, what's the why behind that? Mm. It's like, is it like, is it for me? Is it's, it for me? Is it for other people? Is it to for a status image? Is it for mm. like ego? Is it all this yeah. other stuff? And you get so like, you don't, you just don't think you do it, but you like subconsciously, you know exactly why you're yeah, doing exactly. it. And some stuff like that, I'm just like. Yeah, it's just my my thing, and I think that's people get. I always say people, but like, and even in my when I say it, like myself included, like this is like as a whole. But I get, I think I would post things, and yeah, I wouldn't think about what was actually the message I was trying to send, and then you start to kind of like really think about before you do put something up, and you go, what message is this sending, and why do I want to send that message in the first place? And then I think you kind of just. It's funny because now, like, I actually don't put up as much stuff probably on social media and that just because of that reason. I was like, well, what's it for? What's it for? Yeah. Realistically, is this going to help someone? Is this going to hurt someone? Is it going to hurt myself in some way? Am I going to get a negative response from it? Like all that kind of shit. And it's just like some stuff is just like, I just don't want to, <laughs> don't want to cross that path. Like I'm just going to enjoy this for me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of the path you got me started on when you, you know, when you first gave me that, program for me with all of the bits and pieces as far as exercise and diet and what you wanted me to do mm. part of it you wanted me to go no phone cold turkey for mm. it was a week yeah, yeah yeah seven days well i said i wouldn't write you the program no i said i wouldn't write you. it was just like a little training program oh, it was before yeah it was before that and i said um i wouldn't write you the program unless we've gone completely off the video thing but we'll get back onto that yeah, we'll get back um i wouldn't write you the program unless you deleted all your social media apps off your phone mm. and I didn't think you'd do it, so I was like, "Well, like, because it's write a thing." This program, <laughs> well, can't, like, I no, honestly, I wanted to write it. I also, I want to put the offer out there. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I'm not going to put in effort to someone that can't put in effort to themselves, and the effort to themselves is going to be something that is going to be like, why? Okay, if I write you this program, you're probably just going to look at social media and not going to do it anyway. So I'm just wasting my time at that point. Yeah. If you get rid of it, you've I've already seen that you're putting because the thing with me, like, I like to be the push guy. Mm. I like to just give that like little push at the start of something. And I just knew like for myself anyway, that I gave up all the social media and I know the positive effect it had on me. Plus mm. then if you might have a little training program with a bit more structure and then you start to fall into that, like what that can do. Yeah. And I honestly thought um, you just delete them all while you're at my house, but I still like you deleted them or write the program. And then obviously I sent it to you. And then I don't think I talked to you for a week or something. Mm. And I think I called you and you're like, Oh no, still don't have it. Feel really good. Don't <laughs> think I will get it back. 
And I was just like, like what? <laughs> like, I like, but I, I, at the same time, I can't. I can't just for Gypsy. How many rings did it? Did it? It wasn't the first ring. Oh, was it? <laughs> that was the funny thing. So on Gypsy Tales, I like, and like I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, I'm actually quite happy because that's like, it's like that was a real thing. It was like every time I'd call Jake on his phone, literally on the first or second ring, like he would answer, and I always knew. He'd answer straight away because he'd be on his phone. It's like, oh, mm. it's like you're on your phone doing something. Oh, Dean's calling. Oh, and it was like the only person that I knew if I called him, I'd get an answer instantly. And it was like the best and the worst thing because it was like, it's the best thing. Okay, well, I get to find out what I need to find out. <laughs> but it's the worst thing. I was just like, fuck, you're on your like, phone. And dad does it the same. And mm. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And it's the whole thing that I compared it to like the, um, on oh, what's the movie called? Um, it's got Matt Damon in it. Ah. Uh, I'll slip my. You, have, you haven't seen the movie, have you? Don't think so. Um, I really, it'll come to me in a bit, but yeah. the whole concept of it, this guy's really intelligent. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. Cool. He's really intelligent, and his friend wants him to actually go after what he, he mm. knows he's capable of. And every morning he comes to his house, and he just says, One day I just hope you're not home. I hope you just yeah. get out and leave. Don't tell anyone, just go. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was just like, I hope I just called. <laughs> One day it rings more than once. <laughs> and I remember I was driving, I was driving somewhere and I called you and yeah. it just r- it rang out and went to message bank. And I just remember how pumped I was. I was just like, that's probably the first time in I don't know how long that it's just gone to message bank. Because dude, this is like, I've got other friends that I'll text them and they won't reply for like days. For days. And I'm, I get, I, I honestly like, I'm happy with that because I know you're living life. Like yeah. you're experiencing stuff and you're like, you're getting the most out of what you need to do. You're not just looking at your phone. And it's like, even I've tried to like adapt that more because adopt that more. Sorry. Because I used to always look at my phone and be like, it's all this sh- shit that I'm telling you is just like a reflection of what I went through. And cause we're so similar. It's like, well, so obvious that it made me feel better. It's probably going to make you feel better. But with that, it was like. I saw like wait what was it what was I saying now I kind of like lost track of thought when I kind of lost where I was at there. Well, you saw you saw that that it helped you, so it'll help me, sort of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but it, oh no 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 no, it was, it, well, I was yeah, from lost lost track. It was when I was like called you, didn't answer. Mm. It's all the same. You left me. I think I've, I could find that message too. You left me an awesome message. You were like I was real, pu- I was real pumped. Real pumped. <laughs> Yeah, because it was like it actually like, yeah. Yeah, because like even like for weeks after that, like I, I keep my phone with me most of the, I don't use it anywhere near as much, but it's mm. with me. Like back when I first did that, after I deleted oh, all the sorry. socials, I wouldn't even carry my phone with mm. me. I'm like, I don't even fucking need this thing. Like why, you know, mm. so you I just so, just put it down. You just don't. Yeah, the thing I was going to say, it was when I, I'd reply to messages straight away. Yeah. So I was talking about the whole, like, I feel like I had to, like someone replied, like sent me a message or replied to a story. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. And then you just end up replying to so many people that you get so lost in that. Yeah. And I felt if I didn't reply to someone straight away, I was really rude or like, I was like, oh, but I need like, and then once I kind of just dropped that and it was just like, like I'll reply when I can reply. Yeah. When I'm free and I'm not just like looking at my phone 24-7 yeah. when I actually get a free minute to like actually sit down and yeah. deal with what I need to deal with. And it's like, if it's that important, you only call me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if it's ringing, I can, yeah, you got mm. the alarm to know. Mm. Well, the whole thing is too, like you said, you got me stuck on, start like stuck into that process of going, let's get rid of social medias. Mm. And, and that was great. Like I was using my phone, like I think my screen time was eight hours plus <laughs> a day. You know what I mean? And then you're like, I haven't got time. And you're like, you do have time. You're just not, Using Eight it. hours. Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. Like when I'm driving all the time, using my phone all the time, you know what yeah. I mean? And just like, 
It just becomes your normal habit. And that's the thing. You got that ding and you have to know what the, what it, what it is. And, Mm. but like, geez, the progress that I've made with it now, it's just like, yeah, like you say, if it's ringing, okay, that may be important, but like Mm. no dings on like, that's what I was getting back to though, about like what you were saying on posting things on Instagram. And I just like decided, you know, who's this for? Mm. And, you know, the majority of basically, like you say, it's all based on your ego and like this is the representation of myself. And it's just like, I I know, you know. I, yeah, representation of myself that you put out there that get the, the satisfaction of what other people think of it. Yeah, like look, how cool, look how cool I am. This is what I'm doing. All yeah. this is, you know, and it, and it got to the stage too where I'd, I'd pretty much went like cold turkey, like you said, and it just was like a, a big realisation, you know, that I just don't want to put that out there. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, like having uh, people interested in the house and stuff, you get these messages like, oh, where's this new video? How's it progressing sort of thing? So, like, there's a few times, like, in the early stages of weaning myself off, I'd fall back into that a little bit and go, look, these people deserve closure on seeing the final video of the house being done or whatever. But, like, since then, I think you could jump on my Facebook and see, like, less than a handful of posts total, like Mm -hmm. maybe one or two. And that's, like, in the last however many months now like yeah. this is months this is the thing is people are so concerned about the house just say send me a message come see it yeah yeah like, that's the thing there's always a better yeah way. oh there's international people too but the whole thing was like but I just have a conversation with them send, yeah. them, a, send them the photos directly and be yeah, like yeah. and then you've got something there Check it's like out. if you're that interested in yeah. it but yeah well yeah I'm talking that was in the I'm still talking this is months ago since yeah, then yeah. I've, I'm completely out on it and that's the whole thing too like particularly Instagram's probably worse than Facebook in the fact that that's like your perfect little representation yeah. of you and whatever and yeah. it's just like I always say it's funny because the better my life looks on social media mm. the worse it is in real life yeah and the worse and in saying that it's like if you, yeah, if like, and I think Gypsy actually talks about this is like when his life's normally in shambles, mm. like he's putting out heaps of content. He's like so yeah. in that like workspace and just going. It looks well, good. But it's, it looks good. But yeah, mm. it's just like, it's like, what are you almost trying to like, not escape from, but like yeah. you're trying to distract yourself from probably other stuff or like you in that world. Mm. But I know when I'm like not posting a thing or every now and again, just randomly with no thought behind it, yeah. really just with just like, this is just, I enjoy in this and whatever, but I think that I learned was how much as well when you get your phone out, it just takes you out of that moment that you're in. Mm. And like, it's like, that's the whole point is to like appreciate these moments and like what they actually are. And as soon as you get your phone out, it's like, I say you take a bit of that moment out and you give it to either other people or just have it in your phone, but you're out Mm. of what, yeah, you're not involved in what you're doing anymore. No, you're not involved. There's a, there's a disconnect there for sure. And then I saw that and I was just like, I just didn't want to keep losing these good moments because of a phone. Yeah. And that's the thing. It becomes difficult for you. Like, I don't have any reason. Oh, look, I have people that I, for work, I do their social medias. Yeah. But that can become work. You can do that on your PC. You don't do it on your phone or whatever else. Yeah. But beyond that, like, I'm glad. Like, I put down Instagram too. Like, I occasionally use it just to like, and what's great is, what would become mindless scrolling for hours becomes, you know, two or three minutes on the toilet. It literally goes, okay, all of the top stories that I'm interested in, it's like you, Brianna, like people that I genuinely care about. You just go click, 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 click. Mm. Sweet. Flick, one flick pretty much, five five posts go, that's the basic, it's what you're doing, what whatever else is happening, and then it's done. Like, But I don't use it for myself. I don't put anything really on there. Like occasionally if... 
occasionally I may put a story up of Tessa or something because there I know there are mm. people, family and friends that would appreciate. I know, like you say, you need a bit of yeah, yeah. I get they're it, not I get always going to start that yeah, conversation yeah. and go, "Here's a photo of my baby." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, and like it's just nice for them to know that we are all happy and healthy and. It's all good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, it's easy for me. I can just go see. Like, I could, I even, I don't know. I think it may have even been you. I'm talking about maybe deleting Instagram full stop. Like, just go no more Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not even for that keeping in up to date with what's going on. Would you on. delete the whole thing or just delete the app? I think the whole thing. Like, don't have an Instagram account. I like the whole idea of having just like past memories, like your little photo collage of what. But I've got all of my photos backed up. Like it might be a bit harder to go look for them. But yeah, but I feel like if you, I don't know, I just feel like it's like kind of. I get what you're saying, and I yeah. 100 get it. And it's like easy to fall back in and all this stuff. But I just like, I think it's like you can just have like if you just delete the app and don't actually use it. But it's mm. just kind of cool to just be like, oh, because I feel like anything, it's like you look back at that and you go, Poof, this was kind of. Because like, you've got mm. the photos, you don't have that. It's just like so many things, and I'm like, it's it like I guess yeah. There's it's, also it's, lessons written there too, like exactly. what you don't want to be ex- doing ex- too. Exactly, it's like it's a part of you. It's like the whole idea of like you get a tattoo and then you don't like it, but it's just like it still reminds you of that time of when yeah you got it. And you might not like it now because you're probably a different person. But it's like Instagram, it's like I probably wouldn't remove the tattoo. It's like that's still mm. a lesson of what, it, depending how bad it is, obviously. But the whole like it's just like it's all kind of you needed that to get here. Yeah, yeah. Did you think even with because remember, I did talk on um, Jace's podcast on Gypsy Tales about that story about you calling you and not ringing. Did that have some effect on your maybe decision making of like, okay, I'm not kind of just giving you shit because I didn't want to like throw you under the bus with it. But it was like, it was funny. I think that in between, like you recording that with Jace, and then I had put the phone down, and it was just like, oh damn, these guys are like ragging on me, and I'm I'm doing the right thing now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but you were completely like yeah. not even close. Like, look, I think that may, may have contributed to it. I think Tessa, my daughter, I think yeah. that contributed more in the fact that she was so desperate for it, and I don't want her to be desperate. Dude, you were Snapchatting her, and I know you'd say like, oh, but they want to see videos, and you're like, I literally saw this as like this little girl is growing up. With phones with in her face. With a phone yeah. in her face. Yeah, yeah. And that's just really going to become a normal for her. Yeah. That's going to become like a dummy. Like that's going to become... Yeah. I'm literally like, this is a shine. Like it's like the light that comes off it alone. Yeah, it's all cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like this is an exciting thing. It's like this yeah. glowing thing that I yeah, can press like, and change. Like I see little kids play with phones and it's like they're just messing around. They don't even know what they're doing. But mm. it's like that's creating a habit that they're yeah. going to like relate that later in their life to yeah. like, I remember when I was a little kid and I used to play with this and oh, I'm yeah. going to keep playing with it now. And now this is, now you're down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So I saw that and you'd send me Snapchats of me and her, which I was just like, Oh, it's cool. You enjoying your daughter and obviously want to share that. But I'm like, this girl's just copping a phone to the face, <laughs> which is not going to yeah, be. And like, that's, that's right. The realization of that probably, you know, like what you said with Jace definitely like had a little bit of an impact, yeah. but nothing like what that did with the realization. Like, and, and look, I think, even if you can't take the credit for what you said on Jace's to kick me in the ass, it was the whole uh, program as far as the, you know, the meditation, the mindfulness and everything and being aware that that's what's happening. And then just mm. going, no, I can't have this thing that she wants more. She wanted that phone more than anything really. Yeah. And you know, like I pretty much refused to use it in her presence. Like if yeah. she's, it, you know, like occasionally I might have to do something, but if she's paying attention to me, I'll, I'm like, I, I will feel terrible. Like, yeah. no, I, I'm, I do it occasionally, but yeah. I would feel terrible if, you know, if that's, you know, she's feeling rejected for the phone though. You yeah. Know? And that's just occasionally you need to be mindful and notice that you may be doing that and just go, I've got to kick my ass here. I'm not mm. allowing her to grow up like that. Yeah. 
And once you realize that, because that's what I guess I was like kind of seeing it because I feel like I'd stepped away from that. And then I saw like, you know, when you kind of see what something could become from. And the thing is as well, like I'm never going to tell you how to like, I don't know, like I, I guess it was funny. I came to a point where I'm like, I know with you and dad and even myself, like we've had a very thick skin and very like hard to mm. like, I'm wrong and you're right. And even if I'm wrong, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not even going to admit I'm it. I'm not going to admit it kind of thing. And this, I just got to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of just going to live it and be it and kind of hopefully that will be enough. And then here and again, if you want, like, that's why I said, it's like, if you do this, I'll do this for you. So mm. I'm not like, I'm not telling you like, you should do this. You should quit your phone or like, you should do that. I'm like, Hey, if you want her, I'll do something for you. But yeah, like, that's the whole like, thing. Meet you, me halfway kind of thing. Not even that, but like you've not even suggested I do it. You go, here's the building blocks of the of things that have worked for you. And yeah. you can take them and you can run with them and you can, you know. Yeah. Like the the whole, uh, the meditation thing is probably what I've taken to the most. Like I meditate. Yeah, well, you do that more than me now by far. By yeah. far. Like, even, even that, it's funny like, I'll get in good rhythms with it. I know how good it will make me feel, but it's like the whole thing with you and saying like, you're not rowing as much. And I'm just like, why? And you're like, Oh, this and that. And I'm just like, yeah, well the same with me and meditating. Like it's just, yeah, you, you, I've you've clung become, to the, the meditation. You've clung, yeah, you've clung yeah. to the rowing. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, I can't judge you any more than you can judge me. Cause it's like, and that's why I don't do that. I used to do that. Yeah. Like even when you're like, I just, like I just asked you as a general question, but then I could have just been like, Oh, you should do this and you should do that. And then yeah. like, what's yeah. Gonna, yeah. We're, we're very similar, but at the same time, you don't know that. Look, I, I believe the meditation makes more of a difference than nearly anything I do. Yeah, every day. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I meditate for minimum twenty minutes a day, and mm. most of the time in the morning, and occasionally in the afternoon if I can if I can manage it too. Mm. And I really feel like that's probably been. I think all the other things like getting rid of social media, all that helps, but I think the most significant thing just pours gasoline on it, really. Oh, big time. Yeah. Make, you know, and then, you know, like some people hear horror stories that meditation might not be for everybody because it may bring out little gremlins and bits and pieces and like that, but you got to work through that stuff. That's the the whole thing just buried in your closet or whatever. That's the thing. And that, that's the whole thing of like trauma and people don't want to, um, take trauma head on because no one really wants to, like, it's Mm terrible. It's horrible. It's like you're going through something and people bury that down. So they have to deal with it, but yeah, burying it's still there. Yeah. Like it's still there. And like you say, these little gremlins and like, all you are is just going deep into your thoughts. And sometimes people don't like their thoughts, so they freak out. And then a lot of things that I've noticed as well, like when um, I, I'm not clear with something or I can't, I don't know what to do, I try to distract myself. And I think that's when, not even with like social media, but even just writing or like or doing other things that are positive for me, mm. but you're not, you're, not, you're not addressing the problem. You're, no. just, you're just like, oh, okay, well, I'll do this and that's good for me. So that'll make me feel better. But you know, you've got to address the actual issue Mm. that's there that you've got in your mind. And once you do that you can be, Oh, okay. I can think clearly, but you can't address that unless you do think clearly about it, which is like everyone, I guess, freaks out or goes, you're a hippie. If you talk about meditation or mindfulness, all it is is just thinking. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's just like, and that's the thing. My, my, my uh, impression of what it was, was so far off the mark to what it actually is, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's sort of all sounds all Western culture and it's, you know, a bit, <laughs> a bit hairy fairy, you know what I mean? But as far as practicing mindfulness goes, it, there is so much, like, if you were angry right now and you could choose to not be angry now yeah, and you can learn to do that, why wouldn't you want to know how to yeah. do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort of this obvious thing that your mind's a tool and you, 
wouldn't have said I wouldn't have thought I thought meditation was relaxation, but meditation sharpening your mind in general, you know, yeah. to understand yourself and understand your emotions and Yeah, or just work out why. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going into this, but why? And then yeah. you really break that down. And once you can break that down and figure it out, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go down that road then. But that's the whole thing too. Like if you are having, say, neg- negative thoughts or whatever or, or you're angry about something and you can go, okay, that's just an appearance. I understand what that mm. is. All good. I don't need to bury myself well, in that. Because, look, I, I think for a long time I'd be, you know, pretty extreme on my emotions. Like, mm. you know, I'd still have really good happiness and everything too, but I'd have down moments as well, you know what I mean? Mm. But then it just seemed a little bit more sporadic, whereas yeah. – I really feel like I've just leveled out that roller coaster, like you know what I mean, and yeah. that that's been. Do you feel like you determine things for that happiness, like you're really determined on set things to happen or to be places or anything. Well, that's what I think I was used to be like. That's the whole. That's the biggest thing that I think helped me. It was the whole. If this happens, this is going to be this level of happiness, and if it doesn't, then you're going to be sad. And mm. it was all like, okay. You know, if I haven't got this relationship or if I haven't got this thing, yeah, that my life's going to be better or worse. But the whole thing is you get your mind under control and you you realize you don't need all don't need any, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> it's sort of as you say, it's a hippie thing. You can pretty much throw your shoes off, go out in the desert with yeah. nothing, and you're like, I'm happy with nothing. Yeah. And you can be happy with nothing. Like previously, that was half the thing of me being on my phone because I wasn't happy with nothing then. You yeah. always needed that. Like consuming, whether yeah. it be information, images, food, things, yeah, yeah, anything. food, anything. You're just like, want, want, want. Yeah. I noticed, man, when I went up to Buffalo, I was up there for like four days. And mm. that's when I like deleted everything. Four days. I just, I didn't want, yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. I didn't need new shoes, didn't need new clothes. And it's like, if I can just eat food and live a pretty like i was happy just camping in my van and then i kind of yeah. realized i'm like oh we get we get fed all this information we need 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 want want mm. want when you actually break it down and you just buy yourself in a really cool place and yeah just you've got you got your i guess food water shelter like you got your basics you got everything you need yeah. yeah you you can be pretty happy yeah like you'd be really really, really happy, happy. Yeah. well that's the whole thing like i suggest that Obviously, on general, I'm happier than I've probably ever been. But then, even the, the highs aren't worse. I'm not like this shell that's sort of just a bit happy and just you know monotonal sort of life. It's it it does have its good bits still. Absolutely, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, but the whole thing is you're so more in tune with it. Like the other day, I went for a ride towards Woolshed for that yeah that track there. Mm. So I'm riding towards Woolshed on Reed's Way. And anyway, I'm I'm listening to some really nice music and it's like overcast, but like, you know, nice, nice vibe riding my bike. And then it starts to rain and I'm just like, the rain's hitting me in the face and stuff. And like, you'd normally be like, oh, I kind of want to get out of this rain. But I'm just like, how good is this? I'm riding yeah. my bike and it's raining and it's like, I, like, I seriously like teared up about it. It was that good. Yeah, I'm like, you just had that moment. I'm like, this is me riding a bike and I'm like ecstatic. I'm like, that's yeah. what I mean. You've got to remember that even riding a bike like that, like mm. imagine if when we were growing up, if I had known that like an e-bike was going to exist, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you're looking dude, at- I would have peaked out on an e-bike. Yeah. That was like, do you remember I was trying to build that, um, intense slope style with the yeah. with the Hammerschmidt gearbox yeah, thing, yeah. trying to build enduro bikes back then, and it just wasn't a it thing. Didn't but, work, yeah, yeah. And then if I like if that if I had my e bike back then, I would be oh. like, I, you would never see me at home. I'd be on that thing all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you look at it now, you could be angry because it's raining. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and I'm just like peeking out on how good it is. <laughs> I remember a perfect example of that, which made me like view something completely mm. different. Was we're at Cannonball. Mm. And it was like the under 17s, um, half of them had come down in the dry and then it started pissing rain. Mm. 
mm. and then half got in the wet. Anyway, I remember I was walking up to Ollie because he just come down after it and it was wet. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, he's going to be, he's going to be bummed about like, he just came down the wet. I think I've actually, I think I talked about this with dad as well. But anyway, he, he um, I went up to him expecting him to be bummed that he just got a yeah, wet got race a wet and race, he's going to be yeah. out the ass because half the people got dry field. And he was like, how fun was that? <laughs> and I was just like, I just flipped the script yeah. of what I thought. And then I think I did talk about this with dad because remember when I crashed at Mont Saint Anne and he came up to me. Yeah, and he's and, all, he's bummed. And I flipped it, so I kind of, I guess, yeah. And I'm just having that moment again that I really, like, yeah. Oh, oh, was like the kind of he would have played a massive role, even if it was subconsciously. The mm. decision of like you could look at that two ways as being mm. horrible or great, but it's just you de- you determine that completely. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about before, like just before then, where he's saying like if you get angry or something, like your emotions mm. change so much. My biggest thing is like normally. Conf- I'm like, I don't get angry. I just get confused. But it's mm. like the whole t- thing. It's like if you're confused, it's just because you can't work, problem solve a solution to the problem mm. you're having. But if you can think real clearly and actually like really go through it and weigh up your options, mm. normally you can pretty much figure out everything. And that's kind of like the basis that I'm trying to work out. It's like, and listening to your intuition of what you think is the right yeah. thing to do, like really the right thing to do for you. Because mm. no one else knows that. Like you, I even like I'll... Like I was talking to a friend the other night and I was like, what do you think I should do? Like if you, if you were in the same situation, what would you do? And he explained what he'd do and it's not what I would do, which yeah. is not, but doesn't mean it's, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not what I would do. So why would I do that kind yeah. of thing? But people get, I guess, caught up in other people's opinions. You have to do what and I it was, do. Like it wasn't a bad opinion either. Like it made a lot of sense. It's just not really what I wanted to do. And I kind of heard and I was like, yeah. And he, like, I, he validated his points and everything. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That would make mm-hmm. this a lot easier and make that kind of work and this and that. And I was like, yeah but I don't want to do that. Yeah. So then it comes down to my intuition of like, if I know what I want to do, it's like, it might like kind of like, I just ask to see, just to see, just to mm. see. But it was just like, a lot of people ask people cause they don't know, but then they'll say something that's completely not the right thing for them. But then they'll go down. It's like, Oh yeah. He said, Oh, I should do that. Maybe I will do that. Yeah. But that's like, listen, you gotta know what's right for you. Exactly. Listen to yourself enough to be like, Oh no, I want to do this for these reasons. And then if you can work through the reasons, the pros and cons, that doesn't hurt anyone in any way. It's like, all right, let's do that. Mm. And like I said, I made my decision. As soon as I made the decision, mm. like instantly, I remember I was making coffee and I started like jumping around a bit more and I was yeah. just like, whoa, mm. like if that's not the right decision, then what if like that brings that out of me? Yeah. And I was like, if that brings that out of me and option B didn't, don't go, yeah, don't go through option. option. Yeah, exactly. Out. And like, that's knowing yourself enough. And it's like the writing's on the wall mm. <laughs> and, then, and then you do it and you're like, oh yeah. Okay. There you go. That's, that's working. <laughs> That's no, no, pretty cool. All right, should we go back to the video thing? <laughs> All right, I get okay. We'll go back to the video thing. So yeah, so pretty much I was racing sport mainly because well, two reasons. I wasn't good enough to race anything better than that. <laughs> reason, reason A. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. So uh, and reason two was because they only had one race on no quality and stuff. It meant that I could get my camera gear together and sort of shoot the yeah, finals of, of the other classes. Yeah. So yeah, it sort of worked well. And then th- that way, you know, it was half an excuse. Like, yeah, I've just, you know, taken the writing not so seriously. And eventually, you know, I started taking the video stuff more seriously. And, uh, you know, I think it was, was it Farkin.net and then Rotoburn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think they turned into the same thing, weren't they? Weren't that, yeah, that's what replaced it. Yeah, it become yeah. Rotoburn. Yeah. So anyway, back then I used to be all about, yeah, posting up the videos from the races. Because wasn't, sorry, wasn't, 
fucking <laughs> even just saying it I can see why they changed their name <laughs> but wasn't it also linked to like a porn site or something so it was like heaps I don't people. remember any of that I remember it being like linked to that oh it was like dot net and yeah, maybe dot yeah. com wasn't so what you like, want <laughs> this mountain bike website has like linked to like this porn site which is not good because yeah. it's like promoting racing with all these little kids yeah, yeah it's not good just the name fuck it. like who came yeah. up with that anyway <laughs> like this is two bigger booze right there so yeah <laughs> but they changed the rotor burn which is still not great like Bet, better though yeah better, but, but not that, great that sorry when we were growing up, that thing was an absolute gem, though. Like, everybody was on Road to Burn. Like, if you, yeah. it was like before Facebook, essentially. Bikes, yeah, so where you knew racing happening. Yeah, it was people just, just like, asking questions and everything. It was like Facebook, but for just bike people. Yeah. So, everybody was right into it. Anyway, so I started posting videos up there. Jeez, I don't even remember which year it was. Probably 2007, 8. 8, yeah. 2007, 8 would have been the first videos I was putting up for the races. Like 2008 or something. And, you know, like, it was funny, like, even just, like, the slightest bit of, um, you know, encouragement from somebody on there, I just, like, took that and ran with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, these guys like these racing videos. I'm going to yeah. drive, but do better and better and better and better. So, like, I had, like, I was working with absolute junk. It was an old Fuji film, like, $200 thing, and, you know, it was junk, but, like, eventually... Um, I was thinking back to some of the helmet cams we, like, got back in the day where it was, like before GoPro oh, and it's just like you're looking at literally shadows moving down this dark yeah, track was bad. and we were like pretty still hyped that we had a helmet cam <laughs> but it was awful do you remember it the angle awful. we had to run that first one it had to be like looking like it was pointing at the sky because oh. the lens was pointing down it was weird anyway Man, I just remember just being so like all these like spoiled Spoiled. Spoiled, yeah. These e-bikes and GoPros. It's so funny. We were going up in the car the other day. We were doing shuttles, and um, I was like, "What do you run your GoPro in?" I was like, "I don't know, GoPro." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Give it here," and like sets it all up, changes the coloring and everything, gives it back because he wanted it the same as his. So when we did that video, oh, right. that'd be the <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, yeah. the same, and gives it back, and it's just a completely new thing. And I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> that's what and like how far that's come. <laughs> It's so fun. I've always been hopeless with things, as you know that, as deleting what Mario Party, how many times? Oh, dude, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie, yeah, dude. Every right. time, I just be the little kid that just grabs the controller and just Button goes mash. X X X X X. Man, we got to the like. I seriously, did, oh. you know, I finished that as an adult because I never got a chance. Yeah, you kept yeah. of raising it when I was a kid. Yeah. You did it like two or three times. It just was, oh oh, and I probably would have happened more. Like, dude, you know what the worst thing is when I finally finished the last boss battle in that, I yeah. was like two or three seconds away from having done it in, when I was a kid. Like, all I had to do was recognize this stupid pattern and I could have got it. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I've been bloody waiting 20 you know years what, to finish this. You know what's funny, though? Like, and I kind of got this with, I think, it, like, it's funny all the things we perceive as negatives, but then they can be positives. It's mm. like, so that, for example, is like, I've taught you from a young age that you can work so hard at something, <laughs> so hard and be so close to success mm. And then something completely out of your control can come and take that away from you. <laughs> no, but like you, it, you think it's a joke. But yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's actually a good thing. Yeah, because even dude, like I didn't realize this until later. But you know how like I'd always build dirt jumps out in the paddock or jumps or berms or and the sheet would knock them down, and it just would happen every time. Like I'd literally work and I'd shape them for hours, and I'd roll them and I'd water them with the lawnmower, and I'd roll them and I'd pack them in, and yeah. I'd make them perfect. And then our uncle would put all the sheep in it and they would just get destroyed. Yeah. And it made me realize though, because I hated it. I hated <laughs> it so much. But it was like... Do you remember you come home from school and you'd see me in there and you're like, God damn it, yeah, again. I, did, oh, I remember just my heart would sink. Yeah. But then like I had to go through that over 
and over. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like Get it's resilience. mental. Yeah, it's mental toughness because it's the same as like I've. It's the same as racing, and like it's this is all like what builds you as a person, but you mm. don't actually realize until afterwards, and you look back. But like. You go to races, man. You train. Mm. You work hard. You get your bike. You set it up. You do all this, and you get a flat tire. Someone yeah. else can like something. Like something can go wrong that's outside of your control. But what do you do? You go build the jumps again. Yeah. You go ride the bike. Like you just you keep Gotta going. Have that resilience. That resilience, yeah. And like that, those jumps, as silly as they sound, gave me that resilience because it's just like I could either just suck about it and give up and crack the shits. Or I could just go back out in that shovel and get, build the jump again, <laughs> and then just wait. And, then, and knowing in my head that it's going to get beat down and, and wrecked like it's not like the sheep aren't coming back in the grass is going to grow again the sheep are going to be back yeah the jumps are going to get wrecked and you know what i'm going to go back out there and do it again do it again geez we spent some time in that paddock oh dude we spent some time oh, in that paddock. like that's what i mean like we and like just filming all this stuff as well yeah. and riding mode like we still do like i wonder like how how many hours we probably spent in that is like oh just yeah. Riding motorbikes, Liggy and like Dottie would come over, like going around, like rolling Range Rovers, Ryan Humphreys. Like, <laughs> I wonder if that's you... one of how many times I nearly saw you die. Oh man, <laughs> two that I three. <laughs> what are the three? The skylight, t- yeah, skylight. I saw that, that was gnarly. So, for you've got to kind of because <laughs> you can't just say something that I know the reference to and not go, sorry, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, okay, paint so the, paint the picture. Oh, for the skylight one, yeah, okay, so a machinery shed with a you know, a pretty tall, geez, it'd be at least three or four meters high. Yeah, it's pretty high. At one. least. And then it's got, um, you know, that like see-through corrugated iron. And anyway, Dean's trying to get Skylight, a... Skylight, yeah. Skylight. He's trying to get a football or something off the roof. I don't remember what it was. No, I actually, I, I, I came clean with this the other day to grandma and dad. So I said I went to get up, go up there to get a tennis ball. I didn't go up there to get a tennis ball. I went up there to throw a tennis ball for the dogs and see if they could catch it from the <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so I went up there with a ball to like, and I was just like, like I'm not doing anything. Height, I'm not doing anything it. wrong. I just wanted to see how far I could throw yeah. it for like the dogs to go chase. Or I don't know if I was going to throw it for them to see if I could catch it in their mouth because yeah, I yeah. think Lady could jump up and catch yeah, it. Yeah. So I was like, if I throw it from the roof, we should be able to catch. Which I could have just thrown it as high as the roof and it come back. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I just went up there to throw this ball. Yeah, so anyway, go well for me. Yeah, D- Dean steps on the the cracked old yeah skylight and sends it through four meters to a uh, was it a slasher or a it was like mower, a metal mower, mower, mower like a yeah. metal bar and I bent the bar anyway. Yeah, he, he pretty much just tacoed himself over yeah. some metal and somehow you didn't even break your arm. It was like I was fine. Yeah, I was telling took talk, you to hospital and it was like a bruise on your day. arm. I remember I like hopped up, went to cry because it's just a reaction of what you do when you fall through a roof onto a metal thing. Yeah. And I went to cry and then I just stopped and I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm actually all right. I'm all good. And you saw the whole thing unfold. Yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, so that's like, that was the earliest time I nearly saw you die. <laughs> number one. <laughs> what? Not number two? Rangy? The, oh, yeah, the rangy. Yeah, the rangy predates the other one, the next one. Yeah, yeah. So then, okay, we had a, a Range Rover, like a full drive Range Rover with the, uh, we chopped the roof off. It was like a shooting buggy. And we went out to like one of the back paddocks of my uncle's property and it like had a reasonably steep hill. So like we had, I think Lige had his bike there too. I think we had three bikes. Yeah, you, me, Lige, Ryan. Ryan was there. Yeah. So anyway, we'd just bomb down this hill. Yeah. Just free riding and <laughs> being kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. And then um, Ryan was like drifting sort of in the wet grass, the Range Rover down the hill, sort of sliding that around. 
So that was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, no worries. I He just kept doing shuttles over and over, and I rode down every time. But then Lige went in the Range Rover, and he's like, oh, this sliding around's pretty cool, Dean. Oh, you should check this out. So then the next time Dean got in, Lige's in, and Ryan's driving, and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to ride down. So I ride down to the bottom of the hill, turn around and like look up the hill and here's this rangy doing a 180 into a water rut and rolled over mm. and catapulted Dean and Lige out of the back of the car mm. and Ryan was under the car and Wait, I was I th- sure he was dead. Yeah. It I was probably, just like, did you think we were dead as well? Just really hurt. No, you two were both like sort of up at least. I'm just yeah. like, I knew straight away that like, I'm, I couldn't wrap my head around how you were like. Yeah, but, I was again fine. Yeah, you guys were completely fine. Yes. Lige got a bit hurt. He got his leg corked pretty bad. Yeah, but not, n- not no, yeah, completely. Even fine. like yeah, so Ryan was lucky. He got thrown from the driver's seat because that big stupid steering wheel. I reckon yeah, that it, held, it held him in. It, it yeah. held him in for so sure. It held him in. It threw him to the passenger side, which just happened to be like just below. Like this car has no roof, so when yeah. it was upside down, was the thing flat. was flush. It was, it was just like perfectly yeah, flat, pancake, pancake out. Yeah. Like, and so they even like somehow you guys managed to even open the door. I was, yeah, I, I ran up, I started I running know. up the hill, and you guys opened the door, and he just crawled out, and he was all yeah. dusty, and maybe had some like a oh. little bit of skin off his yeah, head or something. But he was fine. I Everybody was honestly was like thinking like when we opened that door, he was like dead. Yeah, like snap neck. Yeah, like dead. He oh. was making noises though, wasn't he? You were aware that he was alive. He's like he's like open, open it, and then yeah. we opened, he got out. But like that was like he should super scary. <sighs> I didn't like you know when you don't grasp the. Like the seriousness of a situation, yeah. or like you knew it, but like all three of us could have died. Yeah, like easily. I could I, if if just say no that seat like, belts, no oh, roof. If I had a kid and they did that, oh, because that's like the whole thing. You'd be so angry. Like, you'd be so the terrified. The most wild bit is that you guys got thrown out. How did you get thrown out and not under it in the process? You oh. know what I mean? Like you got thrown far enough. We that got the car thrown didn't... out perfectly because we we're in the back seat. We just got we got catapulted down ejected. the grass and we just kind of slid for a bit. How lucky! Oh, so yeah, that was that was. White light, one life, yeah. down. Number two. Number two. That was more Ryan than me. Like, yeah, yeah, but you were, involved, you were yeah, nearly yeah. a bloody side effect of that whole thing, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three. <laughs> nah, this, yeah. Pick number three, my lord. Yeah, so this one, geez, I reckon that was a 2010 Giant Glory. Yeah, it was the old one, the real heavy one. Yeah, that when they were like twenty two kilos, I got sold a large when I was probably like five foot nothing, and like yeah, the guy was like, "Yeah, that's a good size." I remember watching footage of me. Yeah, you grow into it. <laughs> oh, I saw footage of it. I was like bigger than I think it was bigger than Ryan's bike. I think yeah. he had a medium or like a. Like, yeah, he had a medium. He definitely had a medium. Yeah. And you had a bigger one. And he was, this is this is advice for parents listening: buy your kids appropriate size bikes. Don't oh, make them grow into it. <laughs> yeah, don't because I just we sold it before I even grew close. Yeah, to you it. weren't even close to growing into it. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was not a good choice. Um, so I think you must have been trying. No, yeah. what I was doing is okay. So on the forks back then, you didn't just have like a rebound knob like now. Like you've got a rebound knob that's external to the fork, which you can change it. If you want to change the rebound, this didn't have that. This had like an Allen key. You had to slot up a bolt, and then you could adjust it with an Allen key. So I wanted to adjust the rebound on my fork, but there was dirt that had hit the the bolt that you obviously put the Allen key through. So I took that bolt out with the dirt in it. Well, I probably could I probably could have cleared it anyway. I took it out, adjusted the rebound, and then started feeling it, like jumping around on it. And then I was just going to put the bolt back in it. But I think someone's like, "Oh, we're going to ride in the paddock." Or I thought, oh, "Let's go ride out in the paddock." So anyway, we're going out in the paddock and we're riding around and then... Yeah, so we had a set of uh, moto whoops and it was pretty sweet. You could go double, 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 like, you know, make a mm. set out of them. Anyway, Dean comes in, doubles into the first one and the bolt that he took out held his fork lowers on. So his fork lowers just just pop straight off and his fork lowers go obviously directly into the... 
upside of the next moto whoop. So he just like tacos himself head first. Oh, with, with no helmet, by yeah, the way. No helmet. No helmet. Just tacos himself into the upside, like the worst face of the next moto whoop you could hit. Yeah. Just just folds himself up into it, like stops dead. And I'm like, oh, like you're realizing straight away like how big of a hit that was. So I like run straight over to him and I'm like, Are you you alright? And he's like not moving, not talking. Like I didn't realize that he was unconscious yet. So I'm looking at him, his eyes open, like looking just like not home. He's definitely not home. And I'm like, and like straight away, like you're starting to feel sick. Like that's like, oh, that's not good. And then I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And then like, before I even think like, what can I do? I watch a bit of blood start rolling out his nose, a bit running out of his mouth. And like towards your eye socket, there was like, and this is eyes open and like nearly crying a tear of blood without moving. (laughs) I genuinely reckon that's probably the gnarliest thing I've seen. Cause like you looked like, and like, obviously I'm like straight away, you're you're dead. It's not like you're unconscious. It's like you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, that's, that's gnarly. heavy. Yeah, and that's we, were, we were not very old. <laughs> no, that was I would have been like twelve. Yeah, twelve or thirteen. So I called Triple uh, Zero because nobody else was even home. Mum and Dad had just left <laughs> to go to Melbourne. Yeah, and so yeah, I called Triple Zero, and like they're obviously probably going straight to panic station. Like, dude's unconscious, bleeding from the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> every uh, every socket on his face yeah, and has I'm blood like, coming out. And I'm it. like, I have no family here either. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15. <laughs> yeah. So they took that as a pretty serious sort of thing. So there was three ambulances and helicopter. And well, I remember when I came too, because you said I tried to... Because I came to How long after that... How long do you reckon <sighs> I was there before I actually started making noise or anything of anything? I think it was quite short... But it felt like forever, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I reckon maybe 30 seconds until you started doing something. Yeah, but it's a long time to, like... Be unconscious, it like, still is. Yeah, but yeah. when you're panicked, though, and you're like... Oh, yeah, so anyway... When, the, when there's either you're alive or dead. Yeah, so I got the ambulances, um, yeah, coming. I spoke to them, and they, they, everything's coming. And I'm like, I called Darcy's mum. I called Rani, and I was yeah, like... Yeah, nurse, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Rani's going to have some sort of a clue what to do because I don't even know why I didn't even call mum and dad. I think because I just figured that they'd gone. Like I thought they'd be angry. Well, they were angry. They were, yeah. They so, were concerned, but also angry. Yeah, so I don't even know, like... No helmet. <laughs> obviously, I started getting onto family at some stage, but it was half of it was like a battle because you're trying to stand up like a jackass <laughs> instead of just like... I'm like, lay down, you're like, what day is it? <laughs> I'm like, dude... I don't remember any of this. You're like, nothing, nothing you're like, at all. Yeah, dude, they're I like... Can't, I they can't, wanted, they're like the because I call I think I called triple zero back. I'm like the dude's trying to get up and they're like make him lay down. I'm like you were just like nah, I'm walking it off and I'm like, yeah. and then I, you were like you were you were just on repeat though. Like you just go like a little dude, bit. I'd I'm, answer the questions and you're like back into like yeah, what's going are on. on. Nothing's I'm not there. I didn't come to, like I the, when I started remembering again it was when the helicopter was flying over. Like that's what I remember laying there. Yeah, I think I already had a blanket on me or yeah. like something or jumper or something had that on me. And a helicopter was coming over. Yeah. And that's when I like came to and I was like kind of been like, no, I didn't, I still didn't know what was happening. Yeah. But I knew like that's when my memory kicked back in. Cause I'm pretty sure I, that's a long time. It is a long time. If you had a helicopter there, it's going to be like, a, cause I don't think I didn't go in an adventure. They said, I think no, they, 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 they took it away it. after they realized you could feel your toes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, yeah. The ambulance was there and they're like, oh no, he's actually like, he's not good, but he's, 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 he's not critical. He's yeah, not going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that's the whole thing. They're like, the dude's unconscious and you just, Tarcoed himself, they're going to think yeah. spinal stuff or brain damage. Yeah, well, I do. I can't even imagine like having a hit like that now and not being young and flexible and like, oh, like even like it's seriously like the ugliest way you could have gone into it. Oh. Like, just think about how hard, like, no breaks, your fork just throw you at the backside of that berm. 
Oh, oh not I'm glad I didn't feel the pain. I like because like obviously I got pain from it, but it yeah. was so delayed that it's not. Mm. It's not so gnarly, but oh, this, like that's probably why like. You do get knocked out, so it's like this is going to hurt too yeah, much. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll come back when it's it's <laughs> it, when it's maintainable. I'm going to take a break, guys. Yeah, when it's manageable. But yeah, that one that was heavy. Yeah. I remember just feeling like a dick as well because like mum and dad had just gone just, like to organise going on a trip, and then they've got to come back. I think mum had to stay home and then yeah. look after me or something. Because you went, one of them went with you in the ambulance in the end, didn't they? Because they like yeah, in, yeah, yeah. I think not mom, long left. I think mum went. With me to Wang in the ambulance, and then Dad came and picked her up, and I just remember them just not being stoked with me, <laughs> which I can understand. Like that was still con- concerned about me, but like this is the jackass just went out to the paddock without a helmet and tried to do jumps and knock himself out. And now they got to deal with that. And like I only didn't have a helmet on because I wasn't expecting to. And these things, like I'm were- pretty sure I walked out as you were just finishing the rebound, and I like got on my bike, and you're like, "Yeah, let's go do this." So it's your fault. It's my fault. Yeah, it's your yeah, fault. It's yeah. Definitely you my did, fault. Yes. But yeah, that was yeah, that was not good. I've been what, knocked out three times in my life now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Not, streets, streets not again, Fort again. William. No help. Like, this is the thing, kids. You're yeah. gonna hurt yourself when you don't think you'll hurt yourself. Wear like I knocked myself out then twice. When you twice, just I will, <laughs> you race. It's the whole thing. You really race World Cups all year and like barely ever like get injured or like I've knocked myself out once and where again not what well, wasn't really my fault just the tire blew off and I'm luckily he had a helmet and whatnot on but the other time was just at home and again I was just macking around with my bike I think I put new brake pads in I was just bedding them into my hardtail and I was just cutting back and forth and then yeah woke up walking inside not knowing what or where I was and that was yeah so I don't even know how long I was out I just been been on the the curb, the ground for a while out in the street but yeah then it's not fun it's weird coming back it's like you're waking up from this weird dream Mm. and you don't know what yeah reality is and where you are and what's happening and it takes you a long time to to get it back i've, I've never been knocked out oh don't recommend it <laughs> not- i i don't know I, I honestly like you look at people who get punch drunk and like that i don't understand how box like boxers and fighters like they're putting so much on the yeah. line when they're doing that like i if you told me like um if you want to keep racing, just say in your career, they said, oh, you probably get knocked out another three times. I probably just would be like, oh, I'm not doing it then. Yeah. It's and like, these guys go into the ring knowing and knowing, Yeah, well, it's, it's like so it's like not knowing because obviously... If you, yeah, you, you, start, might, you might win. <laughs> you might, yeah, exactly. But it's like it's a big what if. Yeah. And it's that's another thing because like when I got knocked out in Fort William and I, apparently I was out for like two minutes or something. Like I was out for a long time and it was I freaked a lot of people out because I was right under the gondola. So yeah, and I'm, everybody's just seen you splattered for ages. Everybody's just seen me laid out. No, no lights aren't on, like not there. And that's then, the, yeah. Do you remember, geez, that one in Tassie, that fella that at the bottom of that root section, do you remember when he bloody smashed his brains into that tree? Yeah. That, that coming down there and when we come down, I was above the track then and when I walked down and he started to sort of have a bit of a seizure sort of oh. thing and the paramedics are like, everybody get out of here. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just walking away and I'm like, damn, that's confronting. Like dude's yeah. potentially dying right now. Yeah. It's and you're just like, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna walk away and feel okay with that. You're like, Jesus, yeah. there is some gnarly accidents. Oh, it's a dangerous sport, and even like, like I think about that, like you, you can't think about it, but at the same time, now and again in your mind, like I know when I like, even today riding Mystic and stuff, and like I'm pushing in spots, yeah, and I'm just like the, the margin for error here is quite thin, mm. and error is like, <laughs> you can go yeah, it's pretty serious, can go very badly, and it's just like it's funny how like you kind of I guess safety brain does come in on occasions it's just like mm. how much you've got to shut that guy off but i always think about it as well like you can get hit crossing the road yeah it's just like it is 
you got to take those. You got to take the still. chances. If it, you've got to weigh up, weigh up why you're taking them, and, mm. and then work out if it's worth it in the long run. But yeah, there's sometimes when you're going and you're like, Phew, I was moving then. Like even me and Ol did that run down Mystic the other day. Like I still think like I was still like I'd say probably like eighty percent of where where we could go. Maybe like eighty five. Like there's still really? like, there's, there's still, still there's that much still more there. there. Yeah, and it's just like and like that, I was telling you, man, I watched that copy of the helmet came and I'm just like I ride that so slowly compared to you. I think the GoPro <laughs> effect does make like. Oh, I still know that you got. I just, yeah. I seriously go that top bit of Mystic downhill. I am not fast down. Yeah, by any it's stretch. A, you need to get into like it takes a like a, a rhythm to get into it. Yeah. You've got to know. Like it's funny because even when we'll, it's funny when we race there like champs and we race like Threadbow, and it's funny the time gap from people like you race Mystic and like it, all the top guys are pretty close together, but then there's big drops like mm. there's big gaps and you might put like ten seconds, twelve seconds into people. Which then I'll go to Threadbow and they might be like a second behind me or two. Yeah. And it's like there's a big yeah. Yeah, big difference in that. So it's like it's cool to see. It's like if it's like even like I was saying, like Valdesol in Italy, mm. some people just work that out. And mm. then there's like there's massive gaps there as well to a certain extent. Cause some people that just work it out. Like every time someone wins there, it's by yeah. like a big margin. Like Sam was gonna do it, Gwyn did it, yeah, Danny did it, um, Laurie did it. Like it's like you get those one one or two guys that really just like figure out how this like how to ride this track and it's yeah. pretty cool because then it just hose everyone <laughs> which is pretty like pretty cool to see <laughs> no it's good i'll, but, I'll just quit yeah i'll just interrupt you too when you were saying how we were tough on mum and dad and they had to come back from that trip i was also going to think do you remember on their anniversary what i did what did you do on their anniversary on the crf 150 oh and you broke your leg yeah blew my leg out on the oh. dam <laughs> You, oh, I think about that. You know when like you do something like that hurt yourself. Mm. Like so, Jake jumped out of a dam on a one fifty and just blew his leg up and just smashed it to bits. <laughs> and this is on mum and dad's anniversary when they've gone to like heaven anniversary. I just think about that like, oh, we would have been difficult. Oh yeah, like just in like just breaking ourselves at just the most inappropriate. Because like you think about that, it's like like looking at your kid and it's just like all right. Mum and dad are going to do something they really enjoy and it probably means a lot to them. I'm just going to go do something really dumb that could affect all of us in the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Why wasn't why, why wasn't I there earlier? <laughs> oh. It's weird how like yeah, it's weird how like the brains work of when your kids like that. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> Dude, I reckon I've got trauma from that though. That was a long way up to blow yourself up. No, like wasn't I wasn't even that lo- high. Well, nah. it blew up. <laughs> yeah, but we're nah, we Nah, I'm still like it's funny your perception of how big something is, and then you anyway, I, what I'm trying to get across though is <laughs> anyway, it was bad. I, I have a jump phobia off the back of that. Even if it wasn't that high, I still worry about jumping, mostly because of that over jumping it. That's that's just over jumping in general, just uncomfortable in the air. Like, True. I reckon if I hadn't splattered myself like that, I'd probably be more comfortable jumping. It is crazy what kind of like trauma like that can. Yeah. Well, it was that, and then do you remember the one at Long Gully? That step up, I smashed myself there too, and then you're just like, oh, jumping on mountain bikes is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's crazy how you can actually, because I'm like, dude, I always said the same thing with snakes. Like, it's terrified of snakes. Yeah. Like, it's just something you're scared of for like a like a young childhood mm. trauma that has just lingered around. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, maybe you got to overcome that. Maybe you got to get good at jumping. Maybe. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm definitely not good at jumping, but like. Well, that's what I mean. Why don't you get good at it? <sighs> I over that's the thing now it's like if I've got something I'm not good at or scared like I have mm. a fear of that's the thing you go for I'm not really scared like I'm doing jumps now though what are you doing podcast yeah. guy with your phone on getting a phone call uh yeah but I'm definitely getting better like I'm doing all the jumps down the bottom of Bright and 
hero and all of that now. Like that's something that you know is yeah. probably a big deal for but most people. Just, like, but, like that's try and focus like solely on like let's get better at like dirt jumping or like just. Really... Oh man, I still can't do. It. I cannot. That's what I mean. I'm like, not but... dirt jump guy. <laughs> yeah, but would you try and get better at something like that? Or you just like I thought about it. Like you know how they just built that new dirt jump set at the bottom of bright over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like looking at that like the main big line and yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's you that whole thing. That. And I'm just like, Ooh, I'm not the guy that's, I'm like, that's not even on my radar. Like I don't, I'm not the most handy guy on a bike in general though. Like, yeah. you know, but I, I go all, all right on, you know, you know, descents anyway or whatever. But like, I look at a dirt jump like that and I'm just like, Nope, that's not even in yeah. the realms of possibility. And that's but, the whole thing. I'm like, should I work towards doing that? Like, that's something to overcome, but I'm just like, yeah, how much time why, do I invest? Yeah, yeah how much time do I invest in this? And if I go and like, because I know that I'm not good at it, like if I do, yeah, but it's the whole thing of like that's the like that most things you're not good at. That's the thing. It's like, do I like the yeah? Why? Do I double down on the bad stuff or the good stuff though? Yeah, but it's just like it's a, you say bad stuff. It's like I'm sorry. I'm, do I double down on getting better at the stuff that I'm not good at, or do I double well, down on the stuff depend, that I am? Good that at? just depends on the thing that you want. Like the thing mm. realistically, and then it comes back to the why. Like, do I want to get good at dirt jumping to then overcome that kind of fear of like having that injury as a kid? Because mm. like, you don't know. The thing I always look at, man, is like fear. If you have fear towards something, like that's the thing you need to get rid Trying of. To understand why? Yeah, exactly. Why it's so it's like almost just like if you could overcome that fear mm. of jumping like differently, and then like I'll be like, oh, I can overcome that. And then if you've got another fear, it's just like you start mm. ticking them off. You start not being and afraid like, of anything. Anything, yeah. yeah that's mm. when I think you open up to more things because mm. you're like, oh well. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm just going to do anything. Yeah. Kind of thing. Look, and that's funny though. Even without even overcoming that, even the meditations help with, you know, not even worry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was that. that. And, and the other thing too, it was, um, uh, atomic habits, that book you asked me, to, you, you lent me to read. Yeah. Um, that too. And you just sort of the, one of the bigger takeaways was what sort of person would do dirt jumps. And you go, okay, what would a person that does dirt jumps, what do they do? And I'm like, okay, I'm the sort of person that does dirt jumps and just the whole, I'm going to base what I'm doing around that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the same thing that you can take away for that for, you know, with dieting or whatever exercise. You're like, okay, I want, I am the sort of person that goes yeah. for, for a run every day or what, yeah. what would have, and then, you know, if you want to try and avoid doing something, it's like, what would, it's like the archetypes of what you think that person is or like what that makes up. Cause you know, you're saying before, like kids always ask me, they're just like, mm how do you go so fast or how do you do this? Or like, how do you get so good? Yeah. And then I always tell them like, what do you think I do? Yeah. And they'll write down like, Oh, you probably eat healthy. You probably stretch. You probably train really hard. You probably have a schedule. You probably do this. And I was like, all right, do that. You already, you already know, yeah. dude. You've yeah. got all the answers there. It's yeah. just like the thing that I guess people want, or these kids want is like someone to keep them accountable. Mm-hmm. And then like, not only to keep them accountable, but like they, like you can tell someone to do, anything and unless they want to do it yeah it's not going to happen <laughs> yeah and it's just like you that everyone wants this like, what does that kid want oh i've got this magic pill that i'll give you and then you go really fast I'm like and then are you satisfied yeah like i always say to people imagine if you got everything you ever wanted tomorrow how disappointed you'd be yeah like that yeah. thing is like people don't want the thing they want like they think they want the thing but they want the struggle to mm. get the thing mm. like oh i say someone gives you a water and you're pretty off it. You go for a 20 K run and then you get back. That water looks pretty good. It's like the water never changed. It mm. was always the same. It's like your perspective of how bad you wanted that water or like what that tastes like or what it's, it's changed something in you, but the struggle mm. changed that in you. Mm. It's like going through that. So if you just got given everything and was just like, 
like I imagine if I just got a bike and went to a race and just became world champion. I'd just <laughs> yeah. be like next. Whatever, I don't yeah, care next. about this. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. You, yeah, you've got to have that grind and struggle to, to get yeah. it so you really feel, find value in it once you have achieved yeah. it. Yeah. It makes it worthwhile because that's what you see people that get like they're so emotional because mm. they like it's just been this build up. Yeah. For a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Even like I know that even on a small level, you know, like uh, with the car racing too, like getting beaten in a certain class by a certain guy, you know, a couple of years in a row, mm. and then you finally beat him, and you're just like, "Whoo, I can really actually get behind yeah. that," you know. Whereas if you just turned up with the most expensive car and you are the fastest guy, and you just go and do it. It's sort of who cares? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. It's just you know, pay to win. Okay, no worries. As you say, on to the next thing. But if mm. you don't want to just be pay to win, you've got to have that struggle to yeah. actually feel like you've earned something. Yeah. And I think it's just like once you become more attracted to the struggle because you yeah. know like what the reasons why you're doing it, then you start to get joy in it. Yeah. And then it's almost like there's joy in the whole process. Mm. And that's what I've like been trying to work towards now, just like enjoy the process. Yeah. Because there's going to be good bits, there's going to be bad mm. bits, but it all makes up for this thing that we, well, whatever it is you really want because you're going through it. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, really enjoy it. Mm. I'm coming back because I still think it's funny. We're just like, Golf topic. Come back to the video thing because we're back. We haven't yeah. even to really. That's the it. that's the base story, and we're oh, all on these yeah, side. <laughs> side track out. It's just oh, it's funny, but because and it all came back to I guess when we were filming. So we were filming, and it was for Insight One, which was like following that Vic series. Mm. So you kind of transitioned from writing in it to then just like, well, let's just make a movie because a few other people had tried to do it and they kind of dropped the ball on it a bit and it kind of. Mm. It was a bit skew if and yeah, there was, it was there a, was some sour taste in a few people committee members' mouths about what happened in the past. We won't go into that; that doesn't really matter, or whatever. But like, yeah, that was, there was still good result in my opinion. But yeah, there was some certain people unhappy about it. But anyway, um, Hux at MTV Picks Online, he was the one that sort of really started to fight that fight for me to say, "Hey, let's get behind this guy and let's get a DVD happening." Mm. And there were certain people that weren't into it, and eventually they sort of discussed you know, this is a good solution. Let's try this for this year. So anyway, that's when Insight One was being filmed. So I was at that time being paid $1 per rider that entered that race. So Mm. if there was 400 riders, I got 400 bucks. If there was 200 riders, I got $200 for the thing, which I think that got tacked onto the price at that time. So that was awesome that Hux had organized all of that and got that happening. So that was great. Did that first DVD and like learned a heap too. Because you actually, if you watch the first... uh, like I went from that Fuji film, which was like all auto to like a fully manual Canon 7D. Mm. If you watched like the first two rounds, I didn't understand how shutter speed and apertures and all of that worked at all. And the like, you know, the the shutter speeds all over the place and the ISO is wrong and you watch it and all of the footage is like really um, warped. Like, And then you watch it and you're like round three, you're like, okay, I went down to Tassie and Sean Anderson was there and he's like, yeah, man, do this. And I'm like, oh, look what yeah. this camera can do. And yeah. it's a shame that those first rounds, I didn't know that because it, like, it's just this yeah, like... it's all it's part this, of Yeah, it, though, it is. Yeah. But it's it's so obvious to me that there's this massive jump yeah. like two rounds in. But yeah, so... <laughs> it's so funny. It's like... And that... Well, like, you know, that happened with your filming, but that can happen mm. with, like, kids riding as well. Yeah. It's like a big leap. A bit of advice. Like, you get told something. You're like, oh, try this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, that works. Like... Yeah. That works so much better. It's like, how did this kid go so fast now? It's just like, he went and saw the camera guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, um, yeah, we shot that. I, I guess there was seven rounds in it and then like three or four rider segments. Um, yeah, there's like, who was in the first Ollie, one? you, Liam Pinozzo. Reese Atkinson. Reese Atkinson. Uh, who else made it in? 
I think there wasn't many rider segments. It was mostly races. And Jesse Bear? No, he was definitely in two. Oh, he was in two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway, knocked that together. Um, I'd love to see that footage, like... Like just the, just general stuff, just, just the raw footage. Yeah, I've, I've it would have been so long since I've seen that. I was mm. going to say, would that footage be on your hard drive still? I've got all of it, man. I'd yeah. suggest most of the. Well, we'll skip forwards a bit. Remember, I had that hard drive failure for Insight too. Yeah. So anyway, I was doing. So it must have been 2011. Was the VDHS the first? Sorry, Insight one. Yeah. Because I was still at high school, so I oh, okay. was doing uh, HSC while I was editing Insight. Yeah. One, so that was like a lot on, and it was funny. I was like, <laughs> I was busy. I was busy, but it was so funny. Like, I, I was so like done with school at that stage where I was like, I was so invested. I'm like, I don't even need to try in my exams because I'm going to be a video guy. Yeah. So I like didn't plan care. B, motherfucker. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> smashing the keys when I should be studying, and I remember I got like 73 percent in math, and it was like the best result I ever got in math, and I didn't study at all. I'm like, what am I doing? I've been yeah. like stressing about math my entire school career, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 76 is nothing or whatever, 73. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I'm still pumped that I did yeah. that because I'm not a good guy at math. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, so I got that DVD out, and that was received really well. And then I don't remember what went on with the VDHS, but I don't remember if it was them or me or whatever. But we decided that that wasn't I wasn't going to be paid for the following year. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I still this is I'm just out of school, so this is now my job. Yeah. So I'm like, just out of school, I'm going to do some team videos. So I was doing like the Kona team one, uh, Clint White's team CWR. I was doing CWR, and I don't think I was doing Wolfpack that first year though. But eventually, yeah. I went on to do Wolfpack too. Oh, and Crundy's team, but that was, I think that was later I again. Was later as well, I think yeah. that was later. Um, yeah, so anyway, that, then the entire DVD, I'm like, I'm going to take this thing to another level and like really dip into, you know, a lot, you know, trying to make it a lot nicer. Like we went down there and all of the rider sequence and stuff, like, oh, two days, two big days with Jesse shooting all of that. Mm. And like, and then, um, geez, I think it was while I was editing it. I think the entire series was over. I had what I would call everything and my hard drive, hard drive. Hard drive failed. And just like you failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, malfunction again. <laughs> so, yeah, the hard drive failed and I lost like Buller and maybe a rider segment. No, Buller, Beauty and a rider segment out of the middle of this film. So, it's like round yeah. two or three was into this spot. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? This is such an amateur thing to do, not have it backed up on backed multiple up. drives. But like, I had most of it backed up, but it was just those segments. For whatever yeah. reason, I just slipped my mind. And it was mostly just being... You know, probably wasn't the best with my money. I should have been buying more hard drives and doing it. Yeah. But it's just like, you haven't got a lot of money. Like, I, yeah. And plus, I was like playing with cars on the side too. So like, I wasn't going to be like, I just need to keep buying hard drives because yeah. this all, is going to happen. All, all hindsight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that died. And I paid, I tried to pay a couple of people to like recoup the, the files yeah. off the hard drives. Spent a heap of money there and I was like, really, you know, like this is going to be it. They're going to fix it for me. And it just didn't happen. So I'm just like man, this DVD thing's like dead. So I started like putting out bits and pieces of it on Vimeo, just on my Vimeo account there. Um, And then for whatever reason, I I worked out that I had some render files. Not a lot of people are going to understand this, but there's like with it, when when you're editing a video, you can render the file and that makes like a secondary file of just the the video, no, no, no audio, but it makes a secondary file that makes the editing program 
easy to read, so it yeah. makes it so when you click play to demo it, it works better. Yeah. Anyway, I found out that I had a heap of those lost files as render files, so they didn't have any background noise or anything, but I had like, say, 80 to 90% of Mount Buller. And, yeah, true. But with if you watch it, there's no chain no noise, audio, yeah. no, no audio because it was just render files. So I'm like... Oh, it's, we're on! It's it's, it's back. <laughs> How was that feeling when you found oh, it? Oh, it was yeah. I still can't actually believe. And this was like a long time after I pretty much had written it off yeah, too. And I'm just like, how disappointing! I'm like, it's over. And like, a lot of people don't like. At the very end, I like did this. I think it says never give up or don't give up. Yeah. And because it's after the crash reel, everybody's like, is this guy saying don't give up to these guys that are crashing their? I'm like, no, no, no. It was about never giving up to get yeah, the DVD get out. out there. I'm just like, people always ask me, what, what's the never? What's, what's that about? Never don't <laughs> yeah. give up. And it was about, yeah, never giving up on getting that DVD done. Yeah, I know with even like when I did filming up at um, Falls Creek, like yeah. after we started doing all that dumb stuff, me, Joe and Layla. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we filmed the whole day. Of yeah. like set up cameras, like head props and like we're fully gonna go into this like pretty much make a series of like these like kinda like the um what are they called inspired unemployed kind of just yeah, like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But probably even a bit more like series orientated. Yeah. Anyway, me and Layla got dressed up and we were like these art connoisseurs that were coming in <laughs> flying into Falls Creek to judge this art. And like we had to play different characters, so we're gonna get all dressed up. And then Joe, no, Joe was the art connoisseur, and we were like the people that hold the um, exhibition. Exhibition that he was gonna come and like look at. And he had his, we had the two dogs, and they were Gucci and Cabana, and we got him all dressed up. And it was like it was so funny. And we filmed interviews with him, and then got me and Layla got filmed, and like just we, I just met her that day. Really? Yeah, met her that day, <laughs> and we just filmed this like pretending to be like husband and wife arguing about like this art connoisseur coming. We filmed the whole thing. And then the next day we went to look at the footage and we were playing it on the camera and Joe's like, oh, let's put it on the computer and pressed eject when it was playing. Oh, and, and it, it just corrupted it. Just error. And it just all got wiped. And I was just like, you can't redo that. You can't. <laughs> you can't redo that. And I was just like, tried so hard. And I know that feeling of losing it. And yeah. dude, it's Imagine not- no, but like that's like one day. Imagine that with like I know oh. his his five hundred to a thousand people that are like heavily invested in this yeah. DVD. Like I can't wait yeah, to see yeah, this. Yeah. And you're just like I'm just gonna do a little Facebook post and go, sorry guys, my hard drive died. Yeah, Game over. Yeah. But like, and you know, like obviously these people are upset, but like nobody was more crushed about that than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like this was supposed to be like. This is my year's worth of work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this is, is my everything. job. Yeah. This the DVD sales are supposed to be, you know, supporting me. Like, because obviously I'm getting a little bit of money for doing the team edits, but yeah. like I'm talking like a couple grand for the entire year, sort of thing. Yeah. And then you just press Alt Delete on your entire income. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was a big hit. We, cause I know how much it sucked for us. Like, yeah. we, we we stopped filming stuff. Yeah, just videos. Just, the videos just didn't went away after that. Yeah, because it was just like. I can't go through that again. I can't like <laughs> hurts too much. Oh, fully, man. We had all these ideas. Like we had this one idea where we're gonna do like, um, like what dating's like in COVID. Yeah, and it was gonna be like I was getting like I would message Layla and just be like, oh, are we still on for tonight, and then she was gonna be like, yep, and then like it would have like individual footage of like me getting ready in my bathroom and then her getting ready, and then you think we're gonna like meet up, but then because it's COVID, we're just gonna like duct tape a laptop around Joe's head and it was going to be like on a FaceTime. So like Joe just walks in with his laptop, literally just shit it, like just duct tape to his head like an idiot. And he was just going to sit down and like we'd be having dinner, but I'd be having dinner with a FaceTime with Layla. And then 
It was just going to go through the whole night, so it would be... Can you stop scrunching that so loudly? Sorry. It does sound a lot louder than... <laughs> yeah, because you've got it right next to the microphone. Oh, that makes <laughs> That'll sense. That'll do it. Sorry. Um, and can you put it over, way over there, because just smoke comes up in the middle, or over that side. That'll be all right. But yeah. So anyway, and then we're going to do that, and then like have it us on the couch, and then it was going to be like me and Joe like... Um, go into the bedroom and then Joe's just going to be like, this isn't funny anymore. I don't like that. And like fully just flip out and have like the, la- just like make it oh, a big scene. But yeah, it didn't end up, didn't end up going ahead. All of, we lost the footage and then we kind of gave up after that. Yeah. Losing the footage is a, uh, oh, that's a dude. It's even less like, again, not to the extent, but it's like when, um, I didn't record my first podcast <laughs> and it's just like how, f- like, I always, I kind of think as well, like, would this be different right now if I did record it? Yeah, oh, I mean, like, change, that's the whole thing. Like what I was saying, if I was okay at racing because I had that advice, it's going to be... I hate that. this. I hate this. <laughs> oh, I man. Like, I, I like, like can smell it over there. I like the incense, but it's like... Too when it's like in your face and just like <laughs> you're getting smoked out, you it looks good on the light. It's good over there. Yeah, they're all missing out on that, though. <laughs> the people that's, at home that, can't see the incense burning in my face. That's just our moment there, Dino. <laughs> that's just for us. <laughs> that's shit. No one else gets to experience it. Yeah. But how do I um the whole idea of like just just for you, I think people or like I didn't understand it. I definitely didn't understand it when I was younger. And I think a perfect example of that was like when I would um date girls and it was like very much like a lot of ego attached to that. Like mm. kind of like, look at me, look who I'm with, look what mm. I'm doing. And then I guess I'd bo- like boast about it. Like I'd post mm. photos and be like, Oh, look how like, and like I- I'd be like proud of the person I'm with and I'd want to share them because mm. it's just like, look how like you're beautiful and like, I'm very attracted mm. to you. So I'm like, I think that's like a cool thing. But at the same time, it's like, I've realized if you have like a moment where you're with someone or in a place or whatever, and it's that, good you don't want to like dilute the waters yeah with that anyway with anything it's just like and it's just like having something that's like so good or having a moment it's like i've had moments recently where like no one gets to hear about them yeah that's mine how good's that that's mine this is my moment i get to keep that with me and i don't want to share that with anyone because i don't want i don't want their negative or positive influence on that i just want that moment to To be be that that moment Yeah. yeah And that's where it becomes difficult for you. Like I can go like, you know, like I was saying earlier that I'm working on, you know, reducing my ego or whatever and I'm not really using social medias and I'm not posting anything and I'm not putting that forward. Mm. You sort of still have to put something forward to... Yeah, but at the same time at that, it's like it doesn't have to be my personal life. Yeah, that's right. And I used to to involve my personal life a lot more in it. And I think I did it for the fact that I'm like, that's me. Yeah, you're trying to push that forwards as well. I want people to like me, but it's just like... I'm just sharing all, like not all of me, but like I'm yeah. sharing like a like very intimate stuff that it's just like, oh, that just should be mine. Because then I also at the same in the same breath, I don't want to be the person that's just always posting bike photos. Yeah, I want to post stuff that it's like, look, I'm living life and I'm doing this and this is what makes me happy and yeah. blah blah blah. But it's like, but then I'm taken away from the moment moment yeah, for yeah. me. So it's like that. Yeah, weird. you're you're doing this little battle in yourself, and it's great that I don't have to. I can yeah. just go, I have no obligation to post anything. Mm. So I'm just going to go, I'm taking a back seat to that and I'm going to enjoy that, all of these moments firsthand. And that all comes down to the, I guess the ego of racing. And yeah. but also the other thing, if you're doing well enough and, you, and you're making it like you don't honestly, you do need a presence in that world, but just, just keep winning, keep yeah. doing really well. Even the thing I always come back to, that's why I like the podcast so much, man. There's no, I don't, there's no comments to this. Yeah, there's no, there's no. I see the, I see the views of like episodes and stuff, but even to that, like I try not to get caught up in all yeah. that. And I know the harder I push it, 
on certain things it gets more because I, I you get caught up with like how many views or whether it's a successful podcast or whatever and i'm just like i'm taking away from the whole point of doing it like yeah, I look at you're this, doing it for the enjoyment yeah i look at this moment like i've just le- learned stuff about you and then hopefully you've learned stuff about me and then just by doing that people can get some positive experience from it yeah like that's that's a win yeah it's like and what's the difference between like we get so caught up in stat like views and, mm. and stats and all that stuff about like how many people are listening to it it's just like oh if 10,000 people didn't listen to it it's not a success but or that's like, the whole thing with with art in this sort of form like a podcast or a video views don't necessarily mean a good product no and that's the whole thing too it's just like when you're trying to make a good video or trying to make a good podcast and you're trying to you go hmm which part of this is the good bit that people are watching it for mm. you know what i mean and it could be anything it can be like okay pinkbike decided to share that particular video and all of a sudden it got x views and it and it's not my best yeah. work for example you know what i mean but mm. it's just funny how certain things do go viral like i would suggest that probably it's not even that many views, but I think the most views one of my videos ever got in a day was like a quarter of a million, which is yeah. like in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. But for me, it was just like, whoa, yeah, it's huge. How how good's that? You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, remember that it doesn't necessarily mean that that was my best video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that VB video I made with Jake Arnold? Yeah, yeah. Like that went viral. That one had like 400,000 views or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like the most views any of my shit's ever gotten. Yeah. And I'll put up photos, like videos of me racing and stuff, where I'm like, that, or like all stuff from doing the podcast with Jace or something, where I'm like, I feel like that's really... This is important stuff. This is important and it's affected people yeah. in, in a positive right way. Yeah. But then like, I look at that as being way more positive, yeah. but it's got maybe less than a quarter of the views. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like imagine, okay, I feel like, like I said earlier, meditation's helped me more than pro- practically anything in my life so far. Yeah. If I said on Facebook, I go, hey, guys, meditation's really helped me, you know, with such and such and such and such. I think everybody should try meditation. You get like three comments or sorry, three likes and like four comments of people stirring you up. You know what I mean? They're not going to take that seriously, but like. That's also the circle of people that are. (laughs) I'm hanging out with you. Well, exactly. It is. It is. If you've got other people that have doing on the same path or doing the same thing, they go, you're right. Yeah. I'm doing that. And then that, but the whole thing is, I don't think somebody that was walking that path would make that post on social oh, exactly. media. You go exactly. discuss that with somebody in person. And, yeah. but geez, it, I feel like it does take some convince. Like, but the other thing is you don't want to have to convince people. No, that's, that's right. The thing. It's just but like, cause it's like, even like you said, just that gentle persuasion or the suggestion of something, yeah. but how good is it when somebody actually takes that, on and runs with it though yeah. you know you've seen me start but that's why i started to try and lead by example more because i dude i try to push this on you heaps of times yeah long yeah. before you've made a change. oh the whole aggressive just put your phone down that like that oh. was never gonna no that didn't no. work but this whole thing about there's reasons for it and mm. you can understand what those reasons well, are i started understanding myself better and yeah it was a whole point of like well and then it's putting myself in your shoes and being like if you just came up to me and, and told and like almost me like trying to take something away. Yeah. And we don't do well as people when someone tries to take something from you, no matter no. what it is. So if you try and give them something, yeah. but to give them something, they need, it's just like a, it's a transaction. Yeah. They need to accept yeah, it yeah. too. You do this, I do that. Mm. But it's just like, you get something out of this. It's not, I take something from you. Because realistically, you go up to someone and say, get off your phone or you're really harsh to them about taking yeah, their they're phone. Not it's just that. like, they just think they're, they're, lo- they're losing. They're losing yeah. out. They're losing their phone. They're losing what they perceived as being happiness yeah. attached to that phone. Yeah. If you go up and go, Hey, like we'll do, um, for example, I remember, um, like an ex girlfriend of mine, she smoked and I didn't want her to smoke. And I said, if you quit smoking, like I'll buy you. And we weren't even together at the time. We'd been broken up for a while. Anyway, still saw her, still 
cared about her. And I was like, if you quit smoking, I'll buy you a plane ticket anywhere in Australia, mm. anywhere, anywhere you want to go. I'll buy it. If you just quit smoking. And then, and then at the time she's like, really? And I was like, yep. And she's like, all right. And I was like, all right, give me cigarettes. And she's like, oh no, after this packet. And I was like, Pfft. I'm out straight away. Yeah, yeah. Deals off. Yeah. I was like right now, you've got to make that decision right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if you, and it's the same thing. There's not many people commit to that and go, go to cold turkey. Like it's whole to actually like go, I'm actually going to have that motivation to do this thing right now. Like, yeah. You remember that I put up resistance about deleting those apps straight away too. It wasn't just yeah. like, yeah, they're out. It was just like, oh, but yeah, did it. But like, yeah, nobody just goes, okay. Let's Dude, do. I remember when I did it, I was going to post something on Instagram saying, hey, like going offline for a while. Um, yeah. So if anyone tries to reach me, I'm just like, as I was like, I was literally writing that. And then I looked at it and I was just like, I just sound like a little 16 year old girl. Hey guys, yeah, like, a break. if you want to get onto me, like <laughs> I'm not going to be here for a while. It's like, Oh, shut up. And like, if you want to go away, just go away. Like yeah. kind of thing. And I just remember writing it and then reading it. I'm just like, Oh, do you know what always makes oh, me have suck. a laugh too? Like that, the whole checking your, uh, Facebook memories of you, like the crap you've posted and you're just like, oh man, why am I doing this at all? Like just, I don't need to post on social media. Oh, it's just all cr- like, it's, it's so funny terrible. when you like, you always look back and you're like, oh, that was dumb. And then like, you just keep, obviously you keep maturing. So you keep looking back and you're like, oh, still dumb. Yeah. Or like, there's a new thing that you thought at the How funny is that when you think something like, because that's, but I like this at the same time. It's like, you should never, you should never look back at yourself and go, okay, you had it all figured out then. Or yeah. like you should like every, like I like to like in a year's time, I used to, I like to, I want to become a completely new person yeah. for, in the right ways that I feel like I should be mm. traveling towards that direction. I want to be like, okay, in a year's time, I want to look back at my old self and be like, he didn't know anything. Yeah. And I guess it's funny. Like you say that too. And I feel like I've taken more steps towards that in six months than I have in the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that, dude, it compounds. Once yeah. you start like opening up those new ideas and stuff, yeah. it's just like, yeah, compounding interest. It's like, okay, well, now this happens and oh, I meet this mm. person. And it just get, it gets easier. Yeah. It gets a hell of a lot easier. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's funny how just, yeah, like I said, sometimes just that little push. Yeah, well, little, I appreciate that little push. <laughs> push, push <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> because even, even, it's like, even it's funny because I think as, as, a, as a kid or like when you're quite young, you look at, how things work in, I guess, your family and your life and things seem right or seem, mm. things seem wrong. But then as you kind of like obviously grow up and get new perspectives and look at things, it's like even in your own um, family and everything, it's like, oh, this is maybe not the right way to do this. Mm. But it's like, it's funny, like you get conditioned to certain ways of thinking mm. and without become, like without getting outside that box and almost looking back at it. Mm. I was talking to someone, it's like when you're on the merry-go-round, you're looking out there, but when you get off and look back, it's like sometimes you don't want to be on that ride. Yeah. When you actually see it for what it see, is. You see it from the outside. Yeah. And I guess we like, well, everyone's got this with like with their family and everything. It's just like they've got a certain way of living. And it's, again, it might not be right, wrong or anything. It might just be different. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you can look at it and maybe it doesn't resonate with you anymore and you want to change it, it's like, well, you've got the, you've got to change it. Yeah. But it's just funny when it's like you can think something your whole life and then suddenly it goes, oh, Maybe that's not the right way. Yeah. But even now, like I try and like, cause like we, like I, we do have a pretty good, like it's funny. Even we joke around about like you, me and dad, like we, I don't, I reckon we, we all struggle to live together because we did have such <laughs> egos and we were never Oh man, we, and, you, me and dad, massive ego. Yeah. Massive ego, buddy. All in one house. Jeez. I don't think we could ever live together or like, or, like I, I know I, for sure I couldn't. I could now more than I could before. I, we've did it before and now. I'm, yeah. But, oh. 
It's, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, but I'm saying that I think that you and I probably arguably get along better now than oh yeah for sure than what we ever have. And I would suggest that. But that dad, was, dad and I always got along well, provided things were going well, though. If you yeah. know what I mean. Now things when they're not going well, where it would normally end up in a throw your arms up in the air and walk away sort of a deal. Yeah, it just doesn't get there anymore. Yeah, like kind of. Yeah. It, comes out but i know for us anyway even before i guess you found this new way of thinking and being it's like as soon as we didn't live together mm, we were like easier. best, yeah, best yeah. mates yeah best it's mate. being stuck in everybody's fate and that's the whole thing it's like you know i know i love my wife because i see her every day like i used to see you and yeah. i don't want to strangle her <laughs> <laughs> true so and there's you know i think about but growing up and people you work with better like that's I, yeah you definitely work with people better but i remember i was probably always a like i'd get fed up with anybody over too much time you know what i mean yeah. like you'd have one of your friends you stay need, over for yeah. three days and by the end yeah. of it you're like please fuck off <laughs> yeah you need it as well, but I've, i have found that thing as well it's like once you find i guess that person that like those mm. things don't annoy you Cause the thing i've learned recently is like and especially in past relationships whether it be um guy or a girl it's just like a friendship or anything like that it's like if you're trying to change a lot of stuff in that person you mm. probably shouldn't be yeah, around yeah. that person. And yeah. I've definitely found that recently. It's like, you find someone, there's nothing you want to change in them. Mm. That's probably the person you should Good be person. hanging around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, if you're with someone, you're like, oh, but... We should stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, we should stop doing that and this and that. And it's just like, probably shouldn't be the person you... Yeah, and look, yeah, there's, you can always point out flaws in people too, but the whole thing is too, it's so much easier to accept that when you just like chill with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all good. I have flaws. I'm sort of all good with everything that I am. So you're like, but I've got to accept be, be, other people's stuff to a level too. Yeah, exactly. But even being open, that's one thing. It's like, I try and if someone... um Because like, I'm not perfect. Far from it. Mm. And there's like a lot of things that... You don't see that you're in perfections as well. But it's mm. like, sometimes it's like... I'm more open to the idea if I might like if something if I make affecting someone a certain way mm-hmm. and they say something or I find out or just something and be like really thinking about like, okay where are they coming from here like look mm-hmm. at their perspective of that and then maybe okay maybe I could change it because how often do you like you'll do something with no like no bad intent at all mm-hmm. but then someone will take it that way and then you go oh I can see how that happened. yeah yeah and you sort of retract your steps and you understand yeah, how you understand that wasn't it, what yeah. you were trying to convey but that's how it come across yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I've definitely um, becoming more aware of that because mm. you see sometimes you see people and they'll kind of react to something and you'll kind of be shocked because it's mm. like your brain isn't wired that way of thinking yeah and like that's what they've got from it but that's not what yeah and you can sometimes you can even like while you're still doing that moment it starts ticking over in your head and you're realizing that that facial expression that you just got didn't add up with what you've yeah, said yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah like i'm I, I used to do that a lot and you'd sort of come to the i'd be too shy or too uh you know i wouldn't be forward enough to sort of say hey did you misconstrue that i'm like yeah. getting so much better at just immediately going yeah Let's clarify that right now yeah. rather than let this get away and take this down a path or, you know, whatever that I'm not comfortable with. Like, I think that's just trying to read people as well. Like, so you know, I've got, you know, some like reading people is like an art as well. Like yeah. when to pull back and when to push and all that. And you see yeah. something. And I guess that's a big thing. Why I Like alcohol is like such a, I see it as being such a bad thing in the way because it just stops you from being able to read people. Like you yeah. put your beer glasses on. That's right. You it's like, see. oh, I'm sort of too anxious to talk to this person or do this. I'm not, you know, very confident, so I'm going to have a bit of beer and whatever. And then yeah, everybody's and then, like, and then you miss subtle, subtle hints that it's just like shut up or like yeah, you should. There. The whole thing is too like even if the other person drinking whatever, you should be able to notice these things sober. You know, yeah. you sort of you let your guard down when you're drinking and you sort of give up on that. It's just like you. 
you, you can train yourself to be well and truly aware of that and in the conversation. Yeah. And <laughs> But it's funny now, and I think you'd probably be similar. Like, I guess we used to be very, and I guess we, I guess we learned probably hear it from dad, which then learn it from his dad. You get in an argument and then you get in a bit of a yelling match and the loudest person's the person that wins that fight. Yeah. And it's just like, no, like no one wins an argument. Two people just end up yelling. No, have a discussion and that's yeah, right. If- and work it out. And that's the thing now. I'll just like, if it starts to get that way, I just literally... I'll try and put my point across. Yeah, and then you and then gather more information too. Though you just go, okay, what do you mean by this? Or yeah, what, but yeah. if it's not going that direction, I just walk away. Yeah, and it's just so funny now because it's like I won't get to that point of like. Yeah, I don't. Even, I haven't got to the point to walk away from anything for a long time. I just go, let's just have a have a deep breath and yeah, yeah, work yeah. through this. And oh, exactly, try and but I'm saying if they, if they yeah. won't, if they're just like yeah, getting the, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. You know when you just get to because that's the whole thing. You can talk to somebody softly when they're ramping up, and you speaking to them softly just. Escalates adds, it, adds it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sometimes like, you do need to know when to walk away. Yeah, but yeah. No, I think with that, I've gotten a lot better. Like, I just won't get in big arguments with people. I just yeah. won't do it. Well, I used to not really get into big arguments with. I definitely didn't with a stranger. Like that yeah. never happened. It was you, mum, and dad was probably the yeah. the prime suspects. But yeah. um, definitely, I can't see anything like that really even happening now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just not on the radar. Yeah, but it'd just be funny. Like, what would be something that would? Because Mum was probably like the only person that could like trigger me. Yeah, and it's just like funny because there's like obviously so much love attached to that. It's just like the whole only like emotions are emotions, whether they're good or bad. Is some yeah. certain people can bring out certain things, mm. and that's the thing why I guess the whole idea of like love is such a fucking crazy because it's yeah it's because yeah. there's there's much anger attached to that much happiness as well it's yeah. yin and yang it's both hot and cold it's, it's the, both the things mm-hmm. so i think the whole idea is like yeah someone that you obviously love so much can bring out those like the thing is it's like if someone i don't give a shit about is doing something to me or it, i just don't care yeah i don't care for you i don't care it's like but someone you really care for yeah it's like there's a lot of weight attached to that mm. so i remember that would be something i'd just be like the the one person that could like just set me off. Oh, <laughs> mom. oh and yeah. there was just one thing she'd say. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> just like the Kill Bill thing when they're <laughs> just like, oh man. But no, it is, it is pretty, um, it is pretty hectic how that works. But I think we should dive into this because you've become the bonsai man now as well. <laughs> and you've got, you went to Japan. Did you, did you give you some inspo when you went over? Cause that was like your favorite country. You reckon? Yeah. I, I don't even know how I managed to talk Brianna into going there for a honeymoon. But somehow she loved to, it anyway. Yeah, she, she did. It's, yeah. oh, I want to go to Japan. And it's funny. It's one of those things, you know, where it's sort of never meet your, your heroes or whatever. And I'm like, I wanted to go to Japan forever. Like, you yeah. know, particularly for car-based stuff. And look, I was into bonsai trees. Like I had that first one when I was 13, which I've still got that one now. Yeah. But I wasn't into it like I'm into it now. Like now I've got nearly 100 trees and like really <laughs> you're into it. enjoy it. Yeah, I'm really into it. And, you know, like, yeah, there was some amazing uh, bonsai trees over there. Like we went to like a really famous sort of, it's, it's technically a museum, I think, but it's like a guy's personal collection with client trees and everything. And it was just, you know, like... Even Brianna's just like, because she's been to some places in Australia now to have a look at it. And she's sort of interested in bits and pieces. She goes over there and she's like, this yeah, is, next it, that's the home of it, man. That's like where it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Japan, like you and I have been to a lot of countries now and Japan just 
delivered and then some and yeah, then some more, and more. then some. This and is better than I thought. And it's getting yeah, better. That's the whole thing. But like I said, don't meet your heroes. I'm like, this guy was just like, you meet him and he's like, whoa, this guy's even better. <laughs> here's, some, here's some candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, oh man, just everything, like everybody's so polite and like food, amazing. Just, I, the whole thing too was, I think at that point in my life, I probably didn't absorb what I could have from our travels when we were littler. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then to get there and to be like, I'm grabbing this thing with, like, both hands and I'm having every dollar I can get a shake out of it. You know what I mean? And, like, we did that, like, geez, we were there for two days. Sorry, two days, two weeks. Mm. And there was probably only, like, a couple days towards the end when we were getting, like, whittled down, like, oh, we need a down day because we're just going so hard and hard and hard and hard, you know, like. That's hard with, like, a holiday, hey, when you're, like, you're trying to see so much, you're not actually, like, you're not relaxing. You're yeah, just like, that's you just. You're so like, I have to pump it in. Like, yeah, yeah I'll sleep when I'm home. Like, yeah, let's just yeah, like just let's go. just. But then you stop enjoying it because you're so yeah. run oh, down. Oh, we from... didn't stop enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't stop enjoying it, man. Yeah. We got stuck in a um in a accommodation when there was a, a typhoon coming through just before, like just at the end of our trip there, and even stuck in there and we're like went and got a heap of Seven Eleven food because it was the only thing open. And just be yeah. like, I'm still loving this. This <laughs> is yeah, still so yeah. good. You know, just enjoyed all of the it. only thing I'm disappointed about it was well, I was hoping to get a tattoo on the like one of the last days that we were there, but there was nobody that would do a tattoo in that tsunami. So yeah, a typhoon tsunami. That's the one thing. Yeah, yeah. So I missed that. Like I've still been meaning to do that. I actually really should get that tattoo happening. Should lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, what do you reckon your best like trip that we did? As we did a lot of traveling because dad, um, dad did like portable sawmills, which we talked about last episode, and traveled around the world. And we kind of just got to jump along and come with him. But we Good went to he- we went to heaps of countries as young kids, which was pretty remarkable, really. Yeah. But what would what do you reckon your standout would be? Yeah, because I remember bits and pieces of it too. But I think like. When we're in the Amazon, like we went and stayed in like this real rickety houseboat in the Amazon. Dude, that was that actually is such a cool thing. Yeah, Catching got, piranhas with and like, we're swimming in like and I remember we came home and told people and like oh there would have been nets. And I was like no, we literally were catching piranhas right next to where we were swimming. Yeah, and they're just like don't go in if you're bleeding. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, <laughs> like don't go in if you're bleeding. It's not the season where they would attack people. And you put your head under the water and it would sound like chirping. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. it was like all these little chir- and there's like I remember we'd just swim around. Just in the water, and they just yeah, they didn't care. And then remember, yeah. we came back to school, and we're like, "Oh, we swam with the piranhas," and they're like, "No, you didn't." Yeah, they're like stop lying. And I was like, oh. "Yeah, I don't remember." I got to the point where I didn't even bother telling people about it just because it was just so like far out on their ideas of what was going what on was there. Real, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just yeah. Like, you're like, "You're a liar. Don't yeah. lie." And it's just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, whatever, man." <laughs> yeah, because that was dude. We were hiked through jungles. We were like, remember swinging off vines and like dude, you tarantulas remember that, and stuff. That vine when you swung out, you swung back. Do you yeah. remember? And I couldn't hold on, and I bloody yeah, you ripped I, your hands up. Oh, I ripped my hands up. I don't know how. Like, surely you would have known like your ability to like hold on to that or not. I knew that I wasn't able to do it. Somebody like just dad or somebody encouraged me enough that I was too oh, shy to say not, no. I, still no, I know. You still know, dude. I, that know. was me as a kid, though, man. I just sort of went along with it because they wanted me to do it. Just a fair, oh. just gonna give it a red hot crack. Just, just, just I should have just like bailed out because the ground was like all that leaf. Yeah, it was, it was soft, yeah. but dude, it railed my hands though. Like mm. trying to do anything for the rest of that trip, but I just had these like it wasn't even rope burn because it was like a vine. It yeah, was it all was, like, sharp. Cuts and, yeah. and they were cuts. Do you remember when we we're in? Um, I think we we're in South Africa, and mm. it was like you and me and Mum. Yeah, you know where this is going. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and, I, I didn't. You didn't even let me answer the question about which was a standout. Oh, sorry, but this this was a standout. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go to that. That's I was gonna. I was gonna suggest Africa because of like all of the um the animals on that yeah, tour and stuff. That was pretty good. On. But then I sort of half didn't even remember um 
Brazil and all of that too. Yeah. But like, was this in Brazil or Africa? That was in Africa. That was in Africa when you and me we were burning like bag tags. With oh, a, so, with have a to, candle. Yeah, so it had a candle with, you know, like you stick your pinky through like a ring yeah, sort like of thing an and, a, and, a, and a plate, like an old school thing. And we're, dad was at the field day. Mum was sort of tired. She'd had enough. So she was reading on the bed and Dean and I are bored. So we decided we we're going to like, we're like, hey, mum, can we burn the used luggage tags in this candle? And she's like, I guess. So <laughs> shut up. So, yeah, yeah. Let, let me read my book or sleep or whatever she was doing. She was not into it. So anyway, um, Dean and I start burning these luggage tags and then it becomes like they're still sitting in the cup, but it's becoming quite a fire and all the candles melting from the outside and everything like that. It's like, oh, this is actually probably getting a little bit full on for inside a hotel. Yeah. And Dean had, it was a Powerade or similar? No, I think mum. No, no, no. That's later. No, mum said put it out. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, mum said put it out. Yeah. So we squirted Powerade or Gatorade on it. And it was like, I think, I think it was we, the wax. I think so, it, yeah, I think it hit the wax. And, and it, it was like just, reacted and it, to it, the wax. it reacted and it was, it went from about, I'd suggest 30 centimetres tall to like, geez, it was like it was two metres high. It was it really touching the roof. Yeah, it, it took off. <laughs> I couldn't believe And it was like, we put, literally like we put gasoline yeah, on it. Yeah, if you put petrol on a candle, that's what it looked like we did. <laughs> and mum's just peeking that this thing's just like, we're going to burn this hotel down. She's so freaking she, out. She gets up she and gets like a... freaking um, out. She was. She got a... a <laughs> Like a bowl of water, and she chucks the water at, it and the same thing happens. It's like I it's petrol. It yeah, the wax must have just reacted poorly to it because I just remember, like, yeah, it just it just it got, got bigger and, and bigger. Worse. Yeah. So we're trying to kick. She's trying to kick this thing out the hotel. We're carrying on too. Oh, what? A, yeah, we're making heaps of noise, and we thought it was quite funny. I think, like, oh, freak- I think it was a bit full on actually. Yeah, <laughs> probably freaking out a little bit. But anyway, like, opens the door and kicks it out, and then she goes kicks it outside. And there's this guy that's like going to his apartment or hotel or whatever it was, and he sees it and he like stomps it out. Yeah, he, he come because he heard a screaming. He oh, thought somebody was getting raped or oh, something. He was like really worried. Not, yeah. <laughs> so oh. he was yeah came out and then he stomped on the candle, um, and then it all went over his shoe. And I remember Mum just going off at us and like coming back in, and she's like, "Go to sleep. When your dad gets home, you're asleep." And I remember Dad got home and he's like. Really happy, had a real good day at the field. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, we'll go out for dinner at this really nice restaurant." Oh, and we've no, we were just we, we pretend had to be yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah. So me and Jake are laying, and like we can hear them talking because we're like in the room just next door, or maybe it was in the same. We're room. on the floor in yeah, the same, same room. room, same room. Yeah, I'm literally crying. Were you? Crying. I was missing on dinner. <laughs> I was in tears, crying because we couldn't go to this dinner, and it was all over just us trying to burn the hotel room, which we weren't trying to do. We weren't trying to. But, but mum had to scrape all the, because it was tile floor. Yeah, she had wax. to scratch, scrape the wax because there's wax everywhere. Oh. So she scraped that with a teaspoon. But that, I think that was after the first, we were shits. Do you remember that when we went to that hotel and it was like oh, a multi-story? Yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is good oh, too. So we <laughs> yeah. go to this like multi-story hotel <laughs> room. Just us being shits. <laughs> just, just the biggest yeah. pest. Just like... The kids you don't want to take anywhere. Yeah. We're getting taken around the world. I'm like, how do we how do we <laughs> how make do this we as hard this? as possible for the people that are doing this for us? <laughs> so yeah. If well, any kids are listening to this, if your parents take you overseas, be good to them. Yeah. Be really good to them. Don't do this. So and wear helmets. <laughs> wear helmets all the time. <laughs> all the time. So we went up I would suggest that it was like a, you know, it was probably like a ten story building and we were probably about high. the seventh story. Yeah. 
So we're up in this hotel and we're supposed to be staying in it for days. And like dad thought he'd booked like a resort sort of thing with a pool. So he was like, oh, this is not going to do for kids being stuck inside for multiple days. Mm. So he's down in the lobby trying to organize new accommodation. Him and mum are down. Yeah, yeah, both of them. So Dean and I are up there and we're in this room and we're like, this sucks. <laughs> 10 seconds in. <laughs> so we're like, don't want to be here anymore. We turned on the TV and we're like, nah, TV sucks. Uh, and then we're like looking out the window and there's no bars or anything on the window. So we're like, oh, what can we chuck out the window? <laughs> Start with soap <laughs> so yeah we found some soap we found some mothballs and stuff but I'll, I'll put it in perspective there's a in, like a, a, an industrial building like as in the like directly next door to our hotel yeah. so we're just chucking stuff on the roof of this industrial building and then we found that there was a laundry bag so like imagine mm-hmm. like a hard plastic like not <laughs> yeah, you know like, like a, yeah thick, thick plastic <laughs> a few C's in this bag yeah so I reckon we probably put few about few C's <laughs> we <This> chuck- <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, it's just like they already know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we start what filling up with water. I reckon we put twenty liters of water in <laughs> it. Too much water in this. Thing. And so Dean and I both of us had to hoik it up on the window because we couldn't do it by ourselves. So we hoik it up on the window and just chuck it out the window, <laughs> and it smashed a hole in the roof of this Dude, building. It went in a circle. Yeah, it was like a perfect. <laughs> like we like la- a we like we like laser cut this like perfect <laughs> circle of this of this garbage bag in this like tin roof. Oh. And I just remember, like, we, and it's the biggest bang you've ever heard. And me and Jake, just instant fear. Like, like instant fear. Like, we have just, br- like, we have just, <laughs> oh my God. Like, imagine, we're little kids at this point. Yeah. Like, we're under 10. Yeah. We're, we're probably around 10. Around 10. Around 10. So we're, like, little. And, like, just, we've just, we have just done this. And we start going to panic mode. Shut the window. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are the best kids you've ever seen in we your lay, life. We lay down on a bed each with the TV going. And oh. then mum comes in. She goes, oh, we're going somewhere else and we're like straight yeah, in the like, car literally just we like get us out of there and we just left and oh Jeez. oh imagine if like the, we didn't oh. tell them for a long time after that oh yeah that no, a long we definitely time. went back home from that trip before we oh dude anything. it was years later yeah that was a long time but I just remember I'm pretty sure I just remember a perfect circle yeah, it was perfect. perfect. And then the water like leaked out into the bit we could see. <laughs> it's like, a bit of blood. Yeah, <laughs> I really hope nobody was under that. Oh man. Oh, I remember the, just the, the the noise. It was so loud. Just <coughs> boom. Oh, we were shits, weren't we? We were pretty bad. That's definitely up there on like the being shits and being away. Yeah, I don't think it gets much worse than that. <laughs> oh, what about? <laughs> What about, I just remember, what about when we were going, um, I think we are up in Darwin, and we're in the, um, this game. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying yet. <laughs> <laughs> this affects you a lot. So we're in this camper van up in Darwin. Oh, This damn. isn't that long ago. Well, it is a while ago now. Oh, it wasn't that long I, ago. I don't know, time to me, once you get to a certain point, it's like, that, we, that we're not, okay, I reckon I was 13. You're older. I reckon 15, probably. Oh, whatever. So anyway, so we're in this camper van. We're driving up around Darwin. For whatever reason, like, they had two seats in the far back of it. And then they had three seats in the front. So it's like me, um, dad, and mum up the front. And we're driving along. And we're all just chatting or whatever. And then it starts to smell kind of bad. I've the- been asking to pull over for a long oh, time. Oh, come off it. <laughs> so it's starting to smell kind of bad. And we're like, Jake, we're like, Jake, do you fart? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And we're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the smell kind of goes away. And then it kind of just comes back I'm like, oh, Jake, oh, did you shit yourself? And then we just hear radio silence. Hey. <laughs> and we just turn back and Jake's like kind of crying, kind of laughing, like just like in this weird, like I have, I don't want to talk about it. And anyway, 
Okay, no, no, you, you, you pulled over and you said you did go, because you said, can I stop and go to the toilet? So you pulled over and you just went to try and clean yeah, it all up. You ditched my undies. Yeah, you ditched your undies and tried to clean it up and you got back in in the mess. Oh, stop. it's still there. I don't know. I asked. Dad was just like, we're nearly there. We're not stopping before. And I, I, I like, I, 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 I like lifted my butt. I don't remember that. No, no, I, I did. Re- I lifted my butt. I remember this so clearly. And I'm just like, if I just do a little fart, it'll relieve the pressure. And I just sent it the entire lot. I love how this podcast has gone from like mindfulness and we've just, we've just downgraded it. <laughs> Wait, we'll do that um, holding the breath thing if you want to get into that. Oh, the Wim Hof stuff. No. In the bathtub. Oh, <laughs> I to- Oh, God, this is this is so bad. So I told this story. I need to share it because there's, there's a video of it. I told this story at um, Jake's wedding. So this is... This is the pinnacle of like never... I don't know if I can ever fully forgive you f- for doing this, but... Anyway, so when me and Jake, oh, like I'll start telling the story, and you can you can add in your parts of like your your horror to this. But when we were younger, like we'd have obviously as you're a little kid, you have baths together. So we're both having um, a bath together, and we're both quite competitive with pretty much everything we did. And we're like, do you want to have a competition? Who can hold their breath under the water the longest? <laughs> of course, yep, yeah, let's do it. So we both go into water, and. <laughs> I don't want to say absolutely hose Jake. I don't know if you went under with the intention of like doing this. No, no, this. I, I intend. No, no, no. You I, want to beat me? I out got it. beaten that badly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you got you got absolutely hosed at this. Hosed to the the fact that he went up out of the water, hatched this my like this plan, this devious plan of like, well, what what's what's Dean gonna need to do when he comes out of the water? Oh, he's gonna need to take a big breath of air. What can I hit him with instead of ants? <laughs> Jake just waits for me. Waits for me. I like, can still visualize this. Oh, this big just, <gasps> just, just waits for me to come up in the air. And as soon as I go from the air, just let's rip. And of, what do you reckon? Let's rip. What, what did I get, Jake? <laughs> Got a golden shower into my mouth oh. as like, what? A five-year-old kid. Just and suck it in me. <gasps> <laughs> Dude, that's bad. That's I remember, that's I mean, evil. That's not really bad. Speaking of evil, this is evil. I've got some more evil for you too. <laughs> I don't even remember. You did something to me and got away with it and I was furious. So dad had just gotten us a trampoline for Christmas. <laughs> so anyway, I carved... Dad hates graffiti. I carved Dean's name into the trampoline and then it was like, Dad, Dean carved his name in my trampoline and he copped it. <laughs> You're so evil. It's a mastermind move. Oh, that, oh, dude, what about when I used to answer the phone? Oh, and throw it at me. And then go, hello, Jake speaking. You just <laughs> chucked the phone at Jake. Oh. And then you just said, just look at me. Look at me and just have the yeah. phone and just be like, I've got to say something or else yeah. I'm, I, I suck. <laughs> yeah, it's my name. It's my name's <laughs> attached to this phone call. Oh, oh dude. Oh, that's probably why I hate phone calls until today. <laughs> you, you've traumatised you. have traumatised me. Oh, remember when we used to play RuneScape? And, we, oh, and, and the dial-up. And the dial-up would cut the RuneScape out and oh. Dad would ring and we had an answering machine <laughs> and he would just yell abuse at us until he answered. <laughs> and the funniest thing, though, was like, if we knew it was him and he was angry, we'd have to answer. Sometimes we just wouldn't be home. Yeah. And we listen back to the message tone and it just <laughs> Dad He's got, furious. He's like, answer that goddamn phone. And like get angry and angry and then have to obviously realise like, oh, they might bad. not actually be home right now. <laughs> or they're just really testing me and they're on RuneScape. <laughs> 
remember we'd get home sometimes and we would be on it. We wouldn't pick up the phone and you'd come in and crack the shits. Yeah. I remember, oh, we I remember times if you were quick enough. I had that phone in my bedroom, remember? And if you, when it rang, if you hung it up quickly enough, it wouldn't disconnect the internet. Oh, really? Just, Man, I was just like, oh, you could see it. It'd light again, up and it wouldn't even ring. You just again, got, kids were just little turds. <laughs> just no one gets phone calls. Yeah. We want to play our game. Yeah. Do you remember when you threw a tomahawk at me because I hit your number plate? I think we were in a big fight or something. My number plate? You had number plates hung hung on your door of your room and you were real angry or something or you did something or no, you did something to me and I got real angry or we just had a fight. Mm. Anyway, um, you slammed your door and you'd sit up against your door because you were like obviously bigger and stronger than me. You just lay up against the door and I couldn't, couldn't, get, in. couldn't get in. So I was like, what can I do to piss you off? So I got a hammer and I took off one of your number plates, went outside your window so you could see me, and just hit it and and bent it in half. And you just you snapped, man. You snapped. You were like, nah. So you went outside, I and I, luckily you were bigger and stronger, but I could run faster. So I just start running, and I just get a tomahawk sail, go, past, sail past my head, and I was just like, too far. Oh, <laughs> like you've you've crossed the line here. Like I was like, I, I like I knew what. I I was like, I'm going in some deep water now. Like, I, I might not come back from what I'm about to do. But I didn't think, like, I thought you were just going to beat me up or something. No, Tomahawk, you man. Not a wet, like, this, like, that was literally, you. like, that's the fourth time that you saw me almost die. And you were behind that axe. But, man, oh. I just remember that. And I was just going, whoa, maybe it went too far. <laughs> like, maybe I went, like, I, 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 I probably smashing a number plate wouldn't, Justify tomahawk to the back of the head, in my opinion. <laughs> but, but it was you were like, just egging me on, though. You know, oh, what I, mean? you I was poking the bear there. Yeah, that yeah. was that. It was, was definitely. I'm in my room holding the door shut, so you leave me alone. But you did something. You did Probably. something to cause me the the anger to try and like oh, do I that. Have little doubt. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> just like because you do shit and then you just go in your room and slam the door and then sit up against it and then Ooh. like and then you're like, well, he's gonna tire himself out and um and, and there's like and I'm out of this scot free. <laughs> Like the fella's gonna yeah, tucker himself yeah. out. <laughs> no, he's gonna take the number plate off and sit it with that. I just remember. Just Do you remember? Go- I don't know. Darcy oh. was there. Darcy was there. You did something fucked. It was not good. <laughs> and then you knew that it was bad enough that you were like, "I'm immediately going to run away." And I'm like, "Nah, it's not on." So Darcy's in my bedroom. You've run out the laundry door. I've come out the laundry door after you, and you had a spade and you swung at my bloody head with a spade. You'd literally try to knock my bloody head off. I don't know. What did I do? We did some do you bad remember? No, shit So you did that, other. and then I'm just like, I'm just like, nah. I'm not even angry anymore. That was too far. I like got you on the ground and held you like a police officer with your hands behind your back. I remember you held me down too. So like, yeah. Darcy's there. And I'm just like, Darcy's just like, get off him, man. And I'm like, nah, um, he literally just tried to kill me. I'm going to hold him down until an fair, adult the, gets here. To be fair, we're even at this point then. Yeah, true. But, oh, so it's funny. You remember that though, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, well, that's don't. good, because I don't remember I, the tomahawk. Don't you remember the tomahawk? No. I remember I was running down... Where I remember vaguely... Remember we hit our go-kart track, our little... Like, yeah, I yeah. remember running down that direction. Yeah. And I just remember tomahawk coming at me. Well, not coming at me, but going past me. Wow. And I remember that... Fe- like, oh, I wish I could have, like, ran 100 metres with that fear in me. Like, if you said, I like, go compare as a 100-metre runner, but had, like, you throw a tomahawk fear in me, because wow. I, man, man, I could... You're moving. I could move. <sighs> I could get going. No shoes on some grass, like, and, and that fear in my heart of, like, this this guy who's going to kill me is, like, that will make you move. 
Do you remember when that? I need to unlock that in a race run. And down uh, run. Yeah, it I'll just the inner fear of like I'll get I, up the top of the hill with a tomahawk, yeah. <laughs> just let you off the hook like a couple of seconds before I drop in. Oh god! Do you remember when that kid? I just I'd suggest I was in year three. You're in year prep, and he was uh, year four. He was older than us. Yeah, and I used to give you shit at school too. And like I was like, it was all right because you were my brother, and I'm allowed to bully you. Yeah. But this other kid was starting to bully you, and I'm just like, nah, nah, I'm not into that. <laughs> That's my little bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm not having that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sort of friends with him too, and I think think that meant he felt like he could just pile onto what I was doing, and yeah. I'm just like, nah. Anyway, <laughs> I forget what happened, but he bullied you again after I told him to pretty much stop. And I wasn't the fastest kid, but I got fortunate. I was decided that I was gonna I was gonna beat him up or whatever because he'd been bullying Dean. So anyway, I wasn't the fastest kid, so this kid's running away from me. And fortunately for me, he tripped over, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I literally kicked him in the guts <laughs> as many times as I felt like I could. Dude, we had some harsh days that we were. Yeah, school. we were again, violent. That, again, that taught us some stuff. Like yeah. that was like we went to the private school afterwards, but we had yeah. been we had been hardened. Yeah, yeah, we, we were criminals hard- by the time we went oh, to the private school. Dude, remember going there and like we just getting full fist fights and stuff and. Like, yeah, full blown. Like, do you remember just even like the, fights yeah, the, the chip bark man? It was just like who could stay on the top the longest. Oh. Just people getting spear tackled and kicked in the head, beaten up, man. Like, yeah, and like fights with sticks. And it was stuff. just normal. Remember the I remember the acorn wars where we just literally have acorn trees and just peg them each other. That was good. And there was like year sixes mixed in. Like it's not oh, old, yeah. but yeah. compared to like a they're two, throwing hard. <laughs> yeah, compared to like in your in, what were you in year three and four and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And, oh, I remember sometimes it was, like, I probably poked the bear a bit as much, but I remember sometimes, um, like, there was just shit kids there as well. Like, you just you just cop it sometimes to being smaller or younger yeah. or whatever. And I remember one time, it's like, some kid was giving me heaps of shit and stirring around. I think he was he, he was a lot older than me, so I think he, like, threw some punches or something. And, like, I felt feeling pretty beat up. We were in a bit of a fight. And I remember just looking at him, and he was, like, still, like, I think he's trying to, hurt me or something and you must have you must have twigged onto something that was going down or you saw it happening because mm. oh i know this I just, and i run down the yeah, hill so yeah. i just remember seeing this kid and then like out of the corner of my eye last minute i just see jake running down the hill and just like arms like crossed up just like as a ball just hits yeah. this kid and knocks him like just ages ages like wins him like takes the wind out of him and just it's like it was just one of those moments where it's like yeah yeah like, <laughs> thanks. Dude, like, I leveled that guy. Oh, man. I just remember that. And I was just like, okay, like, you, you gave me a lot of shit and did beat yeah. me up and do a lot of stuff. But, I think oh. he, he was hitting you and then he had you, like, up off the ground by, like, nah. the scruff of your neck, I think. No, nah, I don't... Th- in my memory, we, he wasn't holding me. Yeah. I think we, that had, might have happened. And yeah. then we were just separate by a little bit. Like, he oh, was just okay. in front of I me. I timed it perfectly. And he just came out of nowhere and just... Hold this kid down. Yeah. I just remember. Like, I don't even know how I stood up. Oh. Like I didn't fall down to the ground somehow. I, d- oh. I don't know how I kept my balance. I, I, just, don't, I don't condone that at all. But yeah. like, but like, he was definitely being a bully at the time. Yeah, he and was heaps older than you. He was. He was like year six or something. And you were and like, like, like two or something. It was. I'm not like I knew maybe three, three yeah. or four. I'd say like he was a bit. He was a fair bit younger. No, he can't be because like I think he was older than me by a year. So you'd be year two, I reckon, man. Three. Oh, so we're little, yeah. Yeah, little, you're young, little man, young kids. Yeah, but I just remember that. I just remember like he didn't get up. Yeah, quick. Like, yeah, he was like, he and was there was hurt. no repercussions because he knew he was. In yeah, the wrong. he knew he was. Yeah, but it was just like, 
that that school taught you some shit. Like you yeah. got put through the meat grinder in a way. Remember going to Scots and everyone's like nice and no one's fighting. Yeah. And I was like, this is so weird. chilled out. It's just like I just remember for a long time being like, I don't understand how this works yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just because we went from like literally the poorest shit of school. Yeah, to to like the pun- ni- punching on every day to the nicest nicest school. school, and like it was a big. I've yeah. I'm glad we got to experience both oh, those absolutely. worlds because I think again, like a lot of people went to school with are very pretentious and like grew up in their perfect little yeah. bubble and they didn't get kids beat, on. beat yeah. the shit out of them and like having to go through that kind of stuff. So I'm glad we went through that like younger mm. than later because mm. later people hit a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> like we kind of just got out of a system when you can kind of like <laughs> cop it on the chin a bit. I know all about hitting harder, mate. How <laughs> yeah, so? My 21st birthday. So oh, you didn't hit it hard at all. That was you. Uh, you hit me, mate. I yeah, so how do you know about hitting that? <laughs> no, that's I know how hard people hit when they're a bit older. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> well, uh, that was all again. Like that was like a, I guess, more of like a miscommunication, alcohol fuel <laughs> problem that was like anger that was, and that was the whole idea of like I was angry at something mm. completely. It was like separate to what I actually took my anger out on, mm. and that was like getting in that. Yeah, with no, Trent, and that wasn't anything. Like Trent was being a dick. He was throwing sand at people, and like just, <laughs> he, he, like he deserved something. Not like he didn't deserve the aggression I put out yeah. onto him. But I was dealing with other shit that yeah, I, just, yeah, I yeah. took my anger out on someone yeah. else. I took it out on the easiest. Wasn't I wouldn't say it's easiest target. Like he was Trent's a lot, big dude. He was a lot bigger than me at the time. But I was just angry, <laughs> and he threw sand, and it, it was the wrong thing <laughs> at the wrong sand. time. He did though. Like that's what he was doing. Like that's he 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 was just being a dickhead. But then anyway, it, it deteriorated him and me getting in a fist fight. And then Jake thought that I was just fighting people for the sake of fighting it. So he got pissed off and then tried to fight me. And then we got in a fist fight. And it was just a big old... No, I definitely home. just didn't... I didn't, it wasn't about trying to fight. I was, go, I, my, I was a drunken mess. I was just trying to go in to get between you to break it up. And then I ended nah, up with you the, were... Nah. You, you, my you, intention you're, you're, made you're, not look like it, but that's nah, what my you, you, That's what... I think you kept saying that, but you... you, you I believe... I seriously... Polygraph test, that's what I believe. Yeah, but what you believe... You, you were very <laughs> intoxicated. Like, I, I remember you came at me and you were... Because someone said, I think Dean's fighting someone, and then you cracked the shits at that and came over. Dean's the fight was the fight was broken up by the time you got there, man. Like yeah. the fight was over. Like we weren't even together at that point, and then you cracked the shits and then started swinging at me because you thought I had started this fight and mm. was trying to ruin your party, and yeah. <laughs> and it all just kind of deteriorated into shit. I remember the neck. Oh, I remember that was bad. I remember that was a what like a mm. just just everything about that situation, not even what happened with you, but the kind of the reasoning why I was angry, just everything mm. around that night and that time just was just not a good place. Not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just all kind of deteriorated, but oh. done a pretty good 180 from then. I don't think we're going <laughs> yeah. to get a punch on anytime soon, unless it's like intentional. Put some boxing gear. I got some boxing gloves. Maybe you reckon you give it, <laughs> give it another crack. It'd probably be some good um, therapy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the old time. I don't, I don't think we need to do that. Oh, I'll put headgear on and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. No, if you have headgear and like 12-ounce gloves, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm hardly bigger than you now, though. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, even, we've evened out now. <laughs> evened out. I still think you're, uh, you got that. <laughs> You've got me in. <laughs> well, it definitely comes to a point where I guess like, it is funny when I guess like the younger brother does catch up mm. with the older brother and then it's just like, huh. How's this going to work now? <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to call it, Media? We've done it. We've done two hours, 12. Two hours, 12. Yeah. Do you want to call it? What do you want? Hit me with something. I'm I'm, I'm just tired because I've been riding bikes all day. Oh, athlete but, over but here. Hit me. The, the Dude, day's I'm... still young, man. We haven't even got into going to film World Cups. So we're just still at Insight 2. 
The main storyline's only two thirds of the way there. Dude, I don't mess with my sleep now, though. That's the thing. It's what time ten- do you sleep? I'd be in bed by now. Yeah, I got. I'd be. In what bed. time did you say it was? Ten thirty. Yeah, dude, I'm in bed at eight thirty. <laughs> Why we push this out so late? I'm doing a pa- doing a pause and continue it. It doesn't finish it now. We can just stop it. Yeah, we can do that. We can continue it on two day morning. podcast. The yeah. world's longest podcast. Why not? All right. <laughs> you got to see the big flashing red button to know we're going again. Okay. All right. Do you play it off like this is just continued on or <laughs> round two <laughs> fight? <laughs> I like those cameras turn off. You can just be sleepy looking <laughs> head for radio kind of, kind of business now. It's easier. Yeah, true. So, yeah, we're talking about um, I guess your filming went from VDHS stuff and then that kind of had a bit of a, what do you call it, like a bit of a spike and then got yeah. the videos. How much money did you actually make? Back on those videos and stuff, like, because did it do better than you th- expected it to do? Or Jeez, it- I think I made maybe. It's really hard to say. I'd say maybe ten k. So mm. like, that's not ridiculous. I don't think. Like for the amount of work that went into it, it's pretty average income. Yeah. But like, as far as being like, I can go shoot mountain bike videos across, you know, Victoria. Like, yeah, but to put that into perspective, like, how much money did I make that year off racing? That's true. <laughs> so you look at it like that. You make ten grand off yeah. going to the Vic series and filming each day, and, and arguably ra- being like in less risk of injuring myself. Yeah. And less- yeah, I went and did all the same races, man. But it's like it's not. I guess it's like yeah, you made ten grand, but you also made a name for yourself. You built like you built a lot of knowledge in the filming industry as well. Like it's just like you learnt so much. So it's like the money on the end of it's not really. Like you can't again. You can't come back to like whether that's a win or a, yeah. a loss kind of thing because yeah, I'd, I'd have made probably what you might win like four or five hundred dollars for a race win. Yeah, like, and you look at the amount of training and everything that you put into it, your, yeah. and your bike parts and everything like that as well. And you're not you're not making money. No, nah, it's all it's you so got, yeah. You're like going I'm backwards. saying, I, I might be I might be making a little bit of money, but in the grand scheme of things, there's not really many people going to a VDHS race and making money. Yeah, it's yeah, not, exactly. Not really a thing. Yeah, you kind of like if you win elite, you you'll get a little bit, but then. You even come back to driving the accommodation. Yeah, it's like you're not doing it. It's not, fuel, it's not, food, fuel, travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might make make a few dollars, but you're not going there to. That's the thing. No one's going there to be like, I'm going to make money doing this. Kind nah, of in that sense, nah. they're doing it because they really enjoy it. And look, I think the the biggest thing was was all of the relationships. You know what I mean? Like the thing was when I was most motivated to make videos was when we had like I could pretty much name 400 riders. You know, like every single person, I was aware of who they were. You'd pretty much go to a race and it would be strange, like when somebody new turned up and then you'd nearly learn who they were straight away as well. Like mm. I could literally walk down a track and in practice, I could know everybody. Everybody, yeah. most of the people spectating too, you'd know those people and you'd have it. That was the thing. Like it wasn't so much for the money. It was just this community that you were happy to do that for. Yeah. And it was so large as well. Yeah. Like all over Australia, like even one point it was like more people pretty much came to the Vic series races than the, the, the nationals. nationals yeah. yeah absolutely you know like i remember what was the biggest one we had Eildon when we had 400 entries and it was like torrential rain yeah, it was terrible <laughs> that was the f- that was that was the first time i filmed with that uh canon 7d2 yeah and i'm trying to like work it out work it out in the torrential rain and just like it was a swamp. <laughs> That's funny. I remember going up in a shuttle with like Connor and Timmy and all that, but I didn't know them at the time. Like yeah. before I actually knew them. And it's just like, I remember the, being like, oh, it's Timmy. And no, oh, it's kind of like, and just being well, like. Well, do you oh. remember Rennie was there too? And I interviewed Rennie and I was mm. like really intimidated by that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dude though. It was funny. <laughs> when I was, um, when I put up that I was building the house, he, um, he sent me a message 
And he said, the one bit of advice I can tell you about building a house is just don't tell the council at anything. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I should have taken that advice because, geez, it makes it hard. Yeah. I thought you were just going to say don't do it. No, no, no. The, you the one advice I can give you about building a house, don't do it. No. <laughs> I think that, yeah, the, the thing that kept getting repeated to me, it was go build your first house for your enemy, your first house, as you, sorry, your second house for your mate and the third house for yourself because you'll have it all lined out by your third go round. But True. Look, my house has got a couple minor flaws, but like overall, something to be really proud of. And like, really, they're minor flaws considering I've never, I'm not in the building industry. I'm a dude that mucks around with cameras and I decided to build a house trees, and yeah. bonsai trees. And I'm like, let's build a house. That's, yeah. dad did it, so I can. <laughs> I think that's something that dad always kind of put on to us, which is like, kind of could be annoying at some time, like at yeah. some points, but at the same time, very helpful. I was like, if you want to do something, you can do it. Mm. Which I used to think like that because I honestly in my head I was just like he made me think in the way of similar to that where it's like oh if I got to build a house I got to learn how to do this <laughs> but it's like no I'm just gonna ride bikes really fast and then get someone else that's good at building houses to do that but he like he always puts that mindset in you because like you can do it yeah that you can do it and that yeah. he did it and like it's just like well why not like yeah it's funny it doesn't even do it? seem like abnormal to me but like. You sort of realize when you talk to people about it that it is a bit of a odd thing that you just go, yeah, I built my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like to but me because like dad, we grew up with dad having done it, so it's yeah. just like it was almost in my mind it was the expectation that yeah. I would build my own house. Like that's what I, I. There was probably not really many days in my life that I didn't think that. So yeah. when you're that set in your way that I'm going to be the guy that do, do it, when you then do it, it's not even like oh wow, I'm really proud of my accomplishment. It's just mm. like I just did what I was going to do. And yeah, yeah. That was always tricky for me because I think you like the dad would set an expectation that you would probably more or less live up to filling where like I just wouldn't really I don't know I just I don't I like and it's just not even the like I just don't it doesn't interest yeah, well, me you that much you haven't got that mechanical mind that, nah. that just say pa dad and I have though. yeah and that's I, why I talked to him about that as well like oh, I felt like almost a bit of the black sheep in the sense that I'm just like I just didn't care for it yeah like pa or someone they'd be talking about engines and all this and everything and I'm just like just doesn't really interest me like it's ever then i always like felt like oh, i should know this because mm. everyone else knows this and it's like part of the family thing and i yeah, feel like well, a bit out, out like out of the loop if i don't but i remember like pa or warren or yourself or dad would like start talking about something to me and it's just like you're talking japanese right now like i have no understand. idea yeah and it's just like and i don't really care to understand either yeah it's like it's not like oh i wish i knew more about this but i just can't retain the information it's like it just doesn't well it's not you that's the whole thing like we were talking about earlier that i don't drink coffee and it's just like that's just because that's not me yeah. you don't want to try and like you said if you try to force yourself to understand mechanical things and you're not interested in it, it's like what for like why are you why are you investing that time in it yeah i think the only reason would have been to try and be i guess feel more connected connected as part of like that family thing but it's just like mm. Well, the thing is now, you know a lot of things that, you know, dad and pa and, you know, they're both very smart people. And I'd suggest that you know things that they don't know, you know, particularly about. Yeah, in different areas though. Yeah, different areas. But that's the whole thing. Like that might not vibe with them so much, but. Mm. You but I, I was just good when I became comfortable with like. What you're about. Yeah, you. exactly. I'm, I'm good at this thing and you're good at that thing and. We don't have to be good at the same things. I understand it was cool that, yeah, you and I are good at different things, but somehow that kind of come together with us making videos for a long time. Like, Yeah, that was kind of like two. But even like Dad said that day, I think he was flying his helicopter yeah, at, at Shepparton and you were filming out of it and I was riding and I'm just like, there's probably not many other families that can have three people really good at, at each, each, each thing that can then all get put together to make yeah. one really kind of cool thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not that many people fly helicopters, not that many people make 
proper videos, not many people ride downhill at that level. Yeah. So it was just like all three things that kind of come together. It was just like, oh. Was that, I never really spoke to you about it. You, you could hear the chopper pretty obviously, couldn't you? Oh, you? yeah, super obvious. Was it like distracting or not too bad? Not really. It was a bit, because did we have radios or something? Did, I can't remember radios. I remember it was pretty much like when you guys went, we're going to be good to go. Like we were, we were good to go. Yeah, yeah. And you, so guys you and Trent, and I think you did a full run pretty much each and then we went back up and followed the next person down. It wasn't like at the same time because, yeah, Trent was definitely there too. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both went and then went back up and then you went again. It wasn't too bad. I was like, you're definitely thinking about it slightly and kind of like kind of looking out for it a little bit. But I'm like, you're obviously in the right spot. I just got to do my thing. Yeah. So it was really easy because I, I could just do a full run. Yeah, just do what you got to do. Yeah. Have you had choppers at any other races? Like four-wheel yeah, or Whistler um, not, or anything? Whistler. Yeah. Whistler for Canadian Open. And so, <laughs> that's that was gnarly Yeah. because it's like you could hear the chopper like chasing the person down to the bottom it was for the Canadian Open. Yeah. And it's like you're hopping to go in the start gate and as the time's like 30 seconds to go, you hear chopper's the chop- coming. Chopper, <laughs> chopper's coming back up. So it's just like, ooh, like it's just oh. that extra bit of build-up because it's like... a lot, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like normally with like um, a World Cup start or a normal start, it's just like it's pretty eerie and quiet up there mm. and the, like you count down. But this was like instead of getting quite... Like, like not getting quieter but getting louder it's like mm. the like the, the, the crowd or everything it's like building up it's like <laughs> and then you drop and the things just yeah, kind of chasing you down at the top and yeah, it just adds another element to it but i think it's cool yeah, I think yeah. especially if you can get like just builds on builds on it i couldn't even imagine what like um rampage would be like yeah because they got choppers and just like the <sighs> yeah that's another that's, <laughs> yeah, you got to do an absolutely wild thing over some ridiculous gap <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta yeah but no i think something like that would be when you when you I don't know you get helicopters involved, it's just another another, al- another element of just like yeah time time to go time to perform. Yeah, well, we did choppers twice. We did that and then punter <laughs> when you arrived in the helicopter. Remember? Oh yeah, we ro- <laughs> ro- rocked up in it. Yeah. That was, oh, that was funny. That was funny. That, All right, we'll get back on track though. So yeah, we shot that and 2012 we headed over to the World Cups. What did we do? Four. Yeah, we went over. Uh, broke my wrist day one, Valdesol. Yeah, Valdesol. Because <laughs> you were filming for Conan, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, it was sort of filming for Conan. It wasn't really like a stupidly official thing. It was more so Conan or Australia had organised it with Ty and everything, and I come over to do that. And I forgot what happened. They pretty much, I didn't end up getting a proper media pass, so I had to film outside of the secondary rung yeah. of tape, which was a bit frustrating, but whatever. But, geez, it was it was when they were changing over those media laws and Red Bull were first getting involved and there was mm. all of this like red tape as far as what you could actually put online as far as video content. Mm. So that made it pretty difficult too. And I think that I think that I actually had a thing that I could do the Kona video like legally, no worries, but for whatever reason I didn't get a vest or whatever, so they wouldn't allow me within the tape. So I could produce the video but not get close to the track. Yeah. So anyway, did that. Um but I had ideas like when I don't even know if we discussed it beforehand, but my entire idea was because you were looking like you were a good chance to win the juniors. So like I shot not you, in 2012, which oh, was it the next year. 2013. Did we go two years in you a row? You didn't go the second year. You went the first year because I was, I was thereabouts. I was getting like top fives, top four, like fours, but there was like Connor, Loic. When did Niederberger beat you though? Because you 2013. were like, 2013. And I wasn't there? No. Dude, or was it the race when we're at the bottom and you stacked like just near the bottom and it like it was the you know you were right in the point still and that that was twenty thirteen. I was there, dude. That was in Norway. Yeah, I was there. 
Oh yeah, that's when we went. That's when you guys came over. We just did two races. Yeah, that that's year. That I what, did a few the previous year and then two that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, yeah, the first year, twenty twelve was on Kona. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure the conversation we had, like Dad was just like, "Well, you're looking like you could win this. We should, we should go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I went because I, I shot a heap of stuff. I didn't remember. I didn't do nearly anything with any of the footage because I didn't do team stuff then. I don't think. Do you still have that? All yeah, that? for sure. Yeah, let's find that. <laughs> I, I should, but yeah. So yeah, like I think I followed you around, like with this idea that we could do a like it was gonna even if like you're talking about like over your career, but this could have been like the junior champs, yeah, like a yeah. little thing for that. But obviously that that didn't play out like it did. But yeah, just trying to drop the ball at the uh, the end <sighs> there. Remember being at that race um, at Hafiel, and I was like in the start gate, um, about to go, mm. and I put I had tear offs on. Oh no, I had roll offs on. Sorry, um, and I pulled the roll off like. Literally, like two riders to go, pull the roll off, and the whole thing the, the, unraveled. The, no, no, no. The cable just stayed out, oh. and I was just like, "Oh no!" And literally got like a minute or two to go. So I'm trying to fix my roll off before I'm about to go. Getting all panicked. I'm getting all panicked. I'm trying to pull it, and it's just stuck out. Like it's just it, it's pulled all the way out. Anyway, I start my run, and it was just piss and rain and mud and stuff, and it's just flapping around, the and then I couldn't see, and then I crashed, and it just all kind of fell apart. <laughs> So I went from, I think I was second behind Laura's Verger by like five or something points, like nothing at all. Mm. And then that happened and I dropped back to third, I think. And, yeah. and then and then at Leo Gang, I qualified third, which I didn't have a good run. And I was like, oh, we could we could pull something out here. Mm. And then I thought I had a good run and I got 12th. Yeah. It was like my worst result of the year. Yeah. And it just kind of, I just, yeah, just floundered. You know, you know what I've always sort of thought. I thought this for a long time, and I don't know why nobody's done it yet. Why don't people have like e roll offs where you can like push a button on no, your bar? Are. There is a thing. Oh, they exist yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I was thinking about these years ago, like similar time to when that happened, and I'm just like, we're still in the Stone Age. Like on moto, it sort of makes sense because you can do a jump and tear it off. But for yeah. bikes, you don't want yeah. to take no, your I'm bloody sure hand they, off. They have they have come up with that technology. I just don't think it's very popular yet. Popular, yet. and yeah. I think it's a bit like unproven and it kind of I think yeah. it messes up a little bit and sometimes it works and doesn't yeah, it needed and, to work properly yeah because I think it's one of those things it's just like people aren't that unhappy with the current setup setup yeah. even though maybe it's, it's just me <laughs> no no but like you're taking your hands off the handlebars isn't a good idea nah, particularly because think- like, if you're going to do that it's going to be wet and muddy you're going to get some mud potentially on your grip or on your glove and yeah. then you, you're worse it off ma- for it, it makes sense it makes sense yeah and it's, I, when I I thought about that years ago and I'm just like this isn't I'm like being keeping it to myself I'm like this is a bloody good idea but yeah nah, it's already happening <laughs> it's, been, it's been out there for a while I think they do actually electric tear-offs and roll-offs yeah so but yeah because I remember yeah. I remember someone had wanted a race um, and it was on their bike and I think they're on a trailer or something and mm. the bike next to them was hitting the button and they were sitting in their, the van is yeah yeah it's just, yeah it's just the tear-offs just kept flying off over the roll-offs which is going through that's and funny was, yeah i remember forgot what that was but i remember hearing about it but that's yeah. like that was ages ago so they've been around for a yeah, while right. but it does make a lot more it's sense that, it's that one percent improvements though like that might only just be like marginally better but like yeah if you, you you're just, dealing with thousands of a second so yeah, yeah it'd you, definitely be worthwhile but yeah that's interesting because i've i would um I'd be pretty keen to try and get a heap of this old footage off you because I want to start. I think didn't I give you some on a hard drive at one stage? I, I need think, to find more though. I think you did, but I think there's, it was more, there's more. So re- much. I think man. it was more recent. Yeah, because I, I want to start putting more stuff up on YouTube. Yeah, but I'm like, I just, if you've got old stuff, it's just easy because mm. you just like. I'd hate to think I'd have ten terabytes or more of footage of mainly you. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> like there's so much. Footage. I want to start putting. I think it'd be cool, like cool to make like a yeah. like a. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. Just be like a kind of an real old, thing, sort of. Just yeah, yeah the, the old time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I must have done yeah, that, not two full seasons, but 
races at World Cups over two years sort of thing. Mm. And that's when you spoke about it with Dad. Like, that's when um, Polygon sort of offered me a gig shooting team edits for them. Like, Mm. actually, like, here's flights. You can come and do this stuff. You got a World Cup deal before I did. Yeah. And that, like, I sort of looked into it. And, like, once I did the Kona stuff, this whole – it wasn't what I thought – filming world cups were going to be like that i guess was my dream for a long time like i wanted to be like this international videographer i mm. wanted to go film all the world cups and like a clay porter kind of <sighs> yeah like, that's pretty much like what i was doing with insight was like a little victorian version of mm. what i could potentially do with the world cup so i was like sort of felt like that's what i want to do but i got over there and then you start shooting like when i was shooting the kona team stuff you shoot all weekend so you don't really do anything enjoyable over the weekend other than shoot, you know what I mean? You go home and you prep, edit stuff. So when you get to, you know, Sunday afternoon after you've got the results, mm. you're a little bit ahead of the curb because pretty much Sunday night, you smash the keys after the race until the video's online either late Sunday night or Monday morning. So then you're, you know, catching up on sleep and then you pretty much jump in the car and you're like, let's go to the next race and you mm. drive there and you don't, it's not this like whole... You're not on a holiday. You're not on a holiday at all, and you're not really... I figured that you'd get to enjoy all of the places you were going, but I just felt personally that it was like, I'm going to get chucked in the back of this bus, and I'm going to be smashing keys, and then... You would be. ...working constantly, yeah. and then it was... It sort of was really disappointing. It was like this real, like really abrupt realisation that what I believed was my dream for years wasn't mm. actually what it was about. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole thing down. was too, like, I, I think the other thing, which I'm probably only realising more now, was... The drive to do it wasn't so much for myself. It was for all of those, say, 400 people at the VDHS that I knew personally and that they were getting something out of that. Like, I was mm. doing it for them. Whereas you go to a World Cup and, like, yeah, I know a few people, but I don't feel like, you know, any athlete at that level appreciates it like some little Grom that's at his first race and he goes, yeah. how good is this? I'm in a Jake video. Like, how good? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a different, yeah, and, different feeling. Yeah, it's a different feeling. And I just, like... It sort of, I, I left, when we come home, I thought about, like, I had that offer for a while and I thought about it and I'm just like, nah, that's not really for me. And it's it's a shame, like, if it, had, if it had come, like, maybe a little bit earlier and I was still peeking out on doing it, I maybe would have done it for a bit. But I was at a stage in my life where I was just like, no, this, I don't believe. Mm, you're buying into that lifestyle. And, like, I, I talked to Dad about it. And it's like, at probably that age, he was more... Like, and obviously myself, like, that's what we want to do. We want to kind of go jump on that bus and kind of chase that kind of dream yeah. more or less. But, yeah, if you kind of get to the point where you're like, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. But at least you kind of figured it out then before, I guess, you committed. Got stuck into it, yeah. Yeah, you got committed to it. And yeah, like, so that that happened. And then I come back to Australia, and then that's when I sort of, like, continued to do the team edits and stuff at both Nationals and Vic, which was still good. And because that, that was back to the community of, like, you're doing these videos for a good bunch of people and your mates. So doing Yarra Valley, and hmm. I was doing Wolfpack. But then, like, even a few things there, you sort of started to sell my taste. Like, I got uh, – NATO didn't end up paying me – the few people know about that – didn't pay me for the mid, maybe two-thirds of what I filmed for them that year. Mm. And it was sort of going to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have some money come in. I'll pay you eventually, pay you eventually. And then end of the season, I think it's like 1800 bucks he owes me. And he just, like, ghosted well, didn't it. didn't he pay you back some? But you have to Yeah, it was two and a half grand would have been the entire season for him. Mm. And he paid me whatever it was. So there's $1,800 remaining. Mm. And then just like ghost, ghost most of his mates and me, and just, yeah, just just not happening. And I'm just like, leave a bit of a sour taste. Yeah, and like I sent him some messages, and I'm like, hey man, like if you're all struggling or whatever, like let us know. You know, I'm. I pretty much if he just got on to me, he goes, yeah, I'm not doing well mentally. I haven't got any money or whatever. Mm. Um, 
I can't afford to pay you. I'd be like, I honestly would have gone straight away. No worries, man. Don't worry about it. I don't care. But this whole just like ignorant ghost me, like it's like you can't even tell me yeah. what's going on. I'm yeah. like, how you, rude is that? Like, you, dude, I've been at busting my chops for bloody you know months doing mm. this stuff for you and like doing the turnaround as quick as I can because I like I'm mates with all of you guys and I'm like I feel like I'm mates with you and yeah. then you're gonna do that to me. I'm like, that's disappointing. So like. I sort of realized didn't want to do the World Cups. I had a bit of a sour taste in my mouth about doing even the team stuff like that. And it's just like to the point where, you know, I was earning a bit of money, but it's not enough to justify doing that. So, like, I branched out and I started doing um, a lot of stuff in the Arbor industry, like when I was down there at Red Roo. So I was doing a lot of Arbor industry stuff, and then I started doing weddings, like, Weddings, weddings are like the sell your soul for filmmakers, hey? Because it's like, yeah, and it can be fun. I've heard a lot of people say they're fun, but it's almost like you get paid a lot of money. But yeah, you like there's no real growth in wedding videos, and it's not really your passion. You can do it. You can do a nice video, and like I've never done one that people have been unhappy with by any stretch. But it's there is a lot of pressure there. Like even like obviously you can't redo a mountain bike event, but you can't redo a wedding. Like if Mm. you muck up anything there, it's a yeah pretty big deal. Like it's important to those people. Like. Thank God that's never happened, but like mm. it's sort of very stressful. And I, I probably could do it easier now that I understand mindfulness a lot more. Being like, you know, I can actually, but I the night before I'd hardly sleep, so I'd be going into it half ratchet because I didn't sleep because mm. I'm so worried that I'm going to muck up this person's, you know, special day sort of thing. Yeah. So that wasn't really my jam either. So I'm just like, I don't. But you'd make a like pretty good money off weddings. What you make like two and a half, three grand? Yeah, pretty for a much week, weekend. Yeah, so you'd okay. So you'd make two and a half, three grand. You'd start at say ten thirty on the day of the wedding, yep. and you'd shoot through until about say ten thirty at night. So you twelve hour shooting, yep. and then I'd suggest that that edit would take between two and three days to sort of knock out, and mm. that would be roughly. Uh, say five to eight minute video wedding video yeah. and then occasionally you do like say people wanted speeches you do a bit more there but yeah so like that's that's honestly not bad money really for what it is like mm. you're looking at nearly a thousand bucks a day mm. which is good but there is you know for where i was then it was like it was hardly worth it because of the pressure it was putting on me you know what i mean i'm just like yeah. this is like you know nerve-wracking stuff for somebody who you know was like i was mm. so but yeah and like look i wasn't a very um out there sort of person as far as like, you know, I'm meeting this bride and groom nearly for the first time most of the time and I was a bit shy and like with that sort of a job, you nearly be pretty forward and be like directing people on like what needs to happen as far as what you need, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. most of the time I'd just be the, like the photographer take the lead and I'd just be the quiet guy in the background getting what I could get. It was always good enough, but I'm just like... Yeah, it could have been more I like could have been, this, this should happen, that should happen. If we get the best shot, if you do this and yeah, yeah add to it a bit more. That's right. And I think that a bit of maturity and a bit of uh, you know mindfulness and stuff has come together that if I was doing it now, I could do it better and easier. Like. Mm. The whole thing is too, like I've always, you know, uh, put people maybe above myself and not like treated everybody the same. So like I was sort of always a little bit shy when it come to that sort of stuff and like, okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really know how to put that into words, but I've been working on that mm. a lot. So you know what I mean? Like, you know, previously just say if I was having to do an interview with one of the, you know, Sam Hill, for example, at one of the national rounds, that would be like nerve wracking for me to have to go up to that dude and say, hey, can you do an interview, Sam? And yeah, yeah, I get you You know saying. what I mean? But since then, like now, I can go up to a lot more people and just treat them like they're a normal person and not even worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, our, everyone's a normal person. I know, everyone's <laughs> when a normal When it comes down to it. That's right. But like the whole thing was like, well, you had it too when you were young. I remember when you were like, 
trying to get that photo with Sam Hill at Canberra, remember? And oh, yeah, mum, I couldn't talk. Mum had to go ask I if always, could... I always say that to young kids because I know like a lot of young kids in the writing yeah. scene come up to me and they, they're kind of a bit... Really shy. Shocked and, yeah, a bit... Uh, and it's funny because it's like... It, it's funny when you notice kids that are staring at you but then yeah. they can't talk to you. Yeah. And it's just... I used to be like, why is this kid looking at me? And they're like, oh, okay. I get it. I was, I, I was that kid too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I always get, I tell people the Sam Hill story because it's just like... And I try and like really engage with them yeah. as well. Yeah. So I'm like, ask them questions and kind of get them thinking yeah. and, and, and all that. Because the amount of times where a kid will come up to me and barely even say two words and I'll chat to him for a while and then he'll leave. And I was, I'd always be like, does he, does he even want me to chat to him? And then yeah. like his dad will send me a message or something and be like, he won't stop talking. He won't stop talking. Yeah. And going after like, oh, that's Peaking good. Out. But it's just funny because I'm like, I just got to put myself back in those yeah. shoes. And, and look, I don't think everybody's shy like that too. Obviously you get some people that are a bit more outgoing, but like that's something I've been working on even like recently. You know what I mean? Like that's still something that I struggle with that I'm only sort of really getting on top of mm. now, which I think is amazing that, you know, I'm, 27 and mm. still sort of only just going. But I, you never figure it fully out. Like no, no, but I'm definitely always, like getting, I'm, yeah, you get, know, but yeah. I've, I've made more progress since I've been practicing meditation than I'd made in the entire rest of my life. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, I can't believe that that's made such it's big such leaps big, and bounds. And like, nobody says that that's what that'll do for you. Mm. Nobody says if you do meditation, you'll be able to talk to people better. And you're like, well, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. All, all perks of the perks of the job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, so after all of the, uh, after all of the team stuff, and I sort of was just falling off. I was getting involved in car racing, and I was getting less interested in in doing the filming the the bikes so much. Um, so yeah, I started started racing cars. I started doing more Arbor industry stuff, and I started doing more um, weddings. So that was more money than I was earning with the bikes. More regular income rather than waiting for a season to sort of finish and then get paid towards the end. So I started doing all of that and, and, and the, the bike video stuff sort of just took a back seat. Oh, and the other thing that was a big hit too, I got uh, royalty, music royalty claims on my Vimeo account and they deleted my Vimeo account. So there goes like all fair enough too. Like I didn't have rights to use that music. So, <laughs> yeah. but originally Vimeo didn't uh, have a policy where they had an issue with it like YouTube. So you could just pretty much stick whatever you wanted up there with whatever music you wanted to and it wasn't a problem. Then all of a sudden they started sending these emails to warn you, like if you've got music royalties for tracks that you don't have rights to, we're going to go through, scan these videos. And if you can't prove you've got rights to them, we're going to pull them. And I'm like, Do and your I'm best. like huh, that's uh, literally every single video I've got online. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many hundreds of videos that was because I pretty mm. much, I only got royalties ever when I was doing DVDs. I never bothered with online yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair too, I was earning money on it. So I really should have been paying royalties, but it, the math just doesn't add up. You know what I mean? What yeah. it would cost to use that music, I wouldn't be making enough money to justify. Yeah, it just yeah, wouldn't work. Yeah. But back then I didn't realize there was alternative sources of music that you could get. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that doesn't matter. But anyway, so how it worked, it was like, if you get three strikes for music royalty infringements, they'll pull your count. I got three strikes overnight as soon as they scanned my account. <laughs> and so I woke up one day and- You're Vim- going straight to jail. Yeah, <laughs> v- Vimeo's do not pass go, do not collect $200. <laughs> Don't come back here. And uh, yeah, so that's where my Vimeo account went for everybody looking for my videos. <laughs> it's gone, yeah. Yeah, so that was gone. So that was a bit of a, that was a kick in the guts when you're already sort of down on the entire, oh, and the, the funniest thing was it was a Wolfpack video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, I didn't even get paid for that. <laughs> so uh, that, your way down. that was pretty funny. But yeah, so that went down and I'm just like, I don't, 
really want to do this video stuff so much. So like, I'm still doing a little bit here and there, but I'm just not doing what I was doing. But, and it also went into like, okay, now I'm going to go into building the house. So the video stuff was sort of on the back burner already. And I'm like, okay, I'm swapping over. I'm diving into building this house, which, you know, that took me from the concept stage to finished was two years, but from foundation to finished was 12 months. So yeah, yeah, it was sort of that. That's what I've been mucking around at. For, for quite a while do you now. ever want to try and get back into doing any kind of video stuff or you kind well, of well the whole thing is like I said I think the biggest thing that I was into was the community like mm. both the VDHS and then like Benny Watkins Elevation Series with the Enduro Racing when that was kicking mm. off that was that was awesome like mm. I don't think many people loved that more than what I did. Like, I really love that, that, you know, knowing Benny before it and everything and him getting that off the ground and how good it was. And like, that's when I got that, that turbo forester and stuff. And I had like my swag in the back and it was like that first mm. real taste of proper independence. I'm going to these races in like Caligny South in the middle of nowhere, mm. camping with bad mountain bike guys, you know, in my forest. And I was doing a heap of fishing and stuff and making these videos. I wasn't making like a huge amount of money then, but like it was yeah, enough to just, sustain you, it. You just minus the money you do that anyway. Yeah. I'm just like, this is sick. How yeah. good's this? And you know, like making those good edits and all of that. But like the whole thing was once again, that was like making it for those good people. Whereas if I go back to the VHS now, like there'd be like, a, I could count on probably two hands how many people, like actual riders that I really know, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all mm. good that there's all these new kids up and coming into it, but like, that's I got not the same what- feeling, man. It's funny when I go look around, I was like, I, like, I used to know everyone. 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 And that's right. And, and it's now a- it's like, and like you said, it's new generation, but it kind of makes yeah. you think like, I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, like, that's what? right. And it's not, it's not that I don't like the new kids, and but I just don't, I don't know them. And like, it's sort of, when you know everybody, you're like, I'm doing this for everybody. But when you know no one, you're like, am I doing this for it? you know, any yeah. sort of a reason. Yeah, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it for myself. And mm. that's the thing. You don't want to do it to yourself for yourself. You yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cause I know, I guess I kind of had that to a certain extent as well. Like I really like going to the Vic series races, but sometimes it's just like, I've been racing all year and I kind of don't want to, but then I think of like the amount of people that like to have me there. Yeah. Or like to see me. We there think about year. when, back when you were young, when like a professional guy turned up at a race, it yeah. was, it was and, a big and, deal. And let it was like, like a draw card. Yeah. And let alone like a world cup race, like even yeah. just like a good national guy yeah. or a couple of good national guys. Like I, that's why I was really pumped when Jack came to that enduro the other day mm. and we had our battle and I was yeah. just like, and I filmed it and put out a vlog and so did he. So it's like, yeah. shows like how we are as people and then we get go and have this big battle and like we're literally like some of the best riders in the world yeah. it's pretty cool that we just went and had this battle on our home track and yeah yeah i kind of think for and even like the amount of people like the parents that came up to us and just like oh it's really cool what you're doing and just yeah. like how positive of an experience that was and it's just like i like got so much enjoyment out of that but it's just almost like i feel like a lot of other people there probably got more out of it especially oh, young right. kids like that's the whole thing too man like i remember all the races when those people turned up too. Like that's a big deal. Mm. And that's the whole thing. You're pushing those kids further by just being there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you give them something to strive towards. Yeah, or a goal and, and to just, yeah exactly. They see you ride fast and they go, this is what can be done. And mm. it, it's, it's just like, Oh, how cool is this dude? That's actually coming here to race this level of racing mm. with, with me. Like, yeah, it's well, just- I always tell people on the podium, I was like, cause a lot of young kids, especially like 12, 13, like they, they know me as Dean, the world cup racer. Yeah. And I always tell kids, I was like, I was Dean, the under 13s kid racing Vic series. Yeah. And like, I went from that to where I am now. So I'm like, if you're under 13s right now, like this is a, this is a real like achievement that you can, yeah. you can strive towards. If, yeah. If you just keep, this is achievable. Yeah. Just do it. This is like, I started here, like all you guys, like yeah. I was just that little Grom that was chasing people yeah. down. And I just got really good at it because yeah. I kept doing it. And they went to nationals, they went to world cups and, 
it's almost like I like going to those races to kind of just be like where you are now, mm. you can get to here. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's like, <laughs> like, again, I always say I'm not special. I didn't, everything's the same, but it's just like, I just did the right things. And it's like, if you come up to me and talk to me, I'm happy to kind of like share what knowledge and advice I could give you. But like, again, it's like, I do it for me, but I do it for them as well. But it's yeah. like that thing about like, what, like, why am I, like, why am I going to these races? And it's like, I really, like, I enjoy like racing locally more than, any other racing by far mm. so much more enjoyment in it. I ride with like a different kind of confidence. Like it's funny. I'll go to like a Vic race, no matter who's there, like I'm like, I'm going to win. Mm. And it's just like, I'm trying to even like, work that mindset at a world cup. Cause even mm. I struggled with that, like a national for a while. And then I definitely struggled at a world cup level, but it's like, start doing that. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> I'll just go to a Vic series, man. And I'm just like, I literally just no matter, like, I'll go there, but I'm no matter who's there, like no matter who's there, I was like, I'm going to win this. Mm. And then it's just like, sometimes you go to a national and you're like, Oh, but, Oh, Troy's here and he's looking quick and he yeah, started to play he these heads, head games. Himself. But if you go there with that mindset, like I'm going to win, mm. like realistically. More likely than not, you're oh, going you'll, to. You'll find an extra 5%, man. It's crazy yeah. what what you can, like you can, you can dig into if when you act, when you've got the, you've, it's no, like no bullshit to yourself. Like, cause you can say, oh yeah, I'm going to win. But if you don't really believe that, it's a bit of like a shallow thing in your mind. But like, I know when I went to, Croatia and I qualified second and I was at the top was the last guy down like in my head I was like I can win this thing yeah and like I just even like the like I'm, I'm probably not the most powerful guy um but I think I was like second at the first split which is like literally pretty much just a sprint out of the mm. gate a few jumps mm. now look there's a lot more powerful people at a world cup but yeah, you dug deeper because you thought you could do it. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I can win this thing. And you mm. find that extra 5%. And I found that extra 5% because it was only like 20, 30 seconds or something. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not the I'm not that big of a guy. I'm not that good. It's like there should have been heaps of more sprinters that would have would have hosed me there. But for whatever reason, I found that extra little bit. And it's just, it's different. As soon as you think you can, yeah. As soon as you, you've convinced yourself and you think that you can achieve something, mm. like you'll start to figure out ways to achieve that thing. Mm. But if you don't even think you're going to do it, it's like, well, why would I try if I'm not even going to get there? Mm. And it's like, when I said to you, I went on the roll the other day and I was trying to like get my fastest 5,000 meters. Mm. I just shut my eyes mm. and just said, I'm going to, I'm just going to just listen to my body, breathe mm. properly and just, and do it. And then when you open your eyes and you see the little numbers and like you project because you get you, on the row you have like your average speed and all that and you projected um, finish time, whatever it is, and it tells you off like how hard you're pulling, where you're going to be. And mine was a bit behind where I thought. And then I said, straight away you start freaking out. It's like, oh, can I do it? And then, harder. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing. It's this outside influence. It's like pretty much saying, no, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And it's just like I've still got another 10 minutes to pull that back. Mm. But it's just like that little influence of like, oh, no, you can't do this. Mm. It's just actually it starts just playing on your mind instantly. But it's like if you don't have that, you shut your eyes and do what you know you need to do or just have that belief that you can do it. Mm. You can push past that or like dive into that extra little bit of motivation or drive that you need to get, get the goal achieved. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now, you're definitely uh, pushing through some stuff that's pretty difficult. Like when you, did, when you watched your carpal tunnel surgery and stuff like that, that's... Uh, that takes some pretty good. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, it was to do that. It's funny, dude, because like, I think that I don't know. I'll go through like waves of like, really just trying to test the limits of I guess what's what's possible, and that's the whole thing about what we were talking about before with your fear of jumping or whatever, and mm. like it's something you should overcome. It's just like I just always tell people now, like, what are you scared of? Whatever mm. you say, okay, dive involved in that. Dive into that. Yeah. Even the other day, like, um, I was 
I wouldn't say I was like scared of skydiving, but it's a, mm. a thing that's just, I think everyone's scared of that in a certain mm. sense because it's the unknown of, I guess, death in a way. Like you literally. Yeah, yeah it's going to it's gonna <laughs> bring up things inside you that you're convinced you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's something that I think everyone's got fear of doing unless mm. you've done it over and over again and you get that confidence and whatever else just becomes normal to you. Anyway, so I went skydiving back in 2016, I think it was, when I joined Intense. We did it for the team video and pretty scary, but ended up getting getting it done and doing it and really enjoyed it. And then when I was up in Wollongong recently, I was kind of just like, I just want to do this again, just to see how see how I react to it this time. Anyway, a lot more chilled, like didn't even bother like thinking about booking it, just booked it, going on the bus there, still not nervous, hop on the plane, going up, chatting to the guy. All pretty chilled, still mm. not so worried. Going up a little bit. I had my my uh, watch on and my heart rate kind of checked, and it, it, I didn't go that high. I think it went up to it was about in the nineties. I think. What's your normal resting? Not one hundred percent sure. Maybe like sixties or something. Oh, that low? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sixty, seventy. I'd say something like that. So it was going up. I could. Mm. I, was, I was watching it go up, but it wasn't like spiking. And then I yeah. think when I jumped, it got to like one ten or something. Yeah, okay. Did but, you check when you were going or like a record? No, no, no. Just afterwards, it just yeah. tracks it. But then the coolest thing I thought was like I got a bit scared when I first fell, as you would. But then I kind of just you settled got, into got, it. I yeah, guess. got comfortable. But the really cool thing I thought was when I was looking down and we like kept falling. I kind of thought about like if this chute didn't pull, mm. like if we just kept going to the ground, splat. <laughs> and I was so like I was mm. so content with the mm. fact if like if this chute didn't pull, and we're just I'm looking at this like idea of just death right now, mm. and I was just like I'm alright with that. Yeah, it's just fine. Just mm. it was so content with it because mm. I, I I had the analogy of like we're all falling, mm. and like none of our chutes are going to get. Pulled. What's that hilltop hoods line? It's all about uh, it's all about the landing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure this. Oh, I know you're not, <laughs> <laughs> but you get you get the idea yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just like rule, like, and it's that thing to be like, if if you're scared of that thing, mm. it's just like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather wouldn't you rather be the guy falling to earth, mm. not happily, happily, <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. you can yeah, you make that decision. It's amazing the um the idea like how you can change your ideas towards death, like with practicing stuff like this, like the path that you're going down with, you know, with all of your ego training and your, your mindfulness and everything that you're doing. And then your like you say, your ideas of death change pretty dramatically. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, it's sort of, it, people probably don't give death a whole lot of thought really. Like, Oh, it's something that's it's just, of, you just want to avoid it. You don't want to, you every, don't really every, want to go to a cemetery. You don't want to go to a funeral. You don't want to die yourself. And you know, we like, all, we all ignore it. And it's like, even like mourning, it's like you get, I guess a small time, I guess to mourn, but then even people don't like to talk. It's like almost a t- taboo yeah. subject. Mm. Like someone passes away and you kind of just like, oh, like, sorry, sorry to hear that. And then you kind of brush it under the rug. and Yeah, you just want to get onto the next thing and stop talking yeah. about that. And I understand that because it's like a lot of pains attached to it, but yeah. probably a lot of that pain should be something that you do talk about and do mm. bring up and work through mm. because it is like, it's massive. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Especially if it's someone like close to you that, that passes away, you're like, well, that played a, mm. a massive role and, like I always say, like when someone passes away, like they don't stop teaching you things. Like I've mm. got taught a lot of things from people that have passed away way after they've actually passed. It just kind of things start to make sense a bit more. So mm. it's definitely something like you can learn from when they're here and then you can learn from them when they're not here as well. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I, I've, everything, like everything's connected too, as in, you know, like that person may not, like you say, they're gone, but you don't stop learning. They're still there. They're, mm. they're always still there. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's a weird one, especially even I look at um, even in our culture in Australia, like I feel like even before you die with like, I guess, more elderly people, they kind of get all pushed away anyway. Yeah. So it's almost just chucking like... Chucking a retirement home. Yeah, exactly. Chucking a retirement home. You're too old and senile. You've got nothing mm. to learn from them. When you see like a lot of other cultures and the actual like even just like... They're Aboriginal, in the home and you're looking after them. Well, and- like even like Aboriginal people, like heavy elders that everyone learns mm. from. Mm. And it's just like that was such a thing. It's like they have they have all the knowledge because they've been mm. here the longest and understand how it all works. Mm. Where we're the kind of opposite, where we just kind of cast them away and then be Push like, we've out. got all the answers and we've got this little thing that tells us everything. And why do we need to know what what you know, what you what you've done in your lifetime? And it's pretty, it's kind of sad because it's just it's just become the common thing now mm. that as soon as you get to a certain age, it's just like, oh, what would you know? Yeah, we're in a new time, but it's just like, dude, it's amazing. It's amazing, like you say, about how different cultures do it too. Like when we were in India, we were on a river and they had like four platforms that were like maybe one or two steps high and they were doing cremations on right on the riverfront on this big cement pad and you know there was families there and there's nobody was crying it was just they were doing these cremations to their loved ones and they're mm. just they're you know experiencing what it was and they're not upset they're not distraught you know what i mean they're literally burning these people and you know like we're we're there too and we're smelling like this burning flesh on mm. people and it's like it's pretty confronting mm. when they're finished burning them they literally push them into the river and there's kids like swimming in the river downstream of where they're literally just chucking in bodies bodies yeah. and it's that's just sort of it's the culture it's what it's they just, used to yeah yeah and it's like geez that becomes pretty confronting to like you know open coffins aren't even becoming a regular occurrence and you know here anymore mm. like you just shut the box and that's where the person is and that's what you go and say goodbye to you know but that's like literally watching this person burn and then chucking them in a river and that's mm. what what's normal you know what i mean so for somebody from like where we're from that becomes quite a confronting thing to see but mm. yeah to them it's just it's it's, it's just normal it's what, that's what like there was one guy just there like sort of scrolling on his phone and i'm like while he's doing a cremation of a family member. It's just like, really, yeah. really, dude. Like, it's like... It becomes that, like, numb to that. Yeah, it's just like, people just... But, man, imagine now, it, India with COVID. Jeez, that's, that's so rough a, at the I moment. I saw a photo, yeah, of just, like, yeah, all these cremation sites. It's like they're building... They can't build them quick enough. Yeah. All the people that are, are passing away there because of that. And It's such a shame. India is such a beautiful place, and the people are so lovely. Mm. It's, yeah so difficult like they're not got enough hospitals haven't got enough oxygen haven't got enough anything it's just yeah it's just kind of running we, yeah but that's the whole thing like i don't i don't watch television so i don't really see much of the news or anything like that so i only get and like because i'm not using social media i only get little tidbits of information about it here and there but it's mm. just like yeah I, didn't, I honestly didn't know anything about it and then just people kept kind of mentioning it's like oh just make sure you don't go to india kind of thing yeah i heard that a few times and i was like oh what's, what's going on what's there? going on there like obviously knew it was something covid yeah. related but I didn't quite know the extent of it all, but... Yeah, we don't realise how good we've got it here. You know, like oh. everybody gives every... Like all of the governments and ScoMo and, and you know, uh, Morrison a hard time at, that saying that, you know, that they're not doing enough, but geez, overall they're doing it, you we've know... We've got it pretty good. We've got it pretty good, well, that's man. That's one, one thing about... I'm about to obviously jet off to Europe, and I think it is getting better there with their vaccinations and everything, and they're slowly getting it under, under control, but it's one of those things that's just like... You're leaving a country where you've got pretty much complete freedom yeah. to go somewhere that you could potentially get stuck and get, sick. probably get stuck, probably get, could possibly get stick, sick. Even like the idea of traveling internationally is pretty like kind of rolling the dice a little bit to a certain extent. Mm. So that's something that 
and then obviously if I want to come back, the the quarantine, quarantine thing, which is going to be another... Well, you look at what's been happening at the moment too. There's the people been doing that two-week quarantine and then they've got COVID to the end of it as they're leaving quarantine. Yeah, and they're leaving, they're, yeah. It's just like, damn, imagine that. You've just done your two weeks. You think, yeah, I'm off scot-free. Here's another two weeks of COVID. Oh, when, I do, <laughs> when I do that quarantine, I'm just... Set. I know it's, you can get unlucky still, but yeah, say you're trying to wrap myself in glad wrap. And yeah, <laughs> just leave me alone. I don't want to get sick. Yeah, <laughs> but that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting thing. Like I'm trying to go into it with this whole idea of like, what can I get out of this? Mm. Because I think there is a lot to get out of it. Like I've talked to people that have done it, and they just say, "Oh, I got stuck on my phone and scrolled and kind of fried my brain for two weeks." And I'm just like, "Don't want to do that. Don't do it." I heard of like people going on like um, silent retreats for like ten days and stuff, mm. just like no phone. Man, I badly want to do a meditation retreat. Like, yeah. I, I really want to start Good. looking into where I can do one here and do it. I know this. Um, I know I've heard them more up, like up, kind of more. I guess like up the coast more or less. But I'm sure yeah. there'd be something. It's got to be here. something around here. Yeah, like, yeah. The whole thing is too. Like, I, I'm sure that even if I didn't fully commit to it, I could take some time myself and do maybe even a day. Like, I've not done a day. Like I said this morning, I may have meditated for over an hour, but like yeah. that's tickling the most I've done. But I could literally just go somewhere. Dude, I went up to Buffalo because that's obviously. A, special place to me and i remember back going up there and it wasn't like silent silent retreat but i like i didn't really yeah talk to any like i, I was pretty like off the grid and off to, mm. talking to anyone for a long time and it was just like you actually do just have really clear thoughts yeah and you really kind of takes you back to like we said what like what is important and what you need yeah and well, it's amazing I, I i swear that being more mindful and practicing meditation has brought me back closer to what i was like more when i was a child like mm. I dream nearly every night now, like practically every night. And like previously in the last, say, three years, I may have had like a handful of dreams. You know mm. what I mean? But now I'm dreaming practically every night and I'm talking really vivid dreams that I can mm. remember the length of it. And I'm like, how bizarre is that as a side effect of practicing mindfulness? But it's just like you're obviously yeah. paying attention to your mind. Even yeah. even subconsciously when you're sleeping, you're now paying better attention to it so you can see these dreams yeah, more. You can remember them, yeah. It's a, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> You know, it's a, like I thought this was a bit of a trip, so... Um, when Bao was here and like we're obviously sleeping in the same bed together, pretty much every night we'd both have really vivid dreams mm. and like at least at least enough to remember something or like to the point you knew you had a had dream. A dream. Yeah. Um, and now she left a few days ago. Last three days, no dreams. Yeah, and I'm just like, what's going on? It's going to be really peculiar either when you get up there or she comes back or whatever. If, if, if it back comes, on, if it comes back, yeah. that's going to be. I don't know if it's yeah if your mind's more at ease then or something or like yeah, you've got you something just, underlying at yeah, the moment. Yeah, but well, maybe that's what it is because you are debating if you're going to go up to Queensland or not. So perhaps it was all of that, you know, clutter in yeah, your mind. It's, it's, yeah, once that's all cleared away, you can and just, you're there. Maybe you'll be straight back into it. So. It'd be interesting. It'd be, I reckon. I reckon you will. It'd be really interesting because that's like I don't know. I always think it's like funny how your body can't lie because mm. you know sometimes your you, you, your mind will tell. Yeah. yourself some certain things mm. and then there's like some things your body your body reacts in a certain way whether you get certain feelings and stuff mm. and then you're just like oh yeah oh i can't joke mike i can't lie to I, myself yeah, here. Yeah, the body's yeah. telling me something yeah, else the yeah. body yeah the body your body's not lying here it's like okay mm. that that means something else and it's funny i really try and focus on those things when that happens because that's mm. i feel like that's like so the, the writings on the wall kind of thing. Yeah, it's well, like, that, that's been the biggest thing with this meditation that I'm seeing so many positive things for it. You know, like I've I've mentioned little bits and pieces about thinking clearer and sleeping better and dreaming and all of this that doesn't seem that relative. You know, that that significant maybe, mm. but just general conversations being more forward and going. I can speak to anybody because we're all the same and mm. all of these little things that are making it better. But 
I guess the biggest thing that I've found is uh, getting my emotional state under control. You know, so I previously, like I'd, I'd you know, definitely have, I, I think I mentioned earlier too that I'd had good highs, definitely still have good highs, but have, you know, lows as well. Mm. And, you know, I sort of... They're more sporadic as well. More sporadic. Yeah, more sporadic. Like I've definitely, I've ironed out that level, but it's sort of high, you know what I mean? Like I'm still getting the highs, but like it's mm. towards the higher end of it, but... You still got to understand the lows as well. Like oh, absolutely. One, one no, no, but that... the whole thing was I, I'd, I'd get bogged down in the lows, though. Mm. You know, and you know, before I got married, so Brianna and I are okay. So I'm building the house, um, pretty much full time. I'm trying to get you know in shape for the wedding too. So I felt like I was going to look good for the wedding. So that was another thing that it was like sort of on my mind. So I'm battling through all of that. Which that's you know, building a house in itself is. You know, when you're project task, that's a fair task. So then Brianna and I, and look, you, you can't overlook what a miscarriage will do for your mental state. You know, mm. you've lost this, you know, potential person mm. and, you know, your partner is absolutely crushed about it. You're absolutely crushed about it. And then I'm going to get up to go to work on this house the next day. And that's just like, that's starting to go in the back of your mind constantly. So, you know, I'm starting to get down a bit here, you know, so that's happening. Mum and dad are getting a divorce. So they're in the middle of this divorce and I'm trying to get revved up about getting married and they're in the middle of, it's definitely not the world's worst divorce, but it was not. Yeah, it's not great. You and I both know it was not a good thing to be in the middle of. Yeah. You and know, you know, it's only comparable to what we know. Yeah, that's right. And so like I'm getting phone calls from mum, like going to tears on the phone about this and that. And, and here's me trying to, you know, I'm staying strong and supporting her that, you know, telling her what I think she needs to hear. And then I'm getting off the phone and I'm like crying my eyes out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm struggling. And like I'm not telling her that, you know, we've just had another miscarriage and I don't need you to chuck your baggage on yeah. top of me, yeah, you know. Just building up. Yeah, so that's building up. And then Pa ends up in hospital, you know. He's, you know, had that heart issue. And I'm just like, man, I'm getting, a lot. Yeah. I'm getting pretty down here. And like even to the point where I couldn't really – I don't know why. I should have been able to speak to you or Brianna or somebody about it. But yeah. It was just, I, it was almost feeling rushed that I'm like I need to do this I just need to do this house stuff I need to do this and I was just sort of projecting that I needed to do these other I'm like no I needed to stop and understand what I was feeling and work yeah. through that. Well, that's I, the whole I, thing I when we talk about distractions. It's like you're almost distracting yourself out yeah. of okay, all this bad shit's happening. But if I build the house, ah, the house is the new focus and yeah, that's that, the new goal. And that's like, what I was trying to do, and it wasn't it wasn't working. Like I, I got to the point where. I would suggest that I was tickling suicidal. I never try to kill myself directly, mm. but there was a few times I got on my road bike and I rode that beyond my capabilities. Yeah, deliberately to the point where if I put it in the trees, yeah, I put it in the trees. Yeah, you know. So where was that? Just around? Just yeah, yeah uh, mostly just between our place and Beechworth, just up the back there, and I sort yeah. of. Going down towards, you know, like I took that thing as fast as it would go, two hundred plus, and I'm just like, yeah. Do I just steer into it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And like, I'm really glad, obviously, that I didn't do that because you know, like, you know, I, I think you were the first person I told about that on my Bucks party that that's where I was yeah, sort of at. at, and you told me then that it would get better, mm. and I'm just sort of like, yeah, it will get better, you know, yeah. but <laughs> it got much better you know what i mean like it got yeah. beyond it got beyond like what my base understanding of happiness was mm. has moved so far above that you know what i mean and I, it, it's just it's almost as well you need to almost feel those lows 
yeah. to understand the highs better. Yeah. Like I, I talked about when I talked about my suicide thing on Gypsy Tales and just with that and the reaction it got and everything, it was just like it put me on that high. Yeah. And it, I always, it's just, I find it so funny. It took 14 years. Yeah. Like 14 years from to go from that low of where I was to that high. But fuck, I, I, like I wouldn't understand how high I could go without, without this, understanding how, how low, low you can you could get. go. Yeah. Like, and that's the whole thing too. Like, I, I feel like if Pa had died, mm. that potentially would have been just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, but you've also got to look at the thing. Pa's just passed away. Yeah, and then and it's I, Jordan Peterson. Um, he he has he has a book, and in the book he had this thing that kind of hit home for me. And he said, "Who do you want to be at your father's funeral?" Mm. And it's just like I always had this idea of just say mum or dad passed away as a younger kid. Like I would. I'd be distraught as you would and I'd mm. freak out and I'd probably just leave and get in my – like we'll just go somewhere or get on a plane or leave and, and, run, away and run away from it. Yeah, won't run away from the problem. And then I thought about that and it's just like, would you want to be that person that's just like abandoned your family or do you want to be the, the person Strong that, person that, that fill, yeah. fills that shoe, like fills yeah. the shoes and, and you hold that shit together? And like obviously you're going to be hurting. Yeah. But do you want to be the one well, – that's, that's the – I've definitely gotten to the stage now um, – you know, where like I maybe could have dealt with that by itself, but it was all this other stuff all piled on, you know what I mean? That a million was making, different things, yeah. It was, you know, all the money involved in the house and the, all the money involved going over budget on the wedding and stuff like that too, the miscarriages and all of that unhappiness and, you know. Mm. But it's funny, all of that could have happened again now and with this practice of mindfulness particularly, mm. I could have worked through it so much well, it's still better pro- than what idea I did. Of problem solving. And that's like I'm so glad that you've given me those blocks to be able to work with myself so much better. You know what I mean? Cause the whole thing is I had, I had these things that I needed to be happy, you know, mm. like I, I needed to, I needed to be healthy. I needed my wife to be happy. Like I still need to want yeah. her to be happy. You know what I mean? But I like, I needed my grandfather. I needed everything to be going smoothly. And when things mm. aren't going smoothly, You're not happy. I become a mess. You know mm. what I mean? And, to the point where too, like I was working with Goober nearly that entire time when that was really getting bad. And I wouldn't have suspected that he thought that I was thinking about killing myself. You know mm. what I mean? So, and that's like one of my best mates mm. that I'm working with every day. And mm. he, on the surface, I probably seemed like a happy, happy, normal sort of guy. Mm. And that's what they sort of suggest too. That all of these people that do seem happy, you know, Robin oh, no, Williams yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, you don't see it. You don't see you it don't at all. See it. I always think it's funny. It's like, hey, you'll be with someone and like, obviously you tell them certain things, but like the amount of... um dialogue you go over in your own head is crazy it's like yeah. i've had i've had 27 conversations with myself and you've kind of got a snippet of one of those yeah and you can't always articulate it as well yeah, as you'd exactly. hope you did too yeah you so. don't even they might not even understand that how it's been portrayed so it's just like yeah there's so there's so much you don't see and there's so much you don't don't pick up on so yeah. it's just like it's 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 it's, it's harder as well because i know as soon as like and even you've talked about just write stuff down. Yeah. And as soon as you write it down and you can see it. Yeah, that helps. Then you go, okay, well, this I can make more sense of this now. Yeah. Like you've you've materialized it in, in, in writing form and you're yeah. like, okay. And sometimes it just seems silly Yeah, when you write it out and you look at your problems on a bit of paper and you go, that's what I'm so concerned about. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's the, right. That's the whole thing that guy said to me. He's like the two things about stress management are um, mm. don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And the second one is it's all small stuff. <laughs> and I just think good, it's it? it's such a good quote because yeah. it's like no matter what you think is your whole world's getting mm. brought down on your head, mm. you step back and look at it and you go, 
it's not it's not like life goes on it's not that bad yeah and it's just like once you kind of realize that it's like yeah i'm so it's so funny that i like i said i i felt that like keeping a journal wasn't going to be a benefit meditating wasn't going to be a benefit you know getting up early mm. wasn't really you know what i mean like all of these things that i've it's all simple shit it's, really and it's just like it's the stuff that people know is good for you. Like that you you do know mm. deep down because people do it and they say it's good for you. You, mm. you know that. Well, you do it now and again and you'd be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, some people probably think I'm, you know, that know me, think I'm probably on a bit of a weird path, you know, shaving my head and, you oh, know. The same thing, man. It's just like. Meditating and being a bit of a hippie. But like what, yeah. what they don't understand is that where I was was approaching suicidal with a few inconveniences to now I'm being as happy as I possibly could be Mm. with nothing. Like I could have nothing now and be, and be okay. Mm. And I'm just like, and I'm so glad that I'm, but a lot of the time the people that cast those opinions are people that have their own issues. Yeah. That it's just like, they're just that. And it's the whole thing, man. It's just like, we're scared of what we don't understand. Yeah. And a lot of time the reaction to being scared of something, not understanding it instead of to try and understand it and take it as like, what is this? They get defensive and put up walls and yeah, give it a hard and, time. Oh, you're a weirdo. You're wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like because they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know why you're doing this or why you feel this way. Like like sometimes they, they're so far away from that that it's like you're not even on the same road building anything. You know, yeah. you're not in the same <laughs> atmosphere. You don't understand. So it's like how you and and then you've just got to be the ones to understand that and be like, it's all right. You don't have to get it. And that's when I came to the realizations. Like people don't have to get it. They don't have to like you. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're doing what you need to do, and you truly feel this is the right path that I need to be going down. Mm-hmm. If you're going down that, and you feel good doing it. It doesn't really matter if you're being good to your family and your kid and your wife, and it's all happy and you la di da. You can have all your friends think you're weirdo, weirdo, hippie, whatever. It's just like sweet. Well, that's the whole thing when you when you're comfortable in yourself. That doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. And then it's, it's funny because you'll be yourself and you project yourself and then the people that actually do want to be around. It, they'll be around. Yeah, and then that's the ones you, you gravitate towards. You yeah. go, okay, you like me for me. And that's the thing there. It's like I started doing stuff that I knew I enjoyed mm. and then it just started putting me around the right people. Mm. And then when you're around the right people, just life becomes a little easier because you're all doing the, 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 same, yeah, the, the same, same good thing. stuff yeah, exactly. that you've decided is good and you know yeah. it's good, yeah. Yeah, you're not trying to pull people along with you. You just mm. – those people – because like you can only be – so happy and so excited all the time when you're not you need those people in your life to pull you up up to speed and it's so good because like i guess it's funny with with me i guess i'm looked at as someone that is always on a high but it's it's not the case like i go through we all go through high and low points but i guess i just don't really project the lows but it's still something that like it's still an irritation oh my my emotions sometimes are like a roller coaster hey Mm. like i'll peak and then i'll drop and then Mm. i'll peak and I'll, I'll know exactly what I want to do and I have my whole life planned, not a whole life, but like the next, the future planned out and mm. this and that and everything. And then the next day it just kind of all comes crashing down and mm. it's very, oh, it's not, not super sporadic, but it's just like, it can change very quickly. But then it's just like, you got to have that, mm. I guess you got to have that reset button and that clarity and that, I guess, time to actually think about what direction you want to go in and really trust your intuition about, okay, this is the right thing mm. because I put a lot of thought into this and then, work it out and keep moving forward. Because that's the thing. is like as long as you keep moving forward, you're normally pretty good. But as soon as you get stuck, because you can get stuck in that spiral and then so easily spin down the mm. wrong way. And yeah. I've like, I've known that even quite recently there's a few things that happen. And again, you start to go down the spiral and you're like, oh, like this. And you know it sucks. Yeah. It's like you know it's shit. You're like, I shouldn't be here for this, that, and whatever reason. But you're still making progress. You're being aware of that now, which is like that, that's the start. As that soon you're sort as of- you can be aware of it, 
Yeah, you can get rid of it then. That's mm. the whole thing. If you realize it is for what, like, realize what it is for what it is, mm. and you can, and it's amazing though too. With with a good practice, you can just go. Oh, okay, that's that's just this nonsense again. Yeah, let's go. It's, do it's something so else. good when like you catch yourself going down a direction that you've gone pretty much your whole life, and then yeah. catching yourself just go. Nah, nah yeah, yeah, not doing it. Yeah, I'm not going to go eat that cheeseburger. I'm not going to go. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got your um reactions. Yeah, like I had. I guess I'm not going to swear at that person. I'm not going to. Mm. I'm not going to get frustrated that the person in yeah. front of me is driving ten kilometers below the speed limit. Yeah, like, who it's cares? pretty funny <laughs> when you start catching yourself. Like I used to. I go when I. I think I'd get bummed out or whatever. I'd like probably go to food as yeah. like a like bad food as like yeah. a. Uh, like a, I guess like a safety net in a way, and people go to alcohol, people go to yeah. drugs, people go to a heap of different things. They're like, okay, shit's not going right, yeah, and they fall back into these bad habits. And mm. instead of that, though, it's like, but when you watch yourself fall into it, then you go, hey, 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 why? Is, how is this serving me right yeah. now? And and like, it's so funny. It's like you, makes you feel worse most of the time. Oh, it's like when you see people get hungover from drinking, and they go, oh, the next day I'm just gonna he- eat a heap of greasy food, and I'm gonna <laughs> double I'm gonna, down, and yeah, then I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna do any exercise because I'm, I'm tired, yeah, and then I'm gonna sit inside all day, and they're just like you're just kicking yourself while you're down. Yeah. But it's like if you can, if you just say you do get hungover and you wake up the next day, and you go, oh, I don't feel good, but then you actually go look at it and go, oh, but if I go for a run, maybe sweat this out a little bit, mm. go for a swim, and get myself going, yeah. I can pull myself out of it pretty quick. Yeah. But then that can like, without even the alcohol thing, you could just feel down for whatever reason. Yeah, it's just right. like find your triggers that you know are going to put you back on a high, whether it be going to see someone, going to exercise, going. Yeah. Just what rip. works for you. Yeah, that's exactly. the whole thing too. Like if I'm having any sort of like, I'm talking, there are only minor moments now, but if I'm like feeling frustration or I'm feeling particularly, I didn't deal with being rushed, if you know what I mean? Like, and that was part of the reason why I couldn't race. Well, if I felt like I was being rushed, I wasn't performing how I needed to. And now I'm working like, even if it's just for a, Sometimes I'll, if I've got time, I'll sit down for a full meditation, you know, a 10, 20 minute session or other times you just go, okay, just big breath and just go, just relax. It's, it mm. all happens when it happens. You know what I mean? Like this, you, you're no good to anybody being frantic and rushing and sucking no. the fun out of that moment. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what I used to be like a lot. If just say, we're running behind, I'm getting aggressive because we're running behind and I'm mm. just like, It'll Me happen. being aggressive isn't going to make it happen faster. Mm. It's just going to make everybody upset or angry or, you know, not like what's going oh, on. man. It's just I've, it is what it is. I've got a perfect example of that. So when I flew to Tasmania recently, um, I was just going to check uh, my bags in to go over anyway. As I was checking my bags in, which <laughs> they were both overweight, but I just went up to, I like knew they were overweight. They were, I, I booked as much as I could for my bikes, but they're still overweight. And anyway, I go up to this lady and I'm just, hey, how's it going? And she's like, just how's your date? Like just just being be, nice, just being nice, being lovely. And she's like, yeah, not bad. Started chatting to her for a little bit. And it's like oh, I've just got to check these two bikes. And she's like, oh, they're they, they, like the right weight. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. And she's like, all right. Just slaps a sticker on them. And I was like, oh, that that was easy. And then these well, as I'm doing that, this like these two parents with a kid are just like frantically like kind of rushing around. They're like trying to ask, and then the lady I'm talking to, they come over. It's like, oh, we need to get on a flight. We're going to miss it. And they start like kind of just rushing her real bad. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you need to go talk to them. And like, oh, and just like just. Just not in a good way. Mm. Anyway, they go up to the other counter and they're trying to sort something out and they're just yelling and just getting in this big huff and then the guy's just like, ah, oh, fuck this and just like kind of like storms off. Anyway, I drop my bags off at Oversize and then go up to security. Anyway, then a little bit after they come up and they're behind me in the line and they're frantic and they're trying to work out this and that and they're just so stressed, like just yeah. so. And I'm just like in front of them just like, casual ads. let's just have a yeah just let's get a, a calm mind and do this as oh, best as we can but i was like <laughs> you rushing right now isn't going to hur- hurry this line up it's yeah. not going to slow your plane down no. it's not going to change anything and anyway we go through the line 
And it's just so funny that I'm going the exact same speed as them, just but cru- you're cruising, chill, chill yeah. cruising along. They're frantic, yeah, frantic, and just so stressed out. And went through the whole process. They were like on the opposite, um, like uh, what do you call it, like scanner or whatever for metal scanner detector, but on the opposite side. So we're like literally going through at like the exact same pace. Same pace. And I'm just watching this whole thing unfold, and I was like, that, like what, like what. You, if you if you miss your plane or not, it's yeah. not worth what you're putting into your body right now. Well, that's the, exactly. Like it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you you'll, you'll be better, you'll get there more quickly if you calm down. Yeah, and just and go if through you the don't, steps. who cares? Yeah, that's right. You're not going to change anything anyway. You're acting like someone's about to die if you don't yeah. catch that flight. Yeah, and it's so funny how we get so caught up in stuff like that. It's like if I miss a flight, that oh, it's over. I'm like, no, oh. it's it's not. Just catch the next one. Yeah. Sort it out. It's like a couple hundred. Dude, I can't believe how impatient people can be. Like the other day I was driving just out of Beechworth. I went next to the jail, which is a 60 kilometer per hour zone. And just before it's a 50. Mm. I was doing 50 kilometers per hour. I go into the 60 and I just continue to do 50. A truck driver literally honks the horn at me and pulls out and overtakes me for doing 10 under in a 60 zone. Mm. I'm like, dude, what is the yeah. rush? I like just, I couldn't even like. Just overtake me. Why are you even honk? Like, just... Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just, just... I'm like, dude, I'm doing 10 under, yeah. but like 10 under in a 60 too. I'm like, yeah. I don't even... It's just... I, yeah, just... It was like 10 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, whoa, dude. And That guy probably had a really bad morning. I just, I just still, still can't wrap my head around. I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, normally I'd be like, I'd either think it was hilarious or I'd be like, oh, you're an idiot sort yeah. of thing, get aggressive towards him. But I'm just like, <laughs> just sort of had yeah. a bit of a laugh and continued doing it does, 50. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Didn't even like, ignore, yeah, I was just like, that's so funny that mm. that's how he's. That's how he's been. One of my, one of my favorite things that I kind of realized where I was at, and I guess it was when, I kind of started to go down this direction of, I guess, a bit more mindfulness and just understanding myself better and how you don't have to react like how you used to react and that mm. you can react to stuff differently because you control exactly yeah, you how choose, you, you choose how you're going to react. Yeah, and I was driving along in my van when I was going up the coast for the first time. I was just driving along and a, um, a massive rock flicked up and just smashed my window. And this is probably a couple of weeks after buying my, my new van. <laughs> and I just saw it smash and I looked at it. And I look forward and it didn't phase me yeah. one bit. Just like whatever. Because I knew in that moment, I've got the decision to have a smash window and feel shit. Be upset. Or have a smash window and still feel great. The whole thing is it doesn't matter. Your insurance will probably give you a new one anyway every year. Like that doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it wasn't even that thought process of like, oh, I could get it. I was just like. Whatever. That, hap- <laughs> that happened. Yeah. yeah I'm not going not gonna to let that bring me down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like so many things in life happen like that where it's like you've got. You can just you, make the choice to you've go. You've got the it choice. Yeah. Me. yeah. You've got the choice. I'm like this. It I takes some practice to understand you've got the choice. Like everybody mm. sort of. I think people know. You, that people get told that enough that they've got the choice on how to feel. But they don't understand how to do it. Exactly. And they don't do it. It's and just, you know what I hate when someone's like. And then your friends will sometimes. Be like, oh, but he's got every right to be angry at him. Yeah. Or he's got, oh, she's got every right to. I'm like, but why? why do you want to be angry? Why? why? It's like, oh, we should. Sorry, I should say too. If people are wondering how they should start practicing mindfulness, I'd recommend that Sam Harris waking up yeah. app. Yeah. That's what Dean recommended for me, and that's what I I use that. Uh, I'd, I'd suggest I use. Oh yeah, if I I use that every day, and I meditate on top of that as well. But mm. that's that's no, it's definitely guide, guided meditation. And I really think that if you go through the the introductory course there, you should see a result in the first month. Yeah, yeah. And I I reckon that that's a good place good to start. Place to start. But I think once you start realizing with that stuff, it's like yeah, you've got the choice. And 
um, what did someone say the other day? It was like, jealous. I think it's like, what is it? It's either anger or jealousy or something like that is the only thing that's like, it's the only disease or something that will affect the container that it's held in. Yeah. Okay. Like it'll it contaminate the yeah. container. So it's like, obviously you've got jealousy or hate inside yeah, you. Yeah. It's like that you're the container and it's going to affect you, affect mm. you. So it's like, Oh, it's like, I always tell people, forgive people for you. Don't forgive people yeah, for them. them. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, I've, I've forgiven so many people that I still don't agree with what they've done and it wasn't great, but like Bob stealing your bed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but more, like more, more serious. serious I know. I understand. I'm just, joking. yeah, I know. I know. But it's just like, I don't want to cart that shit around with me because yeah. I compare it to, you know, off Harry Potter, how it's like, um, Harry's got that thing from Voldemort inside of him, that yeah. little gross thing that he carries yeah. around with him like that's hatred yeah that's anger you can just get rid of that and everyone <laughs> sees that like mm. you, you might not see it but this little angry comes out. gross thing walks around with you everywhere and you've got to cart that around and look after it and always mm. think about it and it's always there mm. and then it's your choice whether you go piss off yeah i don't want you here anymore i just want to be happy and, and mm. live my life to the fullest the way i know i should and you make that choice, but people don't think they make that. They're like, oh, well, he he stole this from me or he got with my ex-girlfriend yeah. or he did that. So I've got every right to him. Like, yeah. you can say that, but like what, like they don't, like he doesn't know, you know, he might know you hate him or whatever, but he doesn't know how you feel all the time. Yeah. Like you carry around that, yeah. that those feelings. You're the you. one suffering. You're, yeah. not, you're not making him feel worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you've got a backpack with all these weight in it that you could just take off yeah. and feel so much lighter and free. Because it's like, and it's oh, it's so funny how like, we don't realize how obvious it is when you're carrying stuff around like that because yeah. you can't, you can't see yourself. You can't see it. Yeah. But as soon as you get rid of it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like people will say like, oh, you look happier. Mm. I'm like, oh, I am happier. Mm. Like you see that and you're like, yeah, it's really obvious. Mm. It's like, it's funny. Like the, 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 just facial expressions and just little mannerisms and stuff mm. is like, makes such a big difference yeah. in just everything you do. Mm. So it's crazy to actually, <laughs> when you start like, picking that out in people and they go, oh. Well, you watch how even strangers interact with you too. You know what I mean? Like I must obviously, I feel like people talk to me more now than ever before and I must give off something. Yeah, probably smile more. That's a big one. Yeah. You smile at people. You know what the other thing is? I probably haven't got my bloody head down in my phone too. Mm. But you're just walking around like a supermarket and even more just engaging. the other day, a woman comes up to me and goes, are these avocados as hard as a rock? And I'm like, yeah, and have a bit of a laugh. You know what I mean? I'm just like, but I don't, I can't think of a single time I've talked to somebody in the fruit and veg aisle in a supermarket yeah. besides that. And I'm just like, well, that's interesting. That's another thing that you can immediately mm. see. And look, I probably don't look like the nicest guy going with a shaved head. That's generally not, you know, considered a, it might be, you know, seen as more of a, an aggressive sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, stigma around it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then this, you know, I must give off enough happiness that, <laughs> that people are, yeah, more more open to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that just speaks volumes for just like the whole idea of just like putting that down and being more open to everything. Yeah. And just like being more, okay, what's out there? Mm. And it's just like there's so many people that like I love those little kind of conversations mm. you have with people and you meet random strangers and that's just a, a new, a new path or adventure yeah. you can go down. Like the amount of times when I'm traveling and by myself and you just have those little interactions that then yeah. I'll be – like it was funny. I always – um. It started to become really common and I started to really pick up on it. Mm. But I say to people, the amount of times where I'll be sitting in a room with like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people I have, I've literally just met. Mm. Like, and I'll look around the room and I'll be like, I didn't know anyone in this room two days ago. Mm. Like not a single person. And yeah. I'm in the middle of somewhere like Tasmania, 
Queensland over like, mm. and it just started to become that frequent that you're meeting all these new people. That I'm meeting all these new people, but I'm just I kept putting myself in that situation well, where you I, do meet them, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, it just kind of, I started to laugh sometimes because I'd be like doing someone with someone, and I just kind of think it's like I didn't know you like a day ago or whatever, and it's just like you're a friend of this other random person that I just, just met that I'm now going on this random adventure with in this random place but yeah like you say they're generally on a similar experience too though that they're open to meeting these yeah people, you know and that's that's the thing you just bond with those people quickly yeah and you can slide in pretty quick it's yeah. just like okay this all kind of works out well and i feel like i'm someone that can kind of i one of my i feel like my favorite things about myself is i feel like i can get along with pretty much anyone most people yeah. that's the thing like i don't really like it's funny how you see some kind of people that i guess are kind of put off this on more spiritual and all this but then they probably wouldn't get along with someone that's into mountain bike racing, for example, mm. or like car racing or yeah. something, or like, it's like, I'm really spiritual and all that in this field, but mm. you can piss off with your stuff where I feel like I'm more open to, I yeah. can kind of, I can kind of kind of see everything for being good in its own like kind of way. And I feel like I can really adapt in different situations. Mm. Like I'm, I don't like, I don't like the whole idea of having something identify me as like, that's my thing or that's yeah. my, yeah. Well, I think you and I both cast a, pretty wide net on things we're interested in yeah. too. Like I um I obviously am right into my bonsai videos at all well, sorry, I'm into bonsais, but there's mm. one particular guy that does videos on YouTube that's based down in Melbourne. Mm. So anyway, I'm like I get behind I like when people are, you know, trying to create content, I try and give them a nice push. Like this guy's not getting a huge amount. He might get a thousand views or whatever. And I'm like, but his content's good. So I'm just like always trying to comment and help him grow his channel. Mm. Anyway uh, so he he'd then obviously go, oh, I'll check out who this dude is, and he goes, oh, you race cars because I I had the race cars on that YouTube channel, and he goes, oh, race racing cars and bonsais are not really what I thought, kind of went hand in hand, and I'm just like, yeah, suits me though, like yeah. got the adrenaline of the race cars, and then you've just got the nice relaxation of doing the trees, you know what I mean? And What's like the idea of getting put in a box of yeah, you like this thing? I am the def- yeah, and that, you know I'm not defined by doing the video stuff. Like I'm just sort of I've mm. nearly let go of that person. You know, I nearly don't feel like I'm the video guy anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's why I'm not sure what sort of a guy I am. But I don't think you have to be sure what sort of a guy. No, you that's are. the thing. It's just like it's always going to change, and you're yeah. always going to have something new. Yeah, and like people might try and chuck that label at me. Like I might be the spiritual guy now that I got the you know shaved head and. Yeah, but the thing is, it's just like you, this, this whole thing. You don't is, have to yeah, put this or that. You box. don't have to put a label on no, anything. It's just like just, I'm just I'm I'm Jake Lucas, and I'm just I like, a human. Yeah, I always say now it's just like I'm I'm a life enthusiast. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and, what, put it. and whatever that like entails, it's just like whatever you feel like doing mm. at the time. Like, like I want to get into paragliding now, and I want to get yeah. into like do more, maybe more skydiving and stuff. And I love mm. traveling. And it's just like I, I want to be open to new things that I didn't even know that I were a thing. Yeah, but it's just like I want to. Want to try well, that's that. the whole thing. You don't know if something's good if you don't even know about it. Yeah. So, like, your thing, you might even be, like, I don't know, just, like, the best ice hockey player in the world. You've never, you know what I mean? You You've never even, you, you, you might do that and you'd be like, dude, carving on the ice is sick. Mm. Like, yeah. you just don't know because that's not something you've done. So, you've got to cast a really wide net and try. Or and, just try new things, man. Yeah. Because you might. Be yeah, open like, to it. Like, you even like, you know, mum, when we were growing up, it was just new food. You'd just be like, oh, that thing's not looking good to yeah, me. You and up. you just turn your nose up at it. And like you're making assumptions about things before even trying them. Like people think that they understand what meditation is and they just go, I'm not into that. Yeah. And I'm like, have you, like, that's what I've spoken to multiple people, like some people the other day and, and they're like, oh, you know, you're doing meditation. I'm like, have, oh, have you ever done a guided meditation? And they're like, no. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, it's not for me. It won't work. And I'm like, yeah. 
how do you know it's not going to work? You just told me you've never yeah, tried a guided yeah. meditation. Yeah, I, I was talking to kids at that in Jiro the other day, like kids that are like 16, 15, 16, 17, mm. and they're like talking about how they can't get to sleep at night. And I was like, I said that, like if you tried meditation stuff, and they're just like, oh, no, no, I can't I can't do that. Yeah, they say this, they're like staring yeah, at their yeah. phone and on full brightness. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, like... I can't sleep, man. Yeah, I, I, I've like, I, as I said, I go to bed at maybe 8.30 most nights, maybe 9 o'clock, but I like do my absolute best to go no phones half an hour before bed too. And geez, mm. that helps. Oh, for sure. Like not even on the like low brightness. I'm like, no, just, just no done. phones. Call yeah. it. I call phones at 8.30 every night. That's yeah. just like not happening. So, and geez, that helps. It yeah. helps so much. <laughs> yeah, And it. you know, like I'd normally go to it's bed. It's all stuff we know as well. Yeah. And I'd, I'd lie in bed for hours thinking about bits and pieces of what happened that day and worrying and just like, you know, I don't think it's anywhere near like a severe case of anxiety that how much thinking I'd do until it maybe got to like a wedding. But mm. like, yeah, I, I, I'd pretty much just lie there awake for ages, tossing and turning, thinking about stuff. And I can just go, I'm going to bed now. Mm. <laughs> just Have you gone in float tanks? No. You need really, to, you need really to, would you like need to, to do that now. Yeah. Because it would make a lot more. Again, it's like if you can get, I feel like a float tank's almost just like, not I don't want to compare it to like a race run or something like that because it's like meditation's like the training to get your mind in a better mm. spot, but it just makes it easier. Yeah. It's like I know when I go in a float tank and I can just get to this state of like lucid dreaming. It's like your body's mm. your body's asleep, but your mind's still awake. Yeah. And it's just like you're seeing stuff, but then your body will jolt and you actually wake up and you go, oh, I was asleep then. Where's the nearest one in, in Aubrey? Aubrey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I should do it. I've been... Aubrey, Aubrey. I, I've heard a lot of podcasts where like a lot of people that are into oh, man, similar stuff to what I am. Yeah, uh, it, it just it'll, it'll just enhance it. It'll yeah. enhance it. Just imagine what you think you can get with meditation now. Yeah, and just... It'll enhance it by runs. another 10, 20%. Yeah. It's amazing those steps you make and like they may only be minor, but geez, you get proud of them when you're making yeah. noticeable progress. That's what I mean. If you go in this, it's just like, yeah, I, I, I can't recommend them. Mm, um, enough highly enough it's mm. funny i um was like hyphen up to jace um from gypsy yeah and then he's obviously because he was in the same thing he does a heap of meditation and very similar path as this and i don't think he really had done it and he was kind of not like not iffy about it just hadn't done it and then um he finally when i went up there and did the marathon thing i jumped in afterwards and i said how much it helped anyway then he must have jumped onto it and realized how how good it was and then he had a guy and then he was hyping it up on the podcast and he had a guy <laughs> from the, the spa coming on, on the podcast oh really that. and i was just like yeah boy you're <laughs> getting around it now but it's one of those things a lot of people um won't i guess see the benefit from the first go because i didn't i yeah. bumped around oh man and it's like you've got to go in and open-minded and go i'm becoming f- so much more aware that you need to have multiple goes at things too oh. you know like geez my experience on the second time trying certain things has mm. been yeah so much more beneficial than what it was the first time i did them yeah and like I, yeah i can't stress enough you can't just go, like that whole yep i tried 10 minutes worth of guided meditation not for me not for me yeah yeah you need to actually give these things a proper go mm. to see if there's benefits because i doubt that there's many people that it wouldn't help mm. I, re- how, I really how many strongly people believe that. Great at something first go. Yeah, it's like very, very few. And if well, you're- Brianna thinks she's really quite good at, she reckons she can get all of the thoughts out of her head and she can just focus on her breathing for like a long time. And I'm just like, whoa, that's good. Keep, yeah. keep, keep, yeah. keep, keep going. Like this is yeah. And I, and like this was at a point where I was, you know, I thought I was becoming competent at meditation, and then it, I was just my mind. I was just throwing more and more thoughts at myself mm. rather than trying to clear my mind. And Brianna's sitting there, and she's like, I'm not thinking about anything. And I'm like. 
damn, you, you've, you know, yeah. I've been doing this for now months and I'm struggling mm-hmm. and you've been doing it for days and you, you feel like you, you seem like shut it, off. Yeah, but then, you know, more realisation later that that was just my natural path of getting to that stage where it got worse before it then got better again. So, Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's one of those things that's just like, yeah, everyone's going to pro- progress at a different mm. speed. By a different the- rate, and that's the whole thing, you know. I, and some people's minds are busier than others to start with, you know what I mean? I think mm. that you and I and Dad have that disease where you, we can't really sit still. Yeah. Whereas I know other people Our are Our brains are just happy. Yeah, yeah they're fine. Like sometimes you just want it to, <laughs> to, like to that's calm a, down. And that's yeah. why they have this ability to do but it. But I, I love and hate it at the same time. That's the I thing. I do too. Like, I'm not trying to get rid of that. I'm just trying to go, I don't need to listen to that. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. that's one thing about me. Like if I'm, my brain's always like, what should I be doing? What can I be doing? Mm. What haven't I done? Yeah. What do I, like, it's just go, 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 Well, go, that, the thing go. is too, like my brain did that too until I started writing to-do lists, for example. Like yeah. I put that on the paper and you go, I don't need to try and remember what I need mm. to do. I, I can mind. pick up yeah. this pick yeah. up this piece of paper and they, this is what you need to do. Yeah, even and then you can just stuff. pull that, like you're, in my opinion, your mind is only so big you can have so many things in it. And you're trying to fill it with reminders that you can put on paper yeah. and pull that out and give yourself space. Yeah. That's why, And then just, it gets quiet. As soon as I have something come up now, I just set a reminder on my phone. Yeah. That's my phone's memory now. Yeah. I don't have to remember that. Yeah. It's just so simple. I think I was talking to someone. I was like, just set reminders. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I showed them and they're just like, this oh, is good. Yeah. Because oh. I remember the same, same realization for me. I'd yeah. have to like, you just constantly think. It's like just say when you lend someone something, it's always in your mind. Yeah, where, where's that thing? Where's that thing? And it's just like half the time you don't like doing that just because I just don't want it in my brain. Yeah. It's like I don't mind you taking the thing. You nearly but- need to have the like, you need to bring this back at this day <laughs> yeah. But then, so I can stop thinking. And they never do. You never do, yeah. But it's the thing. It's just like I, like I don't care if you've got my thing. It's just like I want to know if I, when I need it, that I've got it, I can get it back. Mm. So, yeah, it is a thing. It's just like yeah, trying, trying to clear your mind. But no, media, I think that's, what's that? That's going to be well over three now, I think. That's three and a half, I think. Mm, I think With a little should. break in the middle, <laughs> a little refresh. <laughs> <laughs> two day podcast. Oh, two day podcast. Any, any, any funny stories you want to finish, finish this off? You can, you can throw something that we can Jeez. laugh about to finish it off. Funny I'm trying, stories. I'm trying to think now of like, I feel like we covered a lot of the really good ones. What else have we got? What about okay? I got I got one that it's it's probably not that funny, but it shows how evil you were again. Oh, remember this time? Where I feel it, like I'm definitely like growing up. I thought I was the good guy, and you were the bad guy. But listen to these stories back. I, I feel like say, I've done more bad than you've, good. You've done a few bad. This was like okay, so we had a little jump at our cousin oh, Elijah's yeah. Elijah's house, and we we're just like bricks under a bit of wood that we were like going off on BMXs. We we're quite a little. Anyway, we set it up pretty high, and then I was like had to get a run up around the corner. Anyway, I told, I was like, all right, this is Well, it got, to, it got to the point where Lygie and I weren't jumping it anymore. Dean was yeah. the only one that was game to jump this thing. So just say it was like, it was a plank on a pile of, say, five bricks. And Dean's like... Probably more, but yeah. Yeah, Dean's like, I don't want more than five bricks. Yeah. Dean goes around the corner and I stick a sixth brick underneath under the pile. It. So without- when I come up, like, and it might have happened with five, but we don't... We, we, we you never know. We don't know. So anyway, I go off it, and because I didn't have enough speed, or like, I went up and then just landed directly on my back. Just off this smashed thing, himself. And just, like, couldn't walk. And <laughs> and then Jake didn't... Like, no, they didn't say that they put an extra brick under it. I just copped it. And then I think a bit later on... Found out. Yeah, we've... Sabotage. Oh, evil. That is evil. bad. That is bad. It's like... Imagine that in, like, a different scale of, like... 
<laughs> I'm going to hit this big moto jump. Can you not rec- play with the <laughs> mark with the loop? And you just put a fucking kicker at the just, end of it. Just dra- drag the ramp back five yeah. foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he should be all right with this. <laughs> like literally, oh, that is full sabotage. It's, yeah, evil, evilness. No, all right, media. I like it. All right. We can peace out now and go be productive human beings. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. That That's was all good. right. Peace, guys. <laughs>